Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fae Fair, and joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. My pronouns are she, they. We're also joined by the sole Stork defender in the world, Stork's strongest soldier, Catherine. Hi, I'm Catherine. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm here to defend my child. Today, we once again have a Type Moon light episode as we cover the Melty Blood manga. Uh, to make up for the lack of meaty TM stuff, we have some drinks to sip and a virtual world to explore with Caligal Effect Overdose. It's Yuri Tea Time. It's Yuri Tea Time. I have cherry Pepsi. I, I'm indulging. I have Coke. You have a Coke? Yeah. I prefer a Pepsi to a Coke, but that's probably just because where I grew up, Pepsi was more common in restaurants than Coke. And then that, everywhere that I've makes lived sense. since has swapped that. Uh, Usually when I get my soda batches, I get one batch of Coke and one of Pepsi, so I can just alternate between depending on what my mood is. I thought you were going to say you mix them like you're pasteurizing it. Oh, that that might. I should try that sometime. Cozy? Cozy? Peck? <laughs> um, poke? Poke? <laughs> Poke. It's good. Okay. Um, I just finished the this conversation. Blood might finally have broken me of my desire to <laughs> censor brand names because <laughs> it's funnier to keep it in. Um, no, because I just heard the two. I am also drinking a. a I almost said Crystal Pepsi. That's not. That would be fascinating <laughs> if we had Crystal Pepsi this time. Uh, I don't. I yeah. This is the first time I've drunk a can of soda in like literal years um mm -hmm. cherry pepsi i stole one from ben yes because i desperately need any caffeine <laughs> um makes sense tears of the kingdom is fun <laughs> i i don't have a switch but i'm glad you're having fun Anytime a like big Nintendo game comes out, like the discourse around it is like completely, completely wild. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Like <laughs> that one, uh, that one website that gave the new Zelda four out of five stars, and people are like, "Oh, you're bashing the game. You're ruining it." You uh -huh, know? Uh huh. It's like uh, it's so stupid. I just like it, like to to make Link run around in gay little outfits. That's all. That's yeah, the, that's the, the most thought. I don't. I'm never going to be a person who puts like a Zelda storyline up there with like my favorite things. You know what I mean? Or like my favorite games. This is, but it is yeah. fun to make it like Link run around in a gay little outfit and get killed. <laughs> this is the thing I, for me. I do agree. Is, Though I do like Majora's Mask. That's in true. particular. Yeah. Um, I would say that that. Uh, like Breath of the Wild is a good game, yeah, but it's still like a four out of five for me. Uh -huh. This is this also again comes back to my it is extremely hard for a game to hit five out of five. Uh huh. You gave Caligula Effect two a five, didn't you? If I didn't, uh, playing Overdose made me like Caligula Effect two even more. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know what's a good fucking video game? Caligula Effect two. <laughs> Colloquial effect overdose. <laughs> Again, I don't think it's a good video game. <laughs> okay, I guess we're getting into it. 
We are covering for Yuri Tea Time today. Mm -hmm. We have brought one thing, and that thing is Kalila Effect Overdose. Because we couldn't do anything else because Fen was running so late on finishing Overdose. Okay, to be fair, I had like a string of back to back to back um, visits with people mm -hmm. and uh, and also then scrambling in between uh two of those visits were literally back to back i got like 12 hours alone in the house and mm -hmm. then someone else showed up mm -hmm. um and then yeah so scrambling then to like get stuff ready for the next podcast recording and it's been a time <laughs> yeah anyway yeah so... i'm sure Kaliga effect overdose i'm not gonna tell the airport story just for uh fen's peace of mind but there oh was an airport God. story Okay, I was at the airport. <laughs> Fen, you want to tell right. the airport story? Um, I was at the airport. Uh, it was a like six p.m. flight. Uh huh. It was delayed to like six thirty or something. Six twenty. Six twenty. Um, and I was like, okay, I got through security. Uh, I I got TSA precheck. Mm -hmm. Uh, like six months, a year before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I was like, I'm like flying at least a couple of times a year i might as well just like, you know get easily get through security and then pandemic happened i was like not flying anywhere i guess uh but um so i got through security fine uh and then my five alarm five five alarm uh my chili <laughs> my five o'clock alarm that that is hey go take your meds you dumbass mm -hmm. um went off and i was like oh yes i should take my Wait, one sec. Where? How did I forget my meds? Uh, and so I called up Ben, and I was like, hey, so I know the last time I was at the airport, I'd forgotten my passport at home. Uh-huh. Uh, this time I forgot <laughs> my go. meds, which means I could go on this flight, and then I'd come back and, like, just be an anxious, sad mess. Uh-huh. Um... And would not enjoy the trip very much. So, would you do me the huge favor of rushing over? I had less than an hour to do this. The airport was 40 minutes oh. away by car. Yes. Uh, Holy shit. And so I was sitting in the parking lot, waiting for Ben, like, uh, laying on my suitcase, trying not to cry too much. Um, being oh, like, no. how, did I, how did I mess up the same trip twice in two different ways? Um, oh, but man. luckily the plane was delayed enough that, uh, I can't drive. I had to get a lift. Yes. I get, oh, uh, wow. terminally That's car just... sick in cars. Oh, big so mood. I'm in the back of this car. Your, your phone was also dying. My phone had 10% battery left and I had to go there and then get there and then get back. <laughs> so I'm in the car, oh. like. Oh, oh, my uh, Lyft driver was deaf also, so if anything went wrong, communicating with him would be very difficult. Uh, especially oh since I couldn't, like, God. text to communicate with him, because my phone was dying. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, uh, this is it. This is going to be the first time I'm going to blow chunks in the back of a Lyft. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was horrible. I did make it barely in time, and did the baton pass to fend the anchor runner who made the last leg of the trip <laughs> um i did i did like run half like kind of sprint walk about half of the way to the terminal before i was like uh or to the gate um because already we're already at terminal b mm -hmm. um 
to the gate, uh, and then I was like, oh, right, I'm uh, out of shape, <laughs> and, like, walked as fast as I could, being like, I'm gonna miss the plane. I'm downstairs, like, ordering another lift, like, Fen's gonna have to walk home if, if Faye doesn't get on that fucking plane. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so mad. What did I, I texted you, uh, I texted Heather when I found out this was happening. I said, I'm going to turn Fan into a fancy hat. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to skin a fair foxtail. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I am, uh, yeah, I could not be more grateful to Ben uh-huh, for... Uh-huh. It was the kind of thing where I wasn't actually mad at Fan, but like as soon as Fan was like, well, I'm not going if you don't make- come with the pills, I was like... I'm under so much pressure. My head is going to explode. Like, what is that? Scanners, that movie where the guy's head explodes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I did phrase it like that. I meant it as a, I will, I like, I will not enjoy this trip if Uh I don't have those, like, essential medications to my mental health. It was just so much (laughs) pressure. I'm so sorry. I did not make it in time with the passport. I did not even try because we didn't have enough time, but... I Damn. redeemed myself. That plane was not delayed. <laughs> the lift home, uh, I was like dying. <laughs> so if this was the end of a manga chapter, I would be like doing a salute from the sky, <laughs> silhouetted against like the sunset. Um. Anyway, you enabled Yuri, Ben. Yes, I'm the Yuri enabler. Yes, you mm-hmm. really are. I'm glad you had fun. Speaking of Yuri. Oh, God.
there are two protagonists uh the female the male one and the correct one yes <laughs> this game's so much better if it is yuri yes there are two i think that of most things, there are though. two girls who fall in love with you wait who's the second uh the the hikikomori or the shy one i guess she's not actually a hikikomori she's just paired with shonen doll and I was okay i i don't I, I in my head i never really put that together as like love love but i see how you get there yeah it's not as explicit no but i, I get it she I, doesn't she doesn't she has... talk about marrying you <laughs> She does have one of the strongest reactions at the end, at the in the bad end uh, of all of the characters. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, the bad end. We're gonna get there. So I watched Fen play it last night. It's it's incredible. It's a it's a game maker for me, honestly. But uh, okay, Caligula Effect Overdose. We already did a, a, a like spoiler cast basically of the entirety of Caligula Effect Two. This isn't going to be like that. No, we don't I'm have not... time. It's not uh, the not all of the music is as good. No, <laughs> some of the music's really good, but not there all are the some really good tracks. Okay, uh, yes, there are really good tracks. I did boot up two, uh, and two things struck me immediately. It looks so much better. It looks way better. Uh, and uh, you can't queue actions. You can only select one action. I think that's a great. Uh, which uh, I was like, it took me a second because I was like trying to figure out how I queued actions. Then I was like, wait a sec, does it really not have um, queue like uh, or like you in so in one? Uh, the combat is interest. It's more interesting than it is good. Yes, because uh, they just haven't tuned it well like caligula effect 2 it is uh you select a move and then move it on the timeline with a simulator to like try and like counter enemy moves at the right time and stuff like that yeah. and then it plays out and you can set moves for all your different characters etc yeah. cetera, etc cetera. and you can select up to three moves um each move has a like wind up time mm -hmm. an active time a cooldown time and then you have a turn cooldown so it pushes you to to select three moves because the turn cooldown is the same no matter how many moves you select. Mm -hmm. And so if you're paying that across three moves, that's more efficient than paying yeah. it like for each individual move. I hated this. I I think it makes the encounters feel very long. Yes. But yes. I don't think that's an inherently bad thing unless you're trying to rush the game in a week to get it on time for a podcast um okay but, i was but... not doing that i was not <laughs> rushing it i played it at my own pace now I, I did rush it towards the end because here's the thing if there were fewer fights that felt like better tuned i don't think it would be a bad choice but it was like it was a little too much of a strategy layer for uh that the game i didn't really think that the game's like mechanics really held up to it you know what I mean? Yeah, and because it's also like, have... who the fuck is playing this for the gameplay? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> well, the, I, the gameplay too is totally worth playing for the gameplay. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think the gameplay in Caligula Effect Overdose has one Achilles heel. Okay, it has many, but it has <laughs> one in particular that bothers me. It is that there is a net accuracy debuff 
the higher your difficulty is. So if you want to play on the <laughs> hardest difficulty and, like, really try to engage with the game's mechanics in a meaningful way, you will have, like, fucking 50% accuracy for everything you do, Miserable. which makes good strategizing basically impossible. It's this, really stupid. This is the thing. It's, like, fun to have the possibility to miss because then you can whiff an important counter and like change the shape of the the whole like fight right yes however yeah more than five percent chance to miss feels horrible well or i would say that uh misses feel less bad when you're not penalized like a lot of the time okay so one uh i think the queuing system is bad because uh or like selecting up to three actions is bad because it it pushed me to play on auto so that you're only ever selecting protagonist yes. moves this is the because thing, is otherwise four characters otherwise i'm just <laughs> like clicking the same move three times for every character mm -hmm. and like why would i do that most <laughs> encounters towards the end of the game it was oh yeah like one like i select the same move my like literally the protagonist's base starting move three times mm -hmm. uh and we kill the enemy in, in like one one turn that's it they really tuned um, like figured a lot of stuff out for two so i'm not like mad that the game is yeah. like this but it is like to play Caligula effect overdose is just a bad experience they did they did turn down the uh like it Caligula effect two it feels like accuracy is still there but it matters less and i think it feels way worse because like one it's like okay i'm gonna try a counter i then have to like if i'm playing correctly i have to follow it up with two other moves that kind of uh assume that that counter went off and then if the counter misses then it just feels awful because my entire plan has fallen apart yeah. Uh, yeah. As opposed to two, where it's like, okay, you can't comp. I I try to counter and it missed. Now I have a chance to go again. Yeah, I'm not like waiting for. You're 30 not locked. Well. Two moves into the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, for a lot of reasons, I think Overdose is just like a really bad, like an unfun game to play. The okay. Uh, the map, the dungeon maps Terrible. are. Okay, Maybe. the first, like, two are fine. And then you do the bathhouse where you have to find <laughs> dark hiding in stupid fucking objects. And then it's all downhill from there, baby. It's yeah. all downhill. Yeah. I already thought the, the dungeons in Click Effect 2 were, like, not good, right? Yeah. Like, like traipses, okay, they're the hospital, big, you know what I mean? The hospital is... Uh, into is on par with uh like or is like a mid-tier overdose dungeon <laughs> in terms of the fucking pyramid is the worst for me the pyramid is a awful. Py pyramid is miserable oh the worst part of the dungeons because of how the game is structured which i do kind of mostly like you have to go through all the dungeons <laughs> the pyramid almost broke me <laughs> uh so here's the thing i don't mind oh like windy twisty kind of mazy dungeon yeah but 
if I know the layout of the dungeon, it should be easy to get around. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, the first time I go through this floor, I'm going to like explore uh, like the corners and like go on a bunch of um, paths that like don't lead anywhere, but might lead to like a chest or something. And that's that's fun and fun and fine. Mm-hmm. And then if I have to go through that map again, I'm like, oh, yes, I can look at the map and know exactly where to go. That is not the case in Caligula Effect Overdose. Uh, the pyramid is really bad. The um, aquarium what? is not great either. The aquarium is not great, but uh, Landmark Tower is has a bunch of... I had trouble, probably more trouble than normal people would, uh, getting through doors and getting onto bridges... Uh, there's something about like the character model is wider than it feels like they should be. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the landmark tower was also. Oh wait, wait, wait! I didn't know that Ayana, Ag, uh, Kuchinashi are all completely new. Wait, what? Yeah, all of that stuff is completely that new. new. Yeah, wow, that okay. Ayana, Stark, Kuchinashi. Uh, Biwasaka, all new characters. I figured they were all in there, just not uh, developed. Wait, Stork is new? Yeah, because he's tied into yeah. that plotline. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. I can't imagine playing this fucking miserable game without the, uh, without with, the overdose. Without, without the like... overdose characters and the musician's root links... It's... The game is not worth playing. It yeah. it it still uh-huh. has some interesting ideas, but like overdose to me is like really a case of let's take something that's kind of mediocre and make it good. Right. So just to say explicitly, the reason that the the Sun Temple sucks so much is that the hallways are extremely small. Uh, and so you're forced into battle yeah, fight, after yeah. battle after battle, and um, the layouts are just yeah, the layouts are just miserable. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, again, even if you know, I got lost looking at the map multiple times mm-hmm. in this game. Not just in the Sun Temple, although especially there, uh, it's just like like please give me give me a shortcut or something that I can unlock. To make just moving around this map not the worst yes. thing in the world. Okay, we need to take a step back. What is Caligula Effect Overdose? What is this game? Uh, Catherine, do you want to try and take a pass at like giving the basic pitch for the game? Uh, sure. Okay, so Caligula Effect Overdose takes place in a virtual world called Mobius. Uh... The people in that virtual world are there because they've been, uh, they've been like, dinked in by a virtual doll, which is basically a Hatsune Miku yeah. song, and they are all trying to escape from reality in various different ways. Uh, the main character joins a party of similarly like-minded people who have realized that they're in a virtual world and want to get out of it. And in order to do so, they want to find Mew, the main virtual doll, 
and to do this, they have to get through the musicians, the antagonists of the game who all, for various reasons, don't want to go back to the real world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they do that. The plot of the game is, I don't think it's bad, but it definitely exists mainly as a facilitator for the characters, the character interactions, and the social links. Yeah. I, uh, the plot is... It's very straightforward. Yes. Uh, it is the power of friendship, and also... Um, it's the power of friendship with a group of the least likable people you've ever met. <laughs> which is an incredible... Yeah, I think it's less... The, yeah, it's kind of... It gets kind of power of friendship by the end. But the Caligula JR, the Caligula cast are not typical JRPG party members this in many, yeah. many ways. Um, so also, but, but notably, this uh, is, yeah. Let me, let me finish this. Uh, notably, this is not the original version of the Caligula effect. Uh, the Caligula effect was uh, uh, the yes. overdose is a DLC slash revamp of the game that adds. Well, uh, it's not DLC because it, yeah. it is no, it, no, it's, it is just yes. a full revamp. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it came with the ports of the game to yeah. non PSP platforms. Yes. So uh, it revamps the game. It adds uh, a go home club member. It adds some musicians, two, and then uh, oh right, because AG two. Mm-hmm. It adds uh, <laughs> some musicians and it adds social links persona style uh, for all of the musicians, not just for the go home club, which yeah. already existed. Uh, and a new ending to the game, and the ability to play as a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, All of which, huge improvements. Cannot critical, imagine the game without them. Critical changes. I I don't know how you could... I'm sure you could play the ori- like original Caligula effect if you wanted to. Uh, it would be it would be uh, the most foolish choice possible. Uh-huh. 100%. Just don't... Don't even do it. It's not worth it. Uh, Overdose is the version you should be playing or watching on YouTube, but brackets, I don't think there are any completed playthroughs with the girl. So There is, as soon as Fen finishes uploading it. I was going to say, that (laughs) is is really doing work there. Um, There will be. There will be. Crying rules. Um, I I have like 20 hours of video I need to put up mm-hmm. uh but then yes there there will then be a completed playthrough yeah. as the femme protagonist fen has rushed through some of the dialogue towards the end just out of desperation but well uh, and uh necessity because i did finish at like 10 30 last night yes. um <laughs> so i think uh the way the uh the way i talk about it is that i feel like caligula effect overdose is the tsukihime to caligula effect 2's fate stay night this yes. isn't a totally like it does this no metaphor doesn't hold up to complete scrutiny but it's a good like overview right yeah it's like interesting ideas they don't all go places it's uh a lot messier and like more uh it's harder to get through just like on all levels but it's got a lot of interesting it is stuff. a it is a very, like, the okay, here's a good way of putting it. The game is not mean. The game's outlook is 95% of the time very, like, empathetic and open, uh, it, much mm. like its successor, Caligula 2. But basically, all the characters, 
except for like two or three, are complete assholes. And I know that some people love this because it makes the game feel more real. And to some extent, I do agree with this as much as I wish the world wasn't that way. So I do get it. But it also makes the game, I think, very hard to go through for others. So if you're going to try it out, just fair warning, your party sucks. You will grow to understand them by the end, and they will become marginally better people. But they all really suck at the start. It's really... They often... it's. characters in the world are often unpleasant in a way that's just not interesting at all you know what i mean like Uh, i think it is interesting but i think it's to me rather than interesting the word i would use is that they feel real may maybe I, i don't know if i always agree with that but uh i okay yeah, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna play uh, these games, I would recommend playing Overdose first, so that you don't have the the like whiplash experience of playing a much better to play game first, and then going trying to go back to this. But I, you could totally just watch it uh, and do something else while the fights are going on. Yes. Yes. I, uh, there is a novel that bridges one and two, and you should. Uh, it's been translated into English. Uh, you should definitely read that. I think we're talking about it next time. Yes. Yes. Provided nothing uh, changes about our schedule. Like if you can't make it or something uh, like that. It should be the next okay. tea time. Um, yeah. I, I was just putting that there for the listeners. Uh, the novel is pretty essential and does lead into two in big and important ways. Okay. Fan, you've got a thought. Uh, so two things. Yeah. One is that the main plot of Overdose. Yes. Is very standard jrpg fare which is to say the, is, the world is cool the world is a cool idea yeah. a cool unique idea but I, like specifically yes i think if if you asked me should i play the caligo effect games mm-hmm. i would say one how much time do you have uh-huh and two most people should just play two mm-hmm <laughs> Um, you have to you have to be uh, the kind of person who is happy to look for diamonds in the rough, and yes, uh, who's sure. okay with some like really flippant suicide stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but also, I think like the the two has such a great um, thematic core to it that one is just like we're friendship and yeah you know the life sucks but we have to keep on living Mm -hmm. that's like that's basically it (laughs) um and it does the the uh like side things the the social links do cool stuff yeah that is good but the main plot is lacking in a way that i love how two ends yeah because it is like oh yes this is a Two deals with like fame and uh what it is to be famous mm-hmm. uh throughout and then like ends on that note mm-hmm. and one is like well yeah like all of these people kind of suck in different ways but also maybe it's fine because everyone is sucks in some way mm-hmm. uh, and i mean i respect that i think that's a 
good yeah. message to put in your video games. Sort yeah, of. I, I think it's it is yeah, just I do like think it's interesting overall. But yeah, I think that uh, Caligula Effect Two is much more unified, right? It has yeah. like a like you said a, a more solid like uh, through line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also really important to consider Caligula Effect, and I don't think this is like the way you should look at it exclusively. But it is like it is written by writers of like old persona like before Mm -hmm. three four you know what most people know as persona Mm -hmm. and i think it's very easy to read overdose especially as kind of like an anti-persona game where instead of it being like a mostly fun simulated high school experience it is about how why do people want these things Mm. and like the social links uh, in both games are kind of very much like built around denying savior complex notions. Mm-hmm. You can rarely help these people in meaningful, lasting ways, mm-hmm. but you can give them a little bit of a leg to stand up and figure stuff out. Yeah. Uh, and that's very much at odds with how I think a lot of... Uh, video games and especially rpgs uh and especially especially persona treat human interaction yeah you're more of a therapist than uh-huh. a savior uh which yeah. is i think uh mo certainly like shogo um we'll talk about each character's yeah. like, story and um because right? i do think that yeah. there's some like interesting stuff to highlight but like there are even if you're not the one saving them, there are certainly like, oh, and now my, like, it's going to take work, but my problems are fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah one of the, it, the most... Oh, go ahead. Um, I don't know if you two know this, so I'm just going to bring it up because I think it is relevant. Um, the, um, the, uh, the, one of the, like, main creative team of people in Caligula, um, does have a counseling background mm-hmm. uh, for overdose his idea or like for one in overdose his um his ideas were being filtered through another writer whereas in two uh, he was writing directly and i think i think if you know that it explains a lot about both games <laughs> interesting interesting Okay, do we want to go through character by character stories, or how do we want to do yeah. this? Yeah, let's let's go through by character by character. Okay, so so yeah, okay. I was thinking. Wait, I want to I want to explain something about the overdose uh, storyline. Yes. After oh, sure. I think it's the first dungeon, right? First uh, two. After the pretty soon after you start the game, you're you're part of the go home club. You're trying to get together with meet up with Mew so that Aria. Her friend, Virtua Doll, who wants to take the world apart because they've gone too far, uh, can talk her into releasing everyone since they're being imprisoned in this virtual world and their minds are being altered so that they don't remember that it's not the real world, right? After the first dungeon or so, Thorn, the head of the uh, ostinato musicians, uh, uh, Muse right-hand girl and uh, the general. What? What? Sorry. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. I just, uh, reading about the changes, um, Affinity with NPCs rises faster and you only need to do one side quest rather than two. Oh, shit. Really? 
You had to do two of those bullshit randomly generated side quests? Overdose that's attacks uh, are new? That's wild. Okay. 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 okay sorry. I'm... After yeah. a certain amount of time, the protagonist is approached by Thorn, the he the general of the uh, ostinato musicians. And she says, uh, I want you to try and understand us. And she brings you to the, Thor the like musician's waiting room and helps manufacture a disguise and a musician identity for the protagonist to take up in order to fight on the musician's side occasionally. Uh, this is the excuse for you being able to talk to the musicians, even though you're fighting them in the main game. Thorns, the, Thorn and Mew are the only ones who know the I actual identity of... Um, what What is the name, the fake name of the fake musician? Lucid? Oh, uh, Lucid. Lucid. Uh-huh. And uh, so you can do social links with the musicians, too, and you can choose to uh, uh, abandon your friends for interlude missions in order to fight them uh, as one of the musicians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's how you get to the musician storyline and stuff like that. And this is also how you get to the end, uh, the, the musician's ending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or the thorn ending, I suppose you could call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to go character by character? Yeah, yeah I, I feel like the best with? way to do it would be to like kind of go in dungeon order and like yeah, do the yeah. pair of each dungeon. So I guess we'd be starting with Protag and Kensuke? Right, yeah, because the, the protagonist is kind of uh, Kensuke's pair. Oh, huh? right, yeah, they are, huh? Or, uh, what's what's his name? Kagi P. Yeah, Kagi P. So, the start of the game is like a graduation ceremony at the school, you know what I mean? The In Mobius, everyone, all of the humans are students, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Trapped in this eternal loop of high school where they graduate and go back to being a first year. yeah. The, fun. the opening is pretty strong, I'd yeah. say, because who gives the, like, graduating student speech? It is Kensuke. It is, it is Kensuke. Okay. And then the protag, like, sees Kensuke give a different speech as, like, oh, I'm the guy moving into the school this year. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that's what wakes them up. Yes. Yeah. And then, like, all a bunch of people in the crowd's face start to like fuzz over as they like are revealed to be NPCs and the protagonist can now see like the cracks in the world because mm -hmm. it's really not a perfect fake, you know? Yeah. And Kensuke immediately notices this and uh, the protagonist runs away. Right. Yeah. So the first dungeon is the school. Yeah. Uh, which the dungeons in this game are so thin. This is true. Uh, I thought, I was like, oh, okay, like, uh, Kagi P's dungeon was, like, pretty thin. We didn't, like, interact with him at all until the very end because uh, he's part of your party, and so he'll get more exploration there. Mm -hmm. And then I did the second dungeon, and was like, oh, so this is more or less just how it is, huh? You You get, like, a little bit of whoever just dungeon it is at the very end, and mostly yeah. otherwise, like... Uh, whoever it is on your side that is paired with that musician gets like a little bit. I think two does a way better job of, yeah. uh, and I, sorry to keep comparing stuff to two. It's going to be having played to, but... two first. Two does a way better job of making the dungeon stories kind of, uh, explore the bit rather yeah. than leaving almost all of it to, yeah. uh, yeah, the social links. The... 
I do think there are the moments way... in two where uh, the 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 pair character isn't really like explored in an interesting way in the dungeon. I think of uh, Gein specifically suddenly having a lot of opinions about art in the yeah. uh, uh, what's what's his name, the uh, the oh, space uh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Moo. Wait, is that his name? What? What's his name? Yeah, it... Mukun. Oh, Mukun. Right, right, right. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gein suddenly has a lot of opinions about art and then doesn't really have opinions about art ever again after that, mm -hmm. which is really funny, but uh, generally I uh, agree with uh, you, you know? Yeah. Uh, There's more. The it's just about, not always that deep. Uh, yeah, the, the thing about the overdose dungeons is, except for the last one, they are basically trailers for that musician's social link. Yeah. This is the uh -huh. best way to think of think of them. Which makes me like what is there's nothing in Overdose or not in the in the original version of this game. It's so thin. Yeah, I think um okay, I, I think you two haven't done the Caligula 2 boss rush yet, but Caligula 2 post game has a boss rush. You beat the bosses again and you get long text dumps about their backstories that help contextualize their actions in the game more. Mm -hmm. To my knowledge, OGS Caligula not overdose, that's how they did it. I see. In 2, I think it works way better, because the musicians are actually characterized yeah. in the story, and yes. the text dumps are just extra context mm -hmm. that makes everything fit together yeah i don't feel like i'm missing anything by not having done the boss rush which i i'm you planning should, on i'm going to replay the whole game at some point uh because i like it that much mm -hmm. uh and uh I, I'm praying for praying for another game <laughs> in the series i yeah it's yeah. um if you can't be asked to do the boss rush um i would do the it. text dump backstories are all on the wiki pages for the relevant characters like okay. just copy pasted wholesale i did the first one of those and didn't read the thing because i had to get back to overdose yeah. but uh I was like, oh, right, this game is fun. <laughs> I like cool playing game. it. Okay, okay, um, let's get back okay. to yes. the matter at hand. Kagi so, P is the first musician. What's his deal? Kagi P is a teenage boy who doesn't want to be an adult. He's yeah. whiny and sulky and like, I don't want to grow up. Uh-huh. Yeah, his song is Peter Pan Syndrome. Uh-huh. It's pretty about straightforward. not wanting to grow up. I'm pretty sure he is like a young adult, though. Like, I think he might be like... 19 to 21 somewhere yeah he's, that, right? he feels like he's on the verge of college you know, yeah to me you I, know what i mean yeah I, he's either in the verge of college or like has just started college <laughs> yeah uh, also uh, oh, no he's okay i looked on the wiki he's six oh, wait he's only no, 16 that's mobius uh i'm looking at the reality bio let me yeah it says 16 here but i can't click the reality oh, tab 19. so he is 19 oh okay okay he is 19 that makes sense occupation ronin student <laughs> okay yeah that makes a lot of sense the other thing about him is that he can't actually compose music at all uh he has been gifted musical talent by mew which is really fun that, like that was his wish yes is uh mew is a, a vocaloid who needs other people to write music for her, but she has the power to uh, give, grant people musical talent to an extent. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously, I don't like his song very much. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not an in-universe thing. That's just a personal taste. <laughs> I think, right, it is It is worth... Uh, 
Mew and Arya are literally and and Key and Regret in the second game are literally just uh, Vocaloids in the sense that they got a bunch of uh, like well-known Vocaloid producers to write songs. Yes, they are like voice. They're not actually Vocaloids. But, yes, yeah. Uh, it's a fun like artificiality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, so. Paired with the protagonist in the, I guess, the protagonist has, like, there's no real development of why the protagonist is here, right? There's an assumption that you yeah, have some regrets about your life. Yeah. And, and you're kind of meant to, uh, like, project those, but yeah. the protagonist does get a song. This is true. As Lucid, where they talk about, like, how because of the dual identity shit they're doing, they feel very, like, empty and unstable as a person uh-huh suicide prototype uh, which we played in the the two episode because it was on the, that soundtrack too fantastic song one of the best one of the like top three songs in this game i think uh those three songs are like like on the better side of songs in two mm -hmm. not they, they're not like immediately oh this is these are the best three songs across uh -huh. both games uh quality of songs in two way better yeah, than generally across bad. the board uh but yeah they're also like it's protagonist very... is an adult and is kind of is like hey yeah being an adult kind of sucks sometimes yeah. but also like it's okay mm-hmm um yeah. notable also the protagonist writes their song using borrowed talent from you too uh -huh. <laughs> which is very funny yeah the more important like bit for Ken the more important like foil character for kensuke is a character who only shows up in his social link yes do mm -hmm. we want to talk about no. his social link yeah we probably should right yeah yeah, yeah at least a bit so his bit during his social link is he's going around defeating he's he stopped acting as Kagi P. He joins the Go Home Club after he's defeated, and he goes around defeating people who have been brainwashed by his music, his fans. Yes. So and like waking them up to the fact that this world is fake. Uh unlike two, uh which is sort of a guerrilla warfare situation. This is active rebellion mm -hmm. <laughs> where like yeah. swarms of people are being turned against the musicians and being re-brainwashed by them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very evocative uh, to, or like, I guess it's the other way around. Uh, two seem to really bar like, like this idea and used it for Kudan section. Mostly yeah. it was very mm -hmm. evocative of that stuff. Yeah. So Kagi P is going around and defeating uh, fans of his, and it bumps into uh, what is it? Uh, uh, a guy who's like a washed-up lawyer or something like that, and he's miserable yeah, as he's an adult. Yeah, he's just like a normal business salary man. man. Yeah, that's salary right. Man. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, being an adult sucks. You were right. Uh, and like, this really shakes uh, Kensuke. Uh, yeah. Is there uh -huh. much more to that besides he beats up the guy eventually? And uh... Well, he doesn't beat up the guy. The guy's not an enemy. They just have conversations. Uh -huh, and he's uh -huh. like, well, yeah, you know, I'm still going to try to chase my dreams and I'll try to end up in the music industry. But even if I don't make it big, I'll still try to do something yeah. 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 meaningful. Yeah, it's like it's 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 cute it's whatever it's not very deep or interesting but you know yeah it's the main like, thing i don't like about uh kensuke is that he's the comedy pervert of the go home club 
he's yep. also like really smarmy and punchable. Yeah. He looks like a Harry Potter to me. It's infuriating. He kind of <laughs> does, which is really cursed when you think about it. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, he's like, he's fine. Like, capital F fine. I think he's kind of like, he works as an introduction to the themes of the game which yeah. he kind of sort of is by nature of being the first dungeon yeah yeah we have anything else to say about kagi p protagonist uh, will get a lot more stuff later particularly when paired with thorn but yeah, yeah i the protagonist does not get a ton no. lucid gets a yes. lot this is this is the this is yeah. the trick is that uh I, uh, I definitely prefer. I I think two's protagonist works for what they're supposed to be. She has a much Brackets cooler look. A representation also. of mm-hmm. you, um, but overdose's protagonist I think does kind of integrate into the story a little more. Thanks, to mm-hmm. overdose. <laughs> yeah, I do wish that there was a separate, like at least, outfit for Lucid for the girl instead of it being like a guy, a skeleton man in a fedora every time. <laughs> But it's but it's not a skeleton man. It's a non-binary skeleton. It looks like a skeleton man wearing I, a fedora. Uh, I don't agree. You don't but... agree. It's the fedora. I hate it. Just put a different hat on them. Okay. This is what I want. Is the fedora makes them look like an asshole like forum poster. <laughs> like uh, you know what I mean? It's miserable. Oh. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway. 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 Next Sweet dungeon. Pea. Sweet Pea is next? Or okay. I guess if, if we're going yeah, by... Sweet Pea and, and Mifue. 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 Yes. These are characters to... Regardless of what you think of them, they are characters to talk about. Sweet this Pea is... is very poorly handled. <laughs> this is uh, after this dungeon Reminder. is where I was like, I can't do this. I have to stop for a while. And then months later, I came back to this game. <laughs> Reminder that we put uh, content warnings in the description. A lot of fat phobia and and transphobia. Fat phobia I've seen in video games in a while. This is where, this is where I disagree. Or this is a point where the game is just leans all the way into being fat phobic, Mm -hmm. and in a way that is not characters being fat phobic and the game kind of saying here is what people are doing but the game itself being like yeah aren't like sweaty fat men really 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 gross mm-hmm. oh yeah you know fat girls ugh gross i think i think it tries to clean it up a little bit in overdose but it, like yes, i do think that it's just not good <laughs> The end of Sweet Pea Social Link which is like the literal end of her character is good but you have to you have to have a lot of positive faith in the idea that the game will make it somewhere positive with this stuff to get there yeah and i wouldn't blame anyone for not having it so if like i made it through that stuff because i was streaming it with a friend who told me they go somewhere with this so my thing is, this is a, another like Tsukihime comparison. I think it's mixing its metaphors. It wants to have it both ways, right? Tsukihime wants to be telling a story about like s- sexual assault and trauma with Kohaku, but also it's kind of got like sexy rape scenes in it. You know what I mean? This wants to be doing something about like body image and uh, like 
a fat phobia and trauma around that. But also, it thinks it's really funny when the fat girls make the ground quake uh, and they like uh, eat like pigs. That one dungeon is terrible, but we'll talk about it, yes, that when dungeons. we get to EKP. I, I think Mifue's dungeon is like... I get why people would find it bad. I personally think it's fine. Well, the okay. Next time the th they the... circle back there, that terrible. stuff's yeah. terrible. The thing about I was furious. Th I was like, "We're doing this again? Are you kidding me?" The thing about Mafue's dungeon is that I think it, most of it is fine. Well, yeah, most of it is fine. Uh, the end scene where it's like. Oh yeah, uh, you know all these these chubby girls. Uh, they're just like literally pigs at a table, gobbling down stuff, sweets yeah. and like grabbing them and saying like, "No, that's mine! Don't you dare touch that!" Mm -hmm. uh, is where I get off of the yeah. uh, which which again is like the game being fat phobic as opposed to a character in the game. Yeah, the bit is kind of mifue sees these fat girls and is repelled and basically says that fat people should be put to death yeah. uh, several times over the course of this. Every yeah. other character also takes e like every opportunity to take pot shots at fat people. Uh, it just is unfun because she's taking it a little bit too far. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that really bothers me, right? It's like it being tied up in Mifue is like uh, Mifue in real life uh her bit is that uh, she has bulimia because of, like, something related to her mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she has a lot of, like, well, weird trauma around this, right? Someone made fun of her mom for being fat. And then she uh, decided her mom was disgusting, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So it being tied up in her, yeah, okay. But, like, even Arya, who isn't even human, <laughs> is also <laughs> mocking these women relentlessly. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then... Oh, God. It's I... it's too far because she's like, yeah, we should shoot these people in the streets. Am I right? And everyone's like, okay, well, you don't have to say it like that, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, maybe this is just me being a bit cynical about the world. I think the, realistically, if you took, like, I would say if you took 10 random people that, like, I don't know if that's exactly how big Overdose's cast is, but you get the idea. And you told me that all of them were, like, varying degrees of fat phobic. I would believe it. Yeah, I don't know. That, oh, no, um, I don't think that it should be everyone, I guess, is the thing. Because especially with stuff like how, it, how again, the, the girls are, like, like, fighting each other for cupcakes because they're disgusting I, I pigs. You know what I mean? Fighting each other. I yeah, they do like, have kind lines. Of all just, like, chilling out and, like, being sharing and uh -huh. shit. The, regardless, they are shoveling food into their mouths in that <laughs> yes, bespoke yes, shoveling food into your mouth animation. So it's not even that uh, these people are just shitty. It's that, oh, yeah, these people are subhuman because of the way they eat. Yes. <laughs> like in the like visual of the game. Uh, that stuff that stuff really doesn't work for me. I think Mifue's social link i i do like parts of it you know what i mean but uh, uh and I, do... I really like how it resolves yeah she's just like st you know it really ties into the whole life is hell but you got to keep going because refue's physical state in the real world is really bad yeah it's she's not doing great and like the the multiple years spent in mobius are not gonna help yeah but at the end of the day she does want to keep going and 
uh, reconcile with her mom, and she becomes friends with Sweet Pea in the real world, which I thought was really sweet, and the way they ended that, like, really made that. me... It really made me come around on that arc. Huh. Okay. The other thing with Sweet Pea is that Sweet Pea is, uh, uh, according to every character in the game, a fat, sweaty uh, man in real life. Uh, and a pretty girl in, in the uh, Mobius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the gender stuff is handled that well either. I get the argument of these people are just kind of shitty, you know what I mean? But, like, they just keep hammering on it in a way that I don't think is that interesting. Sweet Pea herself is fine, you know? Yes. But yeah, uh, good, it's just good, unpleasant. Uh, it's, like, yeah, so omnipresent. Definitely. So her um, bit is that she's, like, a middle-aged uh, man who fell in love with, like, uh, pretty, cute, dreamy, cute things and wanted to be a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You make how he is, uh, like, a style yeah 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 i uh i i kind of want to clarify this uh mm-hmm. for anybody who hasn't played because i think if you haven't played it's really easy to get this misconception mm-hmm. uh sweet pea does not one thing i really like about sweet pea's character i think this is like super unique for a trans character in a game like this sweet pea does not have gender dysphoria in any like like sweet pea is like very at home with their sense of gender identity the thing that they struggle with specifically is how that relates to like bodily stuff Mm -hmm. and kind of like coming to love your own body and realizing even if you don't like fit what society's standard of like a cute girl is that doesn't mean you can't try on cute fashion and stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah that stuff generally works for me uh sweet peas social link is uh mew and lucid uh putting her on a crash diet and it going really poorly and her being like fuck this i uh, i will do my best to like lose a bit of weight because i want to fit into different clothes but i'm not i'm not gonna try this like completely uh wild lifestyle thing anymore you yeah know? that's what that works the, for me yes the end of where her social link ends up is good yeah that, it's a long journey that it starts off with almost every dialogue option you have some option to say "Ugh, you're a gross fat man yeah and also that uh our next character uh stork uh is constantly chiming in being like oh yes 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 you're a pervert just like yes. me uh-huh. uh is it starts miserable it's probably like the it most improved social yes. link um yeah yeah sweet pea uh gen- yes the thing with sweet pea is i generally like her uh it's just tough to uh, see the stuff happening around her well, and also it is notable that if you say any of these like shitty things yes, to her yeah. you are immediately locked out of her story uh yeah. in the same way that like everyone has has dialogue options stuff, that will lock yeah. you out um I, it is telling i yeah i'm not sure entirely what to make of this uh because i think you could go either way with it she is always looped or grouped in with the men uh mm. when the musicians are divided by gender she is a man mm-hmm. uh not a woman which mm. is interesting because like everyone has stuff in mobius that 
uh yeah that is like different and so like it, it is weird to me specifically that even the musicians mm-hmm. who are also not super friendly mm-hmm. um but that they also are like well yeah of course like what's in reality actually matters yeah. not who you are here yeah 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 though in a way that's kind of the thing that holds a lot of them back and a lot of their social links kind of end up about being trying to reconcile this in some way Mm -hmm. so let's talk about mifue mifue uh again has this like uh really intense hatred of fat people because of uh her uh relationship with her mom who her mom by all accounts is like a kind of chubby sweetheart yeah (laughs) yeah uh and in mobius mifue as part of her wish was granted a thin version of her mom who doesn't eat ever when yeah. she's around her, you know what I mean? An NPC mom. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I think is really interesting about her story is she has she comes to terms pretty quickly with I've I've been fucking up really bad and I want to really build my relationship with my mom and I can't treat people like this anymore, you know. And the thing that she wants to do is find her NPC mom and apologize to her, mm-hmm. even though she's not real. This is like a really great like grasping at ephemeral straws for her uh, absolution like kind of thing. Because she knows it's utterly pointless. And that NPC is being repurposed anyway. Yes. Yeah, but also, even though it is kind of pointless... Yeah, it's cathartic for her. It's cathartic, and it, like, it kind of works as, like, I think the impression I get is, like, for her, that is the Mm build-up to being able to do that uh, when you when she wakes up in reality yeah and it's not even just that she's like warming up for her real mom she like feels some empathy she thinks it's meaningful to apologize just even to this image of her mom that she like warped and twisted in the ways that she liked right Mm -hmm. uh it's it's meaningful to apologize even if it is like literally pointless you Mm -hmm. know so that stuff i like that she does find her right as she is being repurposed and apologizes to her yeah with the protagonist self yeah, and like, you know, to tying into the themes about like reality being hell, in the real world she is like outright refused to eat and like chose to start starving herself and mm-hmm. she's like in a hospital not doing great, but yeah. she's gonna she's gonna go back and she's gonna try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have uh people in my family have eating disorders, so and I'm fat, so this like a lot of the stuff, especially early on, really didn't work for me. I don't really find Mifue likable. <laughs> uh, it's hard to like get back from how like mad I was at the beginning. But uh, generally, I, I, she's not like on my list of uh, characters I can't stand. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I've come around a little bit on her. I think she's yeah, the second I, uh, least likable girl. I was girl like, uh, I I was very I much like sort of uh raised in a household where like even the slightest bit of like weight would get you called fat and like everybody Mm. would play it off as like oh we're just joking around we don't mean it and like that was like being generous half true Mm -hmm. so no i know uh, this shit yeah yeah aspects of uh aspects of mifue storyline really 
resonated with me, I think, because that stuff really gets to you mentally, and then mm-hmm. you start, you know, you start feeling really bad about your body image and yeah. all that. I guess the thing for me is I was never the person who was calling other people fat. I was the one getting called fat. <laughs> so I didn't yeah, have a lot of sympathy for, for Mifue. <laughs> that that makes sense, yeah. Um. Anyway, speaking of characters Who's that I can't more stand... than... Stork. Okay, yes. Obviously. The best character in this game. You are out of your mind, Catherine. (laughs) Nonsense, Catherine. This is, I really want to engage with you here, but this is pants on head nonsense. (laughs) Okay. One, paired with my favorite go home club girl, Ayane. Yes. Stork's dungeon is miserable. Uh... Because Fascinating that it, now we know that the entire dungeon is added in for Overdose. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a Hot Springs. Uh, his song is, I think, the first one that is, like, semi-decent. Yeah. His song's pretty decent. I came around on Sweet Pea's song a little bit, but Ken's case I really don't like. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck Peter Pan Syndrome. Worst song in the game. Uh, yeah. So, Stork's whole deal is that he's a peeper. That's that's it. He's we'll pervert. talk about it more when we get to his so he social runs, link. But... He runs a hot spring so he can peep yeah. on girls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Mew gave him the ability to literally uh, disguise himself as different objects. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. The dungeon consists of, after you meet him for the first time... Uh, Playing hide and seek. And this <laughs> yeah. is a interest... Or I guess it's not a... It is a difference between the male and female protagonists... If you're a female protagonist, you can go into the female side of the hot onsen, the mm-hmm. hot springs, uh, uh, baths. And uh, if you're a male, I guess you stay outside with everyone, like, trying to sneak a peek? Uh-huh. Um, Who knows? I've never done it with the male. Yes. Um, boys. Uh, all, like, literally all of the boys are like, well, yeah, obviously we're going to sit here and, like, hope to catch some titty or whatever. Comedy pervert shit. Um, um, so there is something, there there is something at first where I'm like, okay, the bit with Stork is that uh, his lyrics, girls really like his lyrics because it's like, like, romance protagonist, like, I'm always watching, I'll protect you, mm-hmm. shit. And he's like a creep, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's not really like a He's not like that isofar as he is a believable romantic. Uh, he is wearing like a cartoon plague doctor mask that gets nosebleeds. <laughs> and he runs around screaming about uh, looking at gr- up girl skirts. Yes. It's not okay, really I, like... I just need to say, I love his plague doctor mask. I it's do not. It's a very cool design He also thing. has like a cod piece on his uniform. <laughs> Does he? It's like pants are really weird. Um, right. Just to get back to, so you meet Stork um, for the first time. Uh, you also meet Ayane, right? She's in the yep. bath. Yeah. Um, she, uh, the way that you meet her is uh, Sweet Pea is going to take a bath to like chill out after having a miserable experience with the Go Home Club and meets with the Ayane and bonds over uh, not like thinking men are gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then she, re- Sweet Pea realizes that she is possibly in real physical danger because of how virulently anti-male this a girl is if someone comes and outs her as trans in the middle of this bath, which they Guess immediately do. walks in? <laughs> um, um, and then the rest of the dungeon uh, is wandering around. You enter a room. Stork is like, ho, 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 I'm here. 
And then you have to wander around that room. Kicking random objects. Walking near random things. Hoping to gods that you... I had to completely clear out one section. Uh, and could not leave. Because the game was like, well, Stork's around. And I'm like, I have been over literally every inch of this. What? Where do you want me to go? And then... I walked a little closer to one corner, and it's like, oh, he's here. And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I could make it worse. It. It's, so, it's, it's so stupid. I Time it. limit. What if it was timed? That oh, would be don't, worse, don't. Ben. Yeah. It's not <laughs> good. Like it's so funny that, like, uh, two, the two, possibly the two most frustrating dungeons in the games are both the, the like, overdose dungeons. Mm hmm Because they tried to add more mechanics, like, unique mechanics to them or something like that. The, the, yeah. the puzzles for the temple and the uh, hide-and-seek for Stork. Okay, to be fair, the puzzles for the temple are super easy. Yes, yes. Uh, it is miserable to get dropped down to the floor below in a scripted segment and have to climb back up. Yes, That's yes. pretty fucking yeah. miserable. Okay. So, Stork's storyline uh stork and uh ayana and everyone has like a story that are all all the overdose characters have one story that they are all telling a part of essentially so their social links kind of entangle oh yeah yeah yes. all four of the so, overdose characters yeah. to collectively so stork stork and ayana is like they play a part in the larger story yeah. but they're a little more standalone compared to like kuchinashi and biwasaka's yeah. which kind of just completely overlink yeah yes yeah. uh yeah they're all like enmeshed in a certain way stork and ayana don't really have much in common like like thematically uh aside they're 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 opposites she's a victim and he's a predator yes <laughs> is kind of yes, the vibe um i'm not sure if either of you caught this but at some so uh we'll get into it a little bit later when we talk about her but Ina's thing is that like she is, is afraid of men and yes. uh it is implied that part of this is because of a peeper at her yes. high school and it they never outright say it it's but it stork, is yeah. heavily implied that it is stork yeah mm -hmm. yeah i know i got that uh, i i missed that that's some be, probably because of the large mm -hmm. the the thing that i remember about her hating men is watching her idol for, she said she was an idol i was like oh of course she hates men <laughs> uh-huh um an underground idol too yeah uh, -huh. uh so okay 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 in the the dungeon she almost beats stork to death in front of everyone until she is stopped <laughs> for, for shouldn't have stopped her uh so who do we want to talk about first we want to talk about ayana first or stork let's first? talk about stork stork get him out of the okay. way okay stork is a cop <laughs> well first he's a peeper <laughs> So Stark has a double identity where he is a cop by day and, and peeper a peeper man. at night. I wonder if this says anything about cops. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, cops suck. So does Stork. Oh, I don't know <laughs> what to say. Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, so can I do a like, little Stork defense ramble to okay. maybe get us started? You... You tell us about Stork's social link. 
and okay, uh, I... then I will uh, execute you summarily for your crimes. <laughs> okay, so it's been a while since I played this game, not that long, but it was like in November. So the exact sequence of things that happen, little fuzzy, but I can do the gist of it. Um, So most of Stork Social Link is you and Stork going around peeping together. Uh, Lucid can literally turn invisible, whereas Stork has to do, like, Metal Gear cardboard box shit. <laughs> so he's, like, kind of jealous of your drip. Um, and over the course of this, you learn about his history, which is that, like, he was basically raised by a very overbearing mother who like barred him from interacting with sex at all in like any form and um because of this when his high school friends introduced him to sex he kind of just it, the dam broke you know he became like a full-time peeper uh and after high school, he becomes a cop. Um, you know, the peeper man. By day, he's a cop. By night, he's a peeper. Um, he, be he becomes a cop some... specifically because he's like, oh, wouldn't it be funny for a cop to be a peeper? Yes. And um, so one night, he is like bringing out his night vision camera, uh, hoping to catch pictures of a high school girl taking a bath. He notices someone suspicious around and takes a few pictures of them without knowing who they are thinking it was like another pervert guy but actually the culprit set a house on fire stork tries to stop him but can't really do anything because he doesn't have firefighting training well also and he can't do anything physically because he's wearing a costume a peeper man costume yeah. and yes and also he has, like, he has some guilt because he feels like it was his fault. And he knows he could get the guy caught. But in order to do that, he would have to reveal why he has the... Uh, he would have to reveal why he has the pictures and thus end his life, his double life as cop peeper man. So, and his decision is to do so by the end. Yes, his his decision is to do so. You, the protagonist, convince him, and uh, the only good epilogue... thing Stork has ever done in his life is quit being a cop. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I, I'm just gonna talk. I'm not gonna go too long, but I do want to talk a little bit about why I like Stork, so we can have the perspective in here. So the reason I like Stork is that the anime pervert guy is in basically every anime and jrpg of a certain type but with stork they really take it seriously not in the sense that they never tell jokes with him because that's not true but there's a lot of there's a lot of care put into like part of the reason he is like this is because of the sort of like really shitty way that society discusses and understands sex and especially with the way the youths are on the internet these days i 
can't help but find that a little bit like resonating and so but also like just because there is this social context for why he is the way he is that doesn't mean that he himself is also like not terrible in a way and needs to like fess up to his crime and like uh there was this really like impactful line you know in his like towards the end of his social link where he's like oh i shouldn't be a cop or a peeper i'm just like me and i need to not do these things and like find my own sense of identity and i like i like the way his storyline like kind of correlates stop being a cop with stop being a peeper I, I hope this, like, makes sense as a reason for why somebody would love Stork. Oh, also, he gets the title drop. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's, he life. also gets the title drop, uh, which is so funny that it's Stork who gets the title drop. Uh, I don't find much of... I understand. This is all, like... I understand all of that. I don't really find much of it compelling, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think he's a very... Hmm, I just don't like Stork. It's like all of my all of my closest friends are people who grew up sexually repressed and became perverts. And they're not like, <laughs> you know, there's other ways of handling it. I just think he's like, it's too much of the like comedy pervert stuff. You know what I mean? And I just don't fair. find him like interesting you know it's like yeah oh boohoo i wasn't allowed to have porno mags when i was a kid so i traumatized <laughs> a bunch of teen girls and abused my power as a member of the police yeah Great. that is true Mind like you, yes i know cops is... suck but i don't want to hang out with one that's fair uh this is ironically one of the few cases where playing caligula 2 made me like caligula one more because when i compare how Stork as a cop is treated in relation to Shota, who is also a cop. Now, here we I go. Think... I think you have a point here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it is very meaningful that the end of Stork's storyline is, wait a minute, what if I stopped being a cop? Yes. And I guess Shota's kind of already done being a cop, so you can't do that in the same way. But Shota's storyline doesn't really have that, like, systemic critique aspect no. to it. This is the one th point I will give you. But I will raise you. Stork doesn't exist in Caligula Effect original. So this is finally an argument for Caligula Effect OG. <laughs> <laughs> there are no cop characters in that one. But yeah, generally, Shota is, like, rock bottom in Caligula Effect 2. And I would take Stork over him any day. But that doesn't mean I like Stork, you know? I do think he's more interesting than Shota, but that's like being like, oh, wow, it's so much more fun to, like, hit myself in the head with a hammer instead of, like, a big iron spike, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's completely fair. I'm glad I at least got to put yeah. the perspective out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't think you're wrong. I just don't find it super, like, his character, like, super compelling, you know? That's fair. Now... Let's talk about Ayana. Love her. I love her to death. She's incredible. She's great. She's one of my favorite characters in the whole like thing. I yeah, same same. I'm curious how the social link goes if you're a male protagonist. Okay, so the game I think has some balls because to my knowledge, 
brackets, I have not done this as the male, so I am speaking secondhand. Um, you do not learn a lot about Ayana as the male. And I think that is, like, probably the main reason to play as the female character, because all the interactions with her are different. There's kind of a Yuri romance, and, like... <laughs> you learn a lot more about her, whereas in the mail you only get so far, and I respect the game for having the balls to do that. Yeah, that's great. I think that's really cool, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so, okay. Ayana's bit. Do you want to do it, Fen? You haven't sure. talked very much. Um, you, get to, you get to talk about Ayana. Yeah. Uh, she's great. So she's great. Lovely. She's a great design too. Her... I like her Caligula effect, her like uh, catharsis effect, like weird apron and horns and like shield yes. taser she has. Yes. It's one of my favorite so like good. looks. Um okay. So she in oh yeah, she's wearing big gloves. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's, uh, she's like it's like she's handling a poisonous insect. It's incredible. Or like a lot of electricity. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> uh her wish was to not have any men in the world so sh when she came to mobius this is horrible <laughs> uh she saw everyone as a woman um this is like this is real like oh yes mew is not human she does yeah. not realize the like sheer cruelty of the thing that she is doing to this girl uh -huh. <laughs> um yeah. and yeah so the the um goham club meets her in the bath getting peeped on by stork and then um right yeah so her social link she was an underground idol and when she already didn't she had a problem with men she was very uncomfortable yes. about me, around men when she was young and they her friends pushed her to become an idol to help oh, her get right, over right. her fear which yeah. seems like a really <laughs> terrible idea yeah the worst idea in the world yeah uh it did not help her because after a concert, uh, an overeager fan um, came up to her and one of her groupmates and killed her groupmate or bashed mm. her in the head. Smashed her in the face with a metal bat, uh, yes. ruptured her eyeballs, and then she, she killed herself later. in the hospital. She kills herself. Oh, does she? Yeah. Okay. I, it has been a minute since I did yeah, this. Yeah. Um, uh, or since I got all of those details. Um, yeah. And so this uh, makes her even more uncomfortable around men uh, to the extent that her dad has to move out. So does her brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, of their house. She's 27. <laughs> um, in the real world, I looked at her profile. Cute. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so she hates, yeah, we've, okay, where, uh, ah, um, the wrap-up to her social link is, like, well, I still don't like men, but I guess I'll, like, try to, or, really, she wants to apologize to her dad. Yes. Uh, who writes her letters every day asking yeah. how she's doing and she's never responded to any of them uh -huh. not out of she knows she intellectually she knows that she doesn't hate her father and that he would never do anything to her because yes. he's just like a sweet dude yeah but yeah i believe it's even stated that like her father like moved out of the house yes. for her yes. which like king shit dude you're a good dad yeah, yeah. yeah. um 
yeah so the end of her social link is one she proposes to the protagonist <laughs> the girl protagonist yes um she writes letters to all of the boys in the club for helping her like kind of inoculate herself against men a little bit yeah uh and then writes a letter to the protagonist that says meet me on the roof so i can confess to you basically yes uh so proposes and then Arya's like oh cool your issues are solved now you can like go get a boyfriend or something and ayana's like one no they're not solved i can talk to my dad probably i'm gonna try but like also i'm a lesbian (laughs) girls can get married now uh which is yeah still not legal in japan as far as i know in this timeline Kaliga effect takes place in a better time than us it must be in the future for real yeah yeah. I mean, I assume just because of the tech they have, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, fucking uh, collective unconscious god Vocaloid. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anything's, um, yeah, I like her. I like her stuff yeah. a lot. Uh, the instant yeah, that I met her, really I was like, well okay, done. I don't like her, but uh, yeah. she's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun to have her. At at first, she seems like the person who just like uh is like comedy man hater you know mm-hmm. and they do go they they Ch- go into some like depth about this and like oh uh, they make it believable and also uh she, it's not like she she's introspective about it in a way that i think is really interesting right yes yes this is just like stork who is a comedy pervert but they make it believable and he's introspective about it sometimes but they do it good here with her <laughs> the thing he's not i would he's not that introspective about he is later but yeah uh, i think it's just better like more interestingly done with her you know what i mean oh yeah for sure i i called stork the best character in overdose that was like slight hyperbole he's like number three Ina's my number two and uh who's your number two thor uh Ina's my number two stork is my number three and my number one is thorn Number one is Thorn is obvious. Yes. Uh, wait, who is the two? Ayana. Ayana. Okay. I thought you were saying Ayn, and I was like, who the fuck is Ayn? <laughs> Little dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ayana. Yes. Sorry about wait, that. Ayn yes. is the dog, right? Ayn is the is the data dog from Cowboy Bebop, yes. Who's the little kid? Yes. Uh, Ed. Ed. Okay. Uh-huh. No. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Edward. Right. Anyway, so yes, Ayana, great storyline. Uh, I, I really like the part where Arya is like uh, the 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 helper vocaloid. She's really unpleasant. I feel like a lot of the time. Arya fucking stinks. Yeah, the, the fact the key to Arya is like maybe biggest. the biggest upgrade yeah. in two. The fact that uh, her and Mew managed to like raise Key into like such a good character is fascinating. Uh, Mew yeah. is much, much more interesting than Arya is, but like, yeah, the bit where Arya is like, and now you can be compulsorily heterosexual, like you're always supposed to be, right? And she gets shut down so hard by Ayana. Uh huh. Really good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Ayana doesn't even entertain the thought. Yes. <laughs> okay, Ayana, great character. We love her. Next up, yeah, kind of a mid pair: Shonen Doll and Susana. I like Susanna. I like Susanna fine. She's They're just, fine. They both neither of them really stand out that much. This is the uh compulsory heterosexual couple. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have a confession to make. 
I never finished Shonen Doll Social Link, <laughs> and I didn't care about him enough to be asked. So tell me what Shonen Doll's deal is, because I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, I literally just finished. I think I just finished it. I his, don't. His what? bit is pretty much the same as what it is in the story. He yes. he he runs a library, yeah. and he has evil books that turn you into a a doll if you read them. Yes. Uh, or if you read them and let them get to you or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it is fun for the whole Go Home Club to get split up and you have to, like, gather the members. Yeah. Uh, and it is funny yeah, for a it while is. that everyone's like, oh, Kotaru fell for it and got turned into a doll, right? And yes, yes, he did. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but, like, yes, every the single... library is one of the better dungeons. I think that's true. It's not yeah. good, but by the standards of OD dungeons. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is the library does what two dungeons do. Uh-huh. Which is you get a lot of the musician and you get their deal yeah, uh, in a way that is like, oh, yes, this is like, this is what I want from a dungeon in one of these games is to get what the enemy's deal is. This is probably why his social yes, doesn't stand it, out so well is because a lot of his stuff it, is just in the main game. Yeah. And that's probably why I didn't really feel a strong need to, like, complete it. Because I'm like, I know what Shonen Doll is. I know what his deal is. Uh, yeah. His social link starts off with... Well, let, let's go through the dungeon okay. first. Because the bit Sorry. with the dungeon is that he is lashing out. He's a shut-in. He's a hikikomori. Yeah. He, like, lashes out at other people for being normal. Susana, who has been quiet but pretty normal so far, kind of reveals that she's also uh, a real, like, social anxiety weirdo in mm-hmm. the real world and makes immediate overtures to, like, hey, we're both nerds, right? We can be friends. Yeah. And so they come to a conclusion. Shonen Doll basically is like, I don't want to be a musician anymore. I want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they promise to meet up and, like, have lunch together in the real world. Yeah. Which they could never do within, in the real world just on their own. So. Well, and it's because Susana... Susan has something with lunch and her middle school classmates, uh-huh. right? I don't remember what Earth. Susan is bullied, basically. She's, she's like that's real, the gist like, of it. Uh, uh, having lunch with friends is like a big fucking deal to her. Oh right, all her middle school friends have gone to a different school. Um, right, and yeah, she did. And she's being bullied in high school. Yeah. Uh huh. So um, it's yeah, it seems it, like they're around the same age. Okay, so. this is the one time where I went real side. I mentioned side quests aside from to say that most of them are awful and suck uh they're like conceptually interesting them. but miserable to do mm-hmm. um i have a thing to say about it too but you finish first uh all of her class is copies of her middle school friends and every single one side quest is have lunch with susana oh weird that's fascinating yeah uh okay uh catherine did you talk to any of the npcs ever or like the other people like the people who aren't your party members or musicians never okay because you have to talk i was three times to actually get any like interesting dialogue out of them but these people this is a thing between regret and mobius that i think is really interesting regret is like a bunch of fairly normal people who uh have like something hanging over their heads right well regret is fun because there's a wide range or redo. it's called or redo this is uh redo is fun because there's a wide range of how you end up in redo Mm -hmm. from 
oh, I went to the wrong high school and like the one I'm at doesn't have a, or the one I went to this high school because of the science club and then the science club shut down, which is like, yeah, that's extremely uh, like, oh, I'm kind of like kind of regretting my choice of high schools Two, um, I didn't like sleep around enough. I really (laughs) wish I could have done that more (laughs) to, (laughs) oh, I was just born in the wrong body. Uh-huh. Like, it would be really nice if I was a woman. Yeah. So this is Caligula Effect 2, right? Uh, side character, like, non-party members, you know? Uh, in Caligula Effect 1, it seems like Mobius is, like, 80% serial killers by volume. <laughs> They're, like, completely <laughs> bananas people. Yeah. Like, dude, I've heard like... one of the side quests is, like, an unborn fetus or something. What? Oh, yes. They're, okay. I... They're... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know how you you go around. There are like artifacts on the ground that give you skill points. Mm-hmm. There's also one of those that is like purple, I think. Yeah, and it is not like a side quest per se, but um, if you click on it, someone shows up and is like, "Oh, I lost something. Could you? Is that mine? Could mm-hmm. you give that to me." Um, and yeah, you. I don't remember what they're called, mm-hmm. but it turns out that uh this uh creature heard their parents talking about how excited they are for them to be born and then heard a mew song and got pulled into mobius (laughs) that is incredible life begins at conception (laughs) i guess i know i i love this this is like it's stupid but it's like incredible stupid the the npc that stands out to me the most is that one incredible girl who's like you know i feel like i don't have any spice in my life will you fi- help me find a boyfriend who might kill me uh-huh. it's just it's, this is the kind of dialogue it's like you'll be talking to someone they're like they'll like be doing their like standard like oh yeah we're like normal friends well, and then okay. they'll be like hey you are a fucking loser and they'll just start ragging on you and then they'll be like oh sorry sorry that's just like a little habit i have they're wild it's so weird it's really fun it's i'm going to replay these games doing all the side quests God, i can't imagine point. i would i would do like, all of them in two uh, at least one the dialogue is, is good long. you know um, at least talk to some of some people yes. in the world I the this is a thing that makes sense that they changed how raising affinity with NPCs works because uh, they will often say, oh, it's been a while when you talk to them a second time. Mm-hmm. And it very much feels like the kind of thing that is like, oh, yeah, you have to like reload the area mm-hmm. or see them in a different area to talk to them a second time. Um, yeah. But anyway, all of that to say, uh, the side quests are most of them are miserable yeah some of them are like fine uh they're just invite them into your party and equip a uh um like what are they called stigma yeah stigmas and two what are they impulse impulse yeah yeah yeah. uh equip like one or two impulses on them Mm -hmm. and then they you complete their or or some of them are bring me to this artifact Mm -hmm. in this place or uh a common one is uh you know Everyone's lying all the time. Bring me to the con man in Papico. Papico? Yeah. Papico Mall. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, all of the characters have like five or ten set lines that they say mm-hmm. at level one and two, and then the first part of three. And each of those, like at each of those levels, there are like five or ten lines that everyone says. And then uh-huh. 
and then based on their trauma they have an actual like oh here's something related to yeah yeah which are really off the wall stuff and i really yes. like that part at uh-huh. least. okay wait we were talking about susan and shonen doll right yes yeah um yeah the the bit of like oh, everyone wanting to have lunch with susan is really interesting anyway so shonen doll's thing is kind of resolved over the course of this dungeon right he yeah. doesn't actually quit being a musician like kensuke does i'm not really sure why uh but uh so his social link ends up being oh he gets dragged into peeping in the bath by stork during one of the musician missions yes and so, thus his social link is trying to repair his relationship with Susana, who has barely noticed or cared about this at all yeah when he eventually <laughs> does when it, when he eventually does apologize Susana's is like yeah i i figured that was the case yeah i figured you weren't like sneaking into the ba- the bath on purpose i mean stork was there i know what that guy's like yeah um so <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a little underwhelming and her thing her social link is getting the members of the go home club to have lunch with her yeah yeah and like yeah getting comfortable one eating food thing with other people i do like about susan's social link it is probably the most memorable thing about susan as a character to me is that her social link has two endings hmm. and the game does not mark either of them as wrong yeah basically susan is like oh you'll be my friend forever right and there are like two options here one of which is like you say yes and R is like hmm, are you sure that was a great idea mm. and you kind of get the impression that like maybe susan has become a little over-reliant on you yeah. But I think, very interestingly, this doesn't break the link. Yeah. Susan like, that is a valid conclusion to the link. Did you pick that? Did you yeah. say? Okay. Yeah. So that's, does, does her dialogue must change in the bad ending then, yes? I don't know if it because does. Because she uh, said, Well, I guess that you, is you the bad ending. You my friend forever. Oh, In the bad yeah. ending. Uh-huh. In the musician ending. Yeah. So I wonder if that line changes depending. Yeah. I wonder if her reaction is a little less intense Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't choose that, that's really interesting. Hers is probably my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monologue, monologue yeah, in the yeah. bad end. I like uh, I like Shogo's too. Shogo's, Shogo's is also good. Yeah, I I love Shogo. Very excited uh, to uh, talk about him, okay. but we'll get there. He, he's shockingly good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as the like buddy companion character, he had like an enormous way to go, given that Gein is the buddy companion guy uh-huh. in into but i did like shogo a lot he 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 shogo is basically the protagonist yes yes like (laughs) okay that's shonen doll and yeah like they're fine characters and i mean that in a positive way yeah Yeah, but i don't like yeah but I don't like love them. Susana has, they do what they're supposed to do. Susana has one of the best con- like support abilities uh-huh. in a party-wide accuracy up. Ooh. Susana also has one of my favorite uh, uh, catharsis effect outfits, and she's a little like uh, a uh, black mage costume. It's yeah. Really <laughs> black mage with a spear? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, uh, my party for basically the entire run was... Ayana, Bifue, and uh, mm-hmm. um, Kotano. Yeah, yeah. Ayana never left my party, yeah. Mine was, let's see. Or once I, okay. 
once I maxed out trust with yes, everyone, I did. which you have to do, uh, yeah. Yeah. it was, who was it? Susanna? Wait, me, Susanna? Oh, right. Uh, Kashiwaba. And, yeah. And, um. Where's the. Uh, oh, Ayana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Kuchinashi and Eiji. Uh, this is a wild dungeon. It's it's incredible. It's the worst layout. Uh huh. Okay, the, playing worst. the dungeon is terrible. Playing the dungeon is terrible. Um, like yeah, I I it's so miserable. It's really bad. The, it's I have it's an amusement park. <laughs> I I vacillated between. I need to clear all of every map mm-hmm. and write, I'm recording this for people to watch. Uh, I should not clear every map. And half of the time when I was just trying to get to the exit, I ended up discovering the entire map yes. anyway. Yes, big same, big same. So AG is introduced to the party. Uh, having He already knows uh, that this is Mobius, right? And you can reject is... him. He doesn't have to join the party. This is that's interesting. He's one of two Go Home Club members who can never join. Interesting. Is I, are, the, or you mean okay. like be missable? No, it's uh the the troll. The oh, that's interesting. I have so, no idea how this dungeon plays out if he's not. He probably just runs in at the end or something. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of probably there's a lot of stuff with him that is like. Either that or uh, maybe all of his content is just locked out if you don't, like, put him in the party at the start. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I am really curious how the ending plays out if he survives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caligula Effect 1's plot, like, we've talked about this already. It's very by-the-bones facilitating the character stuff. Mm-hmm. The... The overdose exclusive quad character interaction triangle is actually pretty good plotting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It also it has a side effect of since it's so much better written than uh, uh like the other like main like a plot a lot of the other a plot stuff, it makes the world feel weirdly small because it's like, wow, all you know each other, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the fact that it's all <laughs> overdose stuff makes a lot of sense. Okay. Ag is a CEO of a big company. He's a fancy, pretty boy with an undercut, uh, and he like dazzles everyone. Uh, and he's very obviously evil. Yeah, he's got <laughs> fucking dead all eyes like a doll's eyes, uh, and has a Joker <laughs> smile in his uh, catharsis effect. Mm-hmm. He's like so obviously evil. <laughs> Uh, this is for like two minutes in uh, Caligula Effect 2 when uh, Ryota showed up. I was like, oh, what if this little kid's evil? You know, he might be a musician, actually. <laughs> and then like this guy showed up and I was like, no, this is <laughs> this is evil. Yeah. My initial reaction to Mifue was that she had a serial killer smile. Mifue? And then I saw. Oh, yeah. Yes. She does a little bit. I oh. see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw Miyazaki, and I was like, "Oh, I know which one of you's a fucking serial killer." <laughs> yeah. 
So you go through the temple. Uh, you have to answer some riddles. Kotano uh, 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 comedy fails at one of them, and you get dumped back a floor, and et cetera, et cetera. You that get is... to the end, and uh, everyone gets trapped. It was a trap. One, real quick. Those riddles get increasingly weird. Yeah. The first two are like, oh, yes, this is like something that you would, you would, like, if, yeah, if you were doing riddles, you might say one of these. Yeah. And then I don't remember. And they're the, like weird philosophical, like, or, things. Well, I don't remember what the third one is. I think the fourth one is, oh, right. The, is the third one, um, uh, like a this... woman kills some kills her husband mm-hmm. kills her uh and uh, at the funeral meets someone she likes what is she or why did she kill her her son mm-hmm. and it's like the answer is oh because she would then see the the person that she met at the funeral at her son's funeral uh-huh uh-huh um yeah they're supposed to be like the twist with the riddles is that they're all like psychopathy tests uh-huh uh I, the fourth, the fourth one is because uh, Biwasako starts giving you the answers, right? Yeah. The fourth one is, yeah. uh, you see, you're like out on your balcony and you see someone murder someone, and then they like point a finger at you. What's the answer? And it's like the correct answer is like they're counting the floors to your floor or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fifth one is just, do you uh, regret your sin? <laughs> uh huh. Which is great. He really walks himself into this one. So you all get imprisoned. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Kuchinashi, who uh, she's she's got a cool look. She's like uh, got white and black hair and like a what's a white gas mask on her face. And yeah. She, like, or talk, silver. Silver. Yeah. And she like talks through like a, a filter. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Uh, she shows up and starts panicking. Uh, how I don't know exactly what happens, but you get out of the jail cell and. Uh, Biwasaka, Eiji, attacks her and starts uh, uh, uh like beating the shit out of her basically until he's pulled off of her. Mm-hmm. It's really awful. It's like really, really well awful. Yes, if you didn't yeah. know that uh, Biwasaka was evil by now, you sure do. Mm-hmm. After this, yeah, yeah, it's rough stuff. Uh, it doesn't really like come to a head yet. It won't uh, come to a head until you do the social links yes. of these people this is I mean. this is the most like oh wait uh it, it just ended <laughs> yeah nothing was resolved yeah everyone in the party is like well that was really weird Biwasaka says he's got like a claustrophobia thing so that must have yeah been like he gives them like oh i was kidnapped as a child and i was kept in a cage for three days uh-huh. and that's that just made me act up. Sorry, guys. Yeah, and everyone just kind of like <laughs> awkwardly buys it, and then is continues to talk about him like the golden boy. Uh huh. Wow. This wow. This real. This game really did predict the contemporary state of the internet. Uh huh. So, with the help, his social link is really interesting because it's mostly not his. It's mostly investigating him with other people. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, it turns out... Okay, let me see if I can unpack this. A.G. is actually a lawyer, uh, a defense attorney, yes? Yeah. Who helps get uh, specifically horrible people off of crimes they really did commit. He's like the evil ideal of a defense attorney, right? The one who uh, is letting criminals run free. 
Yeah, I guess yeah. aside from the case that we know about, we don't really know the guilt or innocence of anyone else that he's I guess that's fair, but this is the the one case we do get yeah. is yeah. he got the the fan who smashed Ayana's face in uh off of jail. Yes. Yeah. Jail time or like a light sentence something like that. Yeah. Uh he also uh burned down Kuchinashi's uh, family home and killed her entire family except for her. Yes. Uh which yep. is why she wears a, a gas mask. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, because of the smoke, presumably. Yeah. Uh, and assorted other crimes, uh, embezzlement and other like uh horrible stuff. Well, yeah, he killed Kuchinashi's family to cover up the be- embezzlement. Yes. yes, yeah, to cover up the embezzlement. Yes. Uh huh. And he is the criminal that Stork saw. Yes. Uh, burning down that house. Well, the well, yes, no, the he paid the guy. Oh, right. He so like he... he paid the criminal to yes, do yes, it. Yes, yes. You're right. You're right. Uh, in exchange, yeah, yeah, he got that guy off so that he would have a favor on him and have, and then made him, uh, go murder the family for him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. The worst man alive. Yeah, so, his social link is, uh, a lot about, he is in prison for something, right? Uh, he has, like, a, yeah. he's serving, like, a five-year sentence. For, for the embezzlement. For the embezzlement. And is about to be released. So he's desperate to get back to the real world so that he can, like, go back to living freely. You know what I mean? Uh, He uses uh, Naruko. Naruko? Naruko. uh, Has a cell phone connected to the real world. And he borrows it to, like, look up his, like, uh, stuff about himself. And she's, like, and then erases the history, but she's, like, bugged her own phone. Yeah. (laughs) Part of how you start unraveling this. His other thing is. He wants to kill Mew to get out of, uh, get Mobius to shut down faster. Yeah. If she dies, Arya takes back over and shuts it all down. Yeah. Uh, no one wants this. No. Besides him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting tension there, kind of like uh, the the thing with Marie. And they, they do, they take this in an interesting direction into with Marie, right? They do this idea yeah. in, mm-hmm. in like a more fleshed out way of like, what if you could just kill one person and all of us are safe? Yeah. You know, but he's such a serial killer. Yeah. It's hard to take him seriously. The stuff that makes the, yeah, the stuff for... with Marie interesting is that your whole party is like, well, what if we did? Yeah. Yes. His his whole thing is, well, this is the quickest way. Yeah. We might as well. And everyone else is like, oh, but what if we didn't? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's that. Uh, after a certain point, you uncover that he is a freak, and he attacks you and runs away. Yeah, basically. And uh, to be clear, he does leave the party yes. at this point. Like you can't use him; he doesn't come on dungeons. Yeah. You can, you do, you can. There is a social link after that where everyone's talking about how fucked up he was, and then you get the little star for completing his social link, which yeah. is really funny. Uh, I think that it's a battle you actually fight right yeah you do fight yes him. you do fight Which him I think is the only one in the social links there are a bunch of like yeah. fights like quote-unquote fights in the social yeah. links that are just you know uh elided mm-hmm. but this one you actually fight it's not hard but yeah he's he's the yes he's annoying his to fight he is very annoying because yeah. his kit is very combo based so if he gets one hit off, he'll like just Bounce. do th- three quarters of your health. 
And you are fighting him, like, one-on-one. You're not ganging on him with four guys. Because you, like, pull him aside to confront him and he attacks you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Kuchinashi. I like Kuchinashi. I think she's got one of the best songs in the game, too. Yeah. Um, Oh, definitely. Possibly the best. I'm not sure. Her and Thorns are really good. A Suicide Prototype is really fantastic. Those are probably the, like, top three. Oh, don't forget Cosmo Dancer. Oh, yeah, of course. Cosmo Cosmo Dancer. Dancer. The thing is, is that it's Cosmo Dancer. What is Thorns? Uh, distorted happiness. Uh, distorted happiness. happiness. Suicide prototype are the like hands down the top three songs in this game. I don't think it's my favorite of them, but it's definitely up there. It might be one of the top yeah. three, but those are definitely the top four for sure. Yes. So her stuff starts with a really interesting bit where she invites everyone, all of the musicians who don't really get along very well. Uh, to her birthday party that her family is going to be there and everyone's kind of like oh do we have to go because her family are npcs Mm -hmm. because her family is dead her wish was to have her family back and she's a musician so she's always aware of the world as it is she knows they're npcs so it's kind of like she's playing with dolls to everyone else you know what i mean Mm -hmm. people find it kind of unsettling kind of creepy uh but uh, I think it's a really interesting bit, right? Her, yeah, we don't get the... that much about her, really, because her social link is so much involved in the broader story, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, the thing that I think Kuchinashi is meant to do, and I think she does this really well, is that, like, for a lot of the musicians, over the course of their links you kind of get them to a point where they do like they are ready to go back to reality in some form. Kuchinashi does not have that option and you cannot give that option to her in any meaningful way. She never, everyone else kind of turns on Thorin towards the end. Not her. Her and Mirai. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what about Wicked? Oh, and Wicked. Wicked, Wicked also yeah. does not care. Those three. Uh, but yeah, they're the, they're Thorns like power trio, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and it's like... Yeah, like, there's like no hope in reality for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there, there is, like, so far as you can keep living even if your family dies, right? But yeah. she can't, she will never, she never in the game is willing to entertain this, right? She's, she is the argument of like, no... No, I won't be happier going back to the real world. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Yeah. Like, yeah, like even her social link just ends with like a very like somber conversation between Lucid and yeah. Mew where they're just like, oh, we can't do anything for this girl. Yeah, yeah she like really appreciates Lucid, like helping her resolve all the stuff with the with the uh, AG and all this stuff. Right. But it just doesn't really matter to her. She wants to stay here and play with the, her dolls. You know, she never wants is- to leave. I yeah. think it's interesting. It's it is interesting. over the course of her social link. She does kind of move beyond AG. Yeah. Like that is no longer yeah. her sole focus of her life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as you said, it's like, yeah, but going back to reality isn't going to like fix anything. Yeah. I'm not going to be happier there. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a cool, it like bit. Really plays into the anti savior stuff in Caligula, I think, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what else? 
Yeah, like the, the last shot of like talking to her is like a close crop of the picture of her family that is like on her little desk all the time. Mm-hmm. It's rough. Uh, yeah, I like her a lot. Was there, do we have anything else to say about the Kuchinashi uh, AG pair? Uh, I guess just for AG, he's not like a super like deep character with like a multi-layered psychology or whatever. But I think what he adds to the game is also really important. Mm-hmm. You know, he is just a he is just a terrible person in a very real way, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's what you need for your story. Yeah. He's like an asshole who would do anything for money and himself, and doesn't really care about anyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like there are, there are fucking thousands of Biwasakas yeah. in real life. He's like the, cla- the image of a sociopath in like a cop procedural you know what i mean he like yeah except he's like very well integrated into society yeah Uh um yeah he's not a serial killer he is like yeah like a high-powered business sociopath you know Mm -hmm. in the the yeah okay mirei and kotono Another kind of uh, middle-of-the-road pair. Mirei, you know, I, I like Kotano a good deal. Okay, I think Mirei is... really funny. Yes. Oh, Mirei's butler is the highlight of her social yeah, life, yes. which is kind of damning. lines are so funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Mirei herself is probably my least favorite character between both games. I don't know. No, I wouldn't say that. For for me at least, Chuck like, does worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, the aquarium is her level. Uh, she her okay. She hey, like, guess what, folks? It's another bad dungeon. Yeah. Uh, the, it's not as bad as the pyramid. Yes, at least you need to, to be stated. The layout still sucks. Uh the what you actually do in it very funny. <laughs> uh huh. So. Yeah, she hates Kotono because Kotono's beautiful, and she thinks she should be the most beautiful person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a funny little NPC butler guy who doesn't have like a unique look at all. He's just like a regular dude. Yep. Uh, he doesn't have a sprite, uh-huh. and he talks like a <laughs> man. It's really good. He's I, the highlight of her length. If I can go find it, I might just insert here the clip of him saying, Sasugo wa ojo-sama. <laughs> this is such a great line read you started laughing so hard when he said that um he says so, it so often is the thing yes. <laughs> so she Mirei has kidnapped someone kotono knows who kotono apparently does not care in the slightest about and is threatening to kill him if she doesn't participate in like a popularity contest with Mirei her. is threatening to kill the the kid yeah, the person uh, that she kidnapped. Well, uh, yes. Yes. yes, the person who she kidnapped, who yes. everyone assumes is Kotono's boyfriend. And importantly, Kotono does not let this assumption slip yes. in front of uh-huh. them. I like Kotono's... Yeah, we, we could finish. Yeah. Her, Kotono's her, good. Her, Don't her like Mirai. Wait, what'd you say? Her, uh, Kotono's catharsis effect is good. Oh, yeah, I like the like ribbon yeah, arrow-like yeah. sheath that she has around her. Yeah, it's uh-huh. cool. So, let's see. Uh, you have to go around convincing people to vote for Kotono, which mm-hmm. is really funny. And uh, 
the the weirdest bit is wait. like these like big tastemakers who have like multiple votes who you have to uh convince that Kotono is a better top than Mirei uh-huh. to get them to vote for her. Uh, Which is usually uh tell her to do something they won't like. Yes. And then they're like, well, you're not nearly as good as Mireille. And then she's like, well, and then screw she- you, them. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. It, it's a really funny it's bit. Funny. It doesn't uh-huh. sound funny when you, like, describe it in abstract. So, like, but when you're doing it's it. It's so comedy pervert shit. You know what uh-huh. I mean? The guy gets on the ground is like, okay, now step on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but it is pretty yes, funny. Yes, but also, there. like, you know, I am also this person, but as a girl. So, like, you know, what can I say? <laughs> Well, what do I have the right to say? Uh, the Glass uh, if you houses, stones, if, all those. Things. If you fail too many of these, or I don't know how many you would have to fail. The other option is go around and talk to every NPC, yes. and each of them will give you one point. Yeah. Uh, these guys give like ten. Yes, yeah, like a bunch. So, yeah, you win the popularity contest. Uh, I don't really remember what happens. The guy gets away. Uh, Kotono clearly doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is he? I forget who he is. Her son. Uh, oh. Her son. Okay, okay. right, right, right. Uh, I, t- I totally forgot. Because the bit is that... Co- I remember the bit with Kotono is that she's a single mom who uh, has a bad relationship with her son because she, like, goes out. Mm-hmm. I forgot that that was her kid. Yes. The, yeah, and I think it says like it says like so much. I think at least to me that in front of everyone else, Kotono would rather like Kotono would let her child be confused for her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's just how big the stigma is around her situation. Yeah, uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, I don't remember her social link very well. I remember Mireille's pretty well because it's kind of funny, <laughs> which is... Uh, uh, Yeah, I probably remember Kotono's social okay. link if you Hit want me. me to describe it. So Kotono's social link is basically, um, she's going around partying a lot, um, and she runs into her, like, through stuff that has mostly, like, escaped me because it's, like, Mm-hmm. low-key plot stuff you know she runs into her aunt and her aunt's like i understand why you feel the way you do but also like what are you doing and she kind of you know comes to realize that as well and that like she wants to she doesn't want the whole burden of raising her son to be on her mother and also she wants to connect with her son mm-hmm. um if you are playing the male protagonist, Kotono is your love interest character mm-hmm. in a way similar to how Ayana is for the female yeah. one. Wow. Uh, you tell Kot, yeah, you tell Kotono like, oh, I'll be there for you. I'll help you take care of this child and stuff. And I'm like, I think that would make me like the character probably a little less. Uh-huh. So another point for playing as the female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah right okay. uh the, yeah I don't know the bit is early on it's like she's like oh I have a stalker they've been leaving me notes mm-hmm. and it turns out that it's right. her aunt right 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 yeah I remember that now yeah I 
I just, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's cool that your part, well, that one of your party members is like a young single mom who has a lot of like regrets about like the stuff she's done. Mm-hmm. But also, the narrative doesn't like, the narrative doesn't do like bad single mom stuff with her. It doesn't mm-hmm. do any like, like shamey, like oh, this happened because you did whatever. Yeah. 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 She's uh, she's not my favorite, but I do like her. Yeah, she's fine. Uh, Mireille's bit is that she was a rich girl who lost everything, including the real-world version of this amusement park she pretends to own in Mobius. Yes. Uh, well, she does own it in Mobius. And she does own... Well, yeah, but it's not real... Pl- you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Yes. Uh, and she's mad that she lost, uh, in the story, so she engages the protagonist in a bunch of, uh, very, very doomed games wherein she gets owned constantly. She doesn't know that Lucid is the protagonist. No, no, no. But there's a mad about that. Yes. There's a bit early on where she's like, I'm the best. And then Lucid's like, well, you lost to the Go Home Club. And she's like, fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) We're gonna fight. (laughs) Uh, she ultimately wins a contest of luck because her butler asked Mew to rig it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they celebrate as if this means something. It's really funny. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, if do anything, she would have also lost the luck competition if it was a 50-50 chance. Uh-huh. Um... Yes, and then she, uh, the rest of her social link is her being like, okay, I'm gonna, like, actually work. Uh Uh-huh. I'm gonna try to be good, and her butler is, uh, was her butler when, uh, her family had money. Um, is still dedicated to her because he cares about her a lot. Yeah. You know? Uh He, does he, he passes away during the course of the story, or does he, is he just about to pass away? I think he's just He's about about to pass away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she has she's having a hard time dealing with that, you know. Yeah. Cuz she despite being a shitty rich girl, really loves him too, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. That stuff's cute. He, it's not really They have but... the uh he gets to talk back to he's the only one who gets to talk back to her yes. and he relentlessly dunks on her. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He's great. So, yeah, yeah. She's like, "Okay, I have to be a real person and go back to the real world." Yeah. Yep. Uh, despite well, she does. She still doesn't want to leave Mobius. Yeah, her. She's more like, well, yeah, I'll like work for. I'm not gonna just uh, kind of take for granted that I'm incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work for success, but all, I don't want to go back to. <laughs> yeah, she's like in the camp of like I'm making preparations for when we have to go back. Yeah, more than uh, Shonen Doll, who's like I actively want to go back. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. Yeah, and like Sweet Pea and Stark who get there over the course of their stories. EKP and Izuru. (sighs) I don't really care about them. They're fine. fine. Uh, Boys are not my thing. Yeah. Let's rush through this bit. Uh, It's another like... Their dungeon sucks. It's another... EKP's dungeon is the worst. Because it's Papiko again, right? It's Yeah, it's a different level of Papiko. Yeah, because it's like... It has, okay. like, the worst depiction of, like, the three girls who are with Sweet Pea, and, like... Yeah. Yes. From, from a yeah, gameplay it was perspective, the one... it is not the worst, because Papiko layouts no. are beautifully, incredibly simple, <laughs> just, like, delightfully easy to get through, uh, in comparison with other places, um, but, yes, uh... The flower princesses are chasing after pretty boys. 
Yes. Uh huh. The ground quakes when they walk, and everyone yeah. runs away because they're slavering monsters. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. It's really, it's really grim shit. It's the, it's the like that is the time I think the game kind of went a bit overboard. Like for you know, even for me who is like broadly a defender of how the game handles these topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Izuru is the go home club member. He uh, doesn't join up until he finds out about the catharsis effect. He wants to go home the whole time. He's got like a cape. He's like a real like fancy boy, you know. Yeah. Uh, real like I'm gonna do this all on my own. Yeah. And then he cool. finds out that they actually have the capability of fighting, and he's yeah. like, "Well, I guess I'm joining up with your crew." And EKP <laughs> is like a pr- uh, another pretty guy with a terrible fashion sense. Uh, who's like not that good looking in real life and wish to be beautiful. Tell if his fashion sense is supposed to be bad. I think they make fun of him or... for it at one point. Yes, because like, like the whole print. thing with uh the whole thing with Izuru is that like he has basically he is like a famous young musician type guy. And he has basically been like helicopter parented by his mom for his whole life and like does not really know how to live by himself or like do anything by himself. Which leads to some really funny so social lot, links. Yes, uh some of his social links are like, oh, you teach him how to g- get a burger. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the meat the like beef bowl thing is so funny. He's like ordering different things from the machine and like ends up with like multiple meals because he's trying to figure out a price discrepancy between the pieces separately and the pieces together. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah, there's also this whole thing where like he sort of um self-harms a bit because like he wants to feel like he owns his body, and I found that stuff kind of interesting. Yeah. He fucked up his face in the real world, right? Yeah. He is yeah. one of the few people there's an ending thing that uh like uh no dialogue just has de- depictions of people in the real world uh in a shitty animated cutscene different from their mobius versions uh-huh. so most of them i was like who are you but izaru because <laughs> he's wearing a giant bandage i was like okay you're one of like three people i uh-huh. know who you are um right real quick one jumping way back to mm-hmm. sweet peas dungeon uh there's a great bit at the end where uh someone is like well yeah of course uh you know of course we're like in a virtual world of course people could look different mm-hmm. and, like half of the the cast is like what and the other half is like well yeah of course of course uh-huh. you could look different yeah yeah it's a virtual world it's a fun excuse for like the, everyone not looking like npcs you know yeah. like like for yeah. everyone to be anime pretty mhm uh that's a, that's a good like caligula effect bit yeah um j- yeah it's just a, it is a fun moment where it's like oh right half of you came here and like some part of your appearance or like something tied to your physical form bothered you uh, bothered you and so you got a different body and the other half were like well yeah i'm just like i'm just a dude <laughs> my trauma's mental <laughs> so ekp <laughs> wants people to like him more than izuru because he thinks izuru is cool and popular izuru uh just wants to be a normal guy and is jealous of ekp being normal yes uh that's kind of the whole bit you know uh-huh. 
Uh, Izuru's uh, social link is yeah teaching him how to be a human being and trying to convince him that friends are meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, EKP's is he wants to he wants people to like him even though he's got a shitty personality. So you're trying to coach him on how to have a better personality. Because like it's bit his bit is that he's not like ugly in real life. He's just like not handsome. And you're like, well, you know, as long as people like you, it doesn't matter. And he's like, well, people also don't like me because I have yeah. a bad personality. <laughs> yeah, there's really uh, it's it's uh, I guess they should date in real life. I guess. I think. Yeah, yeah it's like kind of BL vibes. Yeah. They have a little yes. bit of BL vibes, especially in EKPs. Uh, uh-huh. thing where yeah. they keep running into each other yes uh it, it's good if you're a bl enjoyer you'll definitely enjoy yeah. them i think uh I think also that... it's very funny that ekp's uh store that he loves is called men's fist <laughs> it's like yeah they do yeah <laughs> um uh izuru i think if I remember correctly, uh, you have an option at the end of his social link to either say, well, we're friends or, well, we're dating. <laughs> uh-huh. My, my MC only has eyes for INS. Yes. So, you know what? I have an eye for uh-huh. I won't say no to, uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember her name. I guess that says everything. Uh, Kotaro. Kotaro? No, not no, Kotaro. You're talking about uh, Kotono. Kotono? Kotono. Kotono. Oh. Or Susano. Lucid, Lucid plus protagonist obvious. has four hands. We're ignoring the obvious <laughs> one. Thor. Still Thorn. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like protagonist Wicked, but that's because of the book. Yeah, this is. So. This is. We will get there. We have another. We will pair get there. Or Wicked. Uh, poor Murray. <laughs> Shadow Knife and Kotaro. This is I don't I don't really care about this. This is me this is me back to being I don't care about superheroes or defenders of justice or any of that shit. This works. Okay, it broadly though, works. Be I fair. just don't I, uh, I don't know that they're much worse than the other ones that are like middle of the road for me, you know what I mean? They're just not that they just don't really rise to an interesting level for me. Okay, here's the thing. Shadow Knife's uh uh social link social link has some incredible jokes where like yeah, so this three social links in a row he plays uh the, his theme song and says like uh gives a, a plot summary of the next social link and is like next time on yes that's very funny yes and and then everyone starts commenting on it like he's really doing this again uh-huh. <laughs> he's really committing to the bit <laughs> shadow knife has a really good song this is yeah. true i do like his mm-hmm. song so this but, takes, um i oh. oh sorry okay this takes place kotaro is one of the first party members uh they give you way too many people to keep track of at the very beginning it takes a long time to get to kotaro's deal mm-hmm. uh but it takes place inside at a uh under construct a perpetually under construction skyscraper that shogo has a problem with and does not want to be near yes uh but it is Shadow Knife and Kotaro's dungeon. We don't really get uh, Shogo's deal yet. Mm-hmm. Or we start to, right? But we'll talk about that later. He, well, well here's bit. the thing. Is that oh, uh, with the like five words that Shogo says in this dungeon, mm-hmm. you get Thorn's entire deal if yeah. you have been doing her social link. Yes. 
You're like, okay, yes, and here's you what have happened. Been doing uh, and then the game presents that as a reveal, which uh -huh. is like, yeah, would have been in the original, but it's really not here because. Well, here's the thing. Shogo doesn't know what you're getting up to on the other side. Yeah. Protagonist isn't crossing information like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the way uh, the way Thorne's character is structured is kind of interesting, but we'll get there. Yes. So Shadow Knife is using this uh, uh, skyscraper to capture and punish uh, criminals, uh, bullies, yes, uh, people who bullied him in real life, yeah, basically. Kotaro is also obsessed with the idea of being like someone who would protect people from bullies, you know, like Common mm -hmm. Rider style. But he's a real uh, Shiro. He's a real Shiro, and he's like, you can't, you can't uh, get revenge on people for the things they did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they have like their <laughs> clash of ideals. Uh, Shadow Knife is apparently wearing cosplay of a anime character. Yeah. Like, and looks exactly like that anime character, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, this so, dungeon has one of the worst layouts of I walked I off of a uh a, a, a bridge between two sections I like gl clipped through it and levitated downwards unable to protect myself and lost like half an hour of progress <laughs> right that's a great oh, no. moment to mention multiple times playing this game I had a crash that lost like half an hour, yeah, forty-five minutes yeah. of progress. Mine never crashed, but yours did a lot. Uh, luckily, in the five and a half hours I played yesterday, it didn't crash once. Good. But good. Uh, right. So you go around, you save Shadow Knife's uh, ex bullies slash victims. Uh, and uh, Kotaro feels a lot of sympathy for shadow knife uh, but and wants to talk him down from uh hurting people like this mm -hmm. you know he's like oh revenge isn't the right way etc cetera, etc cetera. which is basically shadow knife's social link then yeah is but what's interesting about shadow knife's link uh you know i know we're in the middle but i just want to say is like by the end of it he doesn't decide to like not leave mobius he doubles down He's like, okay, I'm going to double down even harder on being, like, Muse hit. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, at the end of the dungeon, if you have not finished the Biwasako storyline, uh, Shadow Knife dies, right? Or does Kotaro die? Who dies? Kotaro dies. Kotaro dies. Um, because Shadow, Shadow Knife falls off of, jumps off of, because mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I can't be justice or whatever yeah. uh and goes to jump off of um the edge mm -hmm. and uh kataru is like no i'll save you bro mm -hmm. uh and saves him yeah. but then falls off yeah um and that's how the game goes if you play the og yes well there uh, if oh, yeah. you play the OG Shadow Knife dies. Oh, okay. That's yes. interesting. Yeah. Which is also what happens in Overdose if you don't side with the musician at the start when Thorn gives you the option. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. If you don't uh, if you don't open up the musician route. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so instead what happens? Someone did someone falls and uh break no. he was so shadow knife their fall is that what happens shadow knife falls and then yes biwasaka is there and breaks and dies instead of shadow knife that's really dumb 
it's a very clean way of getting rid of Fiyosaka without actually dirtying anyone's hands, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's so I, funny. I've heard That's people a tall go like building. Yes. I, I've heard people go either way on this. One like, angular just, like, man really <laughs> broke their <laughs> his fall? Wait, are you sure it's the... Be- no, I think it's that Shadow Knife, like, lands on something, and then something else breaks, and, like, that lands on Biwasaka. I probably. But it's, right, the, yes. it's very funny, like, oh, yeah, Biwasaka was standing at the bottom of the skyscraper. <laughs> well, okay. Time to- the, the musicians do go into this. It's He fell on, like, a bunch of tree branches and uh, a glass ceiling uh-huh. is what lacerated yeah. Biwasaka. Uh, and Shadow Knife uh, was seriously injured, but since it's Mobius, if you don't die outright, yeah. Mew can just snap yeah. you better. It's, uh, yeah, I don't think it's, like, unreasonable. I think it's just very convenient. Yes. Like, you don't have to do yeah, anything about Biwasaka if he dies by accident, yes. you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've you know I've heard some people who go like, oh, it's too anticlimactic, and then there are other people who are like, no, I like the fact that it's yeah. anticlimactic. Yeah. So you know, can go either way. Yeah, I just yeah, it doesn't do much for me. You know, I don't hate it, but I don't really like care for it. Uh, so Kotaro's social link is about how he is just a little guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like in middle school, isn't he? Yes, which admittedly, before that reveal, I thought he was like eight, so <laughs> slightly older than I thought. Everyone's so fucking mean to him about how, uh, like he's not smart as smart as everyone else, and it's like, yeah, he's just a kid, you know. Okay, to be fair, they don't know that. That's and true. Honestly, That's true. they're all. If really I mean. had to deal, okay, but also if I had to deal with Kotaro in like yes. my day to day life and. Specifically, if I had to work with him to escape the Matrix, I would get really fucking annoyed really yes. fucking fast. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable how people treat him. It's just it's really funny in <laughs> retrospect. If I yes. had to work with someone calling me bro all of the time, which is absolutely what this guy would do yes. if he wasn't Japanese. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I would be out of my mind. Uh-huh. I would be... No, I'm just... <laughs> Please I've, never talk to me again. I've put up with much dumber adult men than Kotaro. So <laughs> his family died. Yes. He's orphaned. Yeah. And he's and taken he, care of by uh, like an uncle. uncle yeah. uh, and they hate him and treat him like shit. And they don't even feed him uh, enough Properly, food. Yeah. yeah. So he's like kind of uh, small and not growing because uh, he's not getting enough food to grow. Yeah. Uh, so he wished for a big, strong body so that he could protect people from bullies uh, like he was bullied. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he wants to be a like rescue yeah. worker. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, because his dad was a rescue yes. worker. Yeah. Oh, and is that how his dad died? Probably. I, I think so. Probably, know. yeah. Um, and his cousin uh, has been bullying him because there's a like height limit. You have to be a certain height tall mm-hmm. to be a rescue worker, and he right, is right, right. probably not going to make it. Yeah. Because he's been malnourished for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rough. Uh, and his social link is, like, he runs into that cousin and has some, like, uh, altercations with him. Yeah, and then they end up making up and, like, yeah, yeah. he saves the cousin from being bullied or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, what's Shadow Knife's deal? You just did that last night. Uh, he's one of the ones who, he, who turns on Thorn towards the end, right? Yes. No, I'm... Actually, I don't um I don't think Shadow Knife 
plays a part in the last dungeon because they have to write around him being around or not. Well, uh, there is a musician uh, when you when you uh, do one of the musician missions, he gets sent out to uh, kill the Go Home Club when Thorne is like, "It's time to kill them." Yeah, and, and he, he is says, like, oh, right, and then he's like, that. "I want to go home." Yeah, so he does turn. Yeah, you know, um. Yeah, uh, get getting him to that point. Wait, I think no, is... he's he's always. Oh right, I guess in the original he's dead. Yeah. So there is a way for him to be dead. Yeah. Uh, as long as you have started to talk to the musicians, he's alive either way. Yeah. Because yeah. Katara yeah. is the one to die. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he his social his, link is like getting him to the point where he's like, no, I want to go back to the real world and be normal. Like the first bit of his social link is him going around beating up people. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, hey, what was that all about? And he's like, justice. Uh-huh. And you're like, there's a difference between justice and vengeance. And he's like, maybe that's true. Not too too <laughs> much, but like he's like a Susan a Shonen doll in that they have this like yeah, like one of the know? middle of the road pairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, this is this is another like oh, this is more in the style of two dungeons where you actually like get their deal during the dungeon. Yeah, and like it is pretty well explored there. Yeah. You get a bunch of. It's interesting. You fight him a bunch because he's doing shadow clone jutsu. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay. That's the two of them. Wicked and Naruko. Naruko. Let's go. Is one of the more like fle- uh, fleshed out characters over the course of the story, I think. You know, yeah. I she plays a role almost immediately because she's not part of the ga- the go home club, but outs them immediately because she's an asshole. Yes, <laughs> she's part of the journalism club. Is that right? That sounds right. Um, Something like that. And she yeah. like, posts uh, a bunch of really mean things online in addition to outing the go home club. Yes. She's the one who starts spreading rumors about Sweet Pea and various other uh, uh-huh. uh, musicians. Yeah. Um, and uh, gleefully and uh, horribly <laughs> in many cases. If I ever run out of games to play and decide to replay this, um, which I have so many things to play, it will probably never happen. But I am really curious what this game looks like without her in your party. Yeah. Because she is the other member that you can deny joining mm-hmm. the Go Home Because she outs you immediately and yes. it'd be wild to let her join. It's like I it's let her join at the end her. of, it's at the end of Papiko, I think. Uh um she shows up and is like hey can i join you all and you can either say yes or no but this one's really wicked is the most efficient killer (laughs) among the musicians can i oh uh, can i talk about narco's link first or are we gonna do the dungeon i was gonna talk a little bit about the dungeon because there's barely any dungeon to talk about (laughs) the thing that i do want to talk about is uh, this is where the like open insurrection versus uh, guerrilla warfare thing goes wrong because Wicked just locks them in their uh, club room mm-hmm. and they slowly starve to death. Uh huh. It's really great. I love this bit. <laughs> and like she's she's Marie Marie Amaguchi. Is that her yeah. name in this? Uh, uh Mizuguchi. Mizuguchi. Uh, she keeps showing up and being like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the key. I'm like doing my best. I'm trying to get you out of here. Good luck in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, while she checks in to ma- like see if they're dead or not yet. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a great bit. Yeah. It is a great bit. I remember, uh, it might have been, uh, I think you might have asked at some point, 
why didn't the other musicians do this? Mm -hmm. And it is probably important to consider that most of the musicians do not really care about defeating yes. the Go Home Club in, like, any meaningful way. Most of them are just little guys who want to live their lives. Yes. And also, Wicked is, aside from Thorin, the only one who wants to kill people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And even Thorin <laughs> takes a while to get there. Wicked is like, I could be killing people right now, basically. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good bit, you know? Uh, I really like uh, Marie's look in this game. I really love her. I'm in love with her caution tape tie being like a tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Because otherwise she looks like Marie, you know? She's uh -huh. a, she looks sweet. She looks nice. She looks normal. And uh -huh. then she, when she train changes into her wicked form, she has like a suicide bomber vest on. Yeah. Kind of vibe. It, her, I, yeah. Her, uh, like, uh, musician outfit is probably the horniest it is pretty uh revealing um which is like i yeah. in general this game not not super horny yeah uh oh yeah i just scrolled by well, uh, entire boobs are out but oh yeah mirai's entire character is pretty horny in like the ensemble level get, yes the the thing about uh wicked specifically is the like little peak of bra under her yeah. thing and like yeah the uh, fact that wicked her... has perpetual heart pupils when she's in wicked oh it's is so, so good <laughs> it's so good uh, her expressions and uh, are also really great. Her name, she's probably my got my favorite musician name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah, Just wicked. Yeah, uh -huh. hell yeah. So, anyway, how did they also, get hey, out of the room? Cosmo Dancer rules. Cosmo Dancer is incredible. What a great song! How do they get yeah. out of the room? Uh, uh she uh comes to them. Uh huh. And after three days, I think. Mm -hmm. And is like, hey, I finally got the key, and like, I brought some food for you, and everyone eats, except for the uh, uh, president Protag. uh, protagonist. Um, and they're all like, oh, I'm so tired. Uh -huh. And then Maria is like, oh, ha ha ha, you're still awake because you didn't eat anything. Uh, won't it be funny when they all blame you for uh, betraying them because you're gone when they wake up? <laughs> um uh yeah and then you face her one-on-one -on -one. wouldn't that be funny if the protagonist betrayed the go home club <laughs> yes this is really funny because this stuff is in the original pre-overdose uh -huh. yes so they clear clearly was not written around the overdose content uh -huh. Uh -huh. but overdose makes it funnier yes and it's in a really good way um yeah so um Right. Yeah, there's not too much more to the dungeon. So you want to talk about uh, Naruko's social link? Yeah, so um, I, I guess I'll give the plot summary first. And, like, Naruko is not a character that I love, but I find her, like, kind of fascinating. Uh -huh. Um, So Naruko's whole thing um, is, like, initially it starts with her, like, kind of being a food critic, and you, like go help her like you help her be a food critic but you realize that she doesn't actually have any opinions of her own she's kind of just doing what she thinks is best to get the most amount of like twitter followers basically yeah. and um that girl is on over the... twitter for sure <laughs> yeah and like 
she starts writing a novel and initially it's like a fucking boring isekai shit because that's what sells um or you know that's what gets attention um you learn about her backstory which is like uh her father was a journalist um and but like her classmate decried one of her father's articles as like unpatriotic and anti-japanese and like this causes naruko to become uh like uh, sort of like disillusioned with uh she gets bullied and she becomes disillusioned with people and uh human connection and basically just becomes the online troll it's and so like funny that she's an internet troll uh-huh yes the 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 funny thing about Naruto and the reason I find her interesting is if somebody wrote this today, it would just be fine. Like it would be a fine thing to write. Naruto's link is in the original, which came out in like 2016. Mm-hmm. And for a and for a JRPG in 2016, I honestly think Naruto's link is like pretty prescient it's like it's aged really well Mm -hmm. she talks about being on bbs Mm. which is fascinating uh because we already discussed how this is the future (laughs) yeah yeah that's all maybe it's not the future but just someone invented virtual dolls and it kind of just accelerated things a little bit (laughs) Um, yeah, that that would also make sense. I do, I do appreciate. Uh, yeah, I like her link. Yeah, for uh, I yeah. find her generally likable. You know, yeah. Uh, like, um, yeah, I I totally get that. Like, I want to create. I don't know how to. I'm gonna copy people, and uh, it doesn't feel good. But like, maybe it will feel good if more people see the things I'm faking and uh-huh. like kind kind of grappling with yeah. that. I think that's really like interesting. One comment that is negative and she's like my entire life yeah is crumbling down around me have you heard that i yeah like it's like <laughs> it's really forward for when it was written i think yeah. uh and yeah i like that the the end of her link is like basically the opposite almost everyone hates her novel but she's like yeah but like some people out there do yeah. like it and so i'm gonna keep writing it yeah and specifically aria and the protagonist are like no we need more of your your like barely fictionalized yeah. account yes. of the novel the novel she like starts writing at the end is like a barely fictionalized account of the events of the it's really yeah. no narco good girl yeah, she's fun yeah. so her Wicked. her catharsis effect is cool because she has drones. Yeah, yeah, she has like, little backpack drones. Yeah. And apparently in Caligula effect like normal and not overdose, you could control the drone individually. Oh god. And do all of their what? moves. And I cannot imagine how much of a drag that would make every battle where you have Narco. I would just simply not include her. <laughs> or just run auto, I guess. Yes. Uh it is very yeah. it is very funny that she has a move where she like turtles up and then headbutts in the <laughs> stomach whoever she is attacking. Yes. There's some very like flavorful battle yeah. animations. Uh-huh. Uh wicked. Now we get a 
we, we'll talk more about yeah. her next time because she gets very little in this, this game. This is the thing, is that I okay. have a lot of affection for Wicked. N not much of it is here yet, you know? Yes, um, I, uh, this is where I kind of want to put yeah. some production context Ooh, because yeah. I think it helps uh, kind of elucidate why Wicked in this game is the way she is. Um, so the Wicked novel came out before Overdose. It doesn't have any Overdose content in it. Like, there's no mention of anything exclusive to Overdose. Mm -hmm. But the um the novel was supposed to be adapted slash expanded upon as DLC mm. for Overdose. And to my knowledge, that idea basically spiraled into putting her and making her the center of Caligula 2. Yeah. Okay. So she's so the good. Best in way to, yes. Yes. The and she is incredible in this novel, yes. which you two haven't read yet. Um the best way to think of this is a very odd comparison. But the best way to think about Marie in Caligula One is it's like how Darth Vader in the first Star Wars movie is really just some guy. Mm -hmm. And then he sort of spirals out to become the centerpiece of the series. Mm -hmm. Marie is similar. Her link doesn't even give you too much insight into her character, probably because they didn't want to step on the toes of the novel and DLC. Mm -hmm. But as somebody who did do this first, I think there is just enough there that I was like, okay, I want to read the book yeah. and find out what her deal is. And then she became one of my favorite characters ever through yeah. the book and two. So. She's, she's really good, but uh, he, she's fun here, right? Because she's a different kind yeah. of character than most of the people. Her bit is basically she was abused. She had a really abusive life, uh, and she uh, has very little sympathy or empathy for human beings and wants to, she wants to kill people. She has uh, the impulse to kill. Many such cases. She, uh -huh. Very specifically, she also, like, gets revelry in, like, tearing down social bonds yes, and, yes. like, showing people, like, how false and illusory there are. And, like, the first half of her link is basically just the protagonist and Marie going to hang out. And, like, hanging out means Marie grabbing two random high schoolers and basically subjecting them to psychological torture. Until yes. they, like, no, uh, hate each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yes. really funny. It's incredible. It's really fun. She's such, a, like, a like small-time asshole. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's, like, uh... Uh, she is kind of like a cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoon villain, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, aha, uh -huh, yeah, the power but I of do friendship has no like... power over me. But like, <laughs> but like I do think there, yeah, I do think there's like, for me at least, you know, because my perspective is very different because I did wonder. Yeah. There was just enough there that I was like, okay, I want to see what the book does. Because like, she's one of the characters who, in no uncertain terms, has no interest in real in the real world. You know, there's nothing for her yeah. there. And it's like, yeah, she is a, a like, serial killer who somehow hasn't killed anyone yet, but... I, I, uh, yeah. Uh, 
you're sent out uh, as lucid at one point thorn sends you out with ekp shadow knife and and wicked yeah i think uh and thorn is like go kill the go home club and And wicked's like hell yeah well yeah ekp is like hey hey lucid we're not like actually gonna do this right uh and uh lucid's like don't worry about it Mm -hmm. just it's it'll, it'll be fine uh and then wicked is like hell yeah <laughs> murdering time <laughs> presumably she's been told not to kill people yeah. by uh thorn you know very specifically i think thorn tells her not to touch shoko this is i mean uh in general the reason that she hasn't killed anyone yet is probably because she's not allowed to yeah uh and specifically yeah, yeah she says kill everyone except shoko shoko's mine <laughs> speaking of shoko uh wait wait, wait. i had a thought uh... i had a thought oh i had a thought about wicked no, it's gone. It's fine. The, the worst dungeon in it'll, the game. It'll be back next week. Thorn and Shogo. Okay, there's some great Love them. stuff that happened. This is mechanically the worst dungeon in the game. Mm-hmm. There are chests that... This is a cool idea. There are chests that are locked by... Or unlocked by killing enemies. Yes. This is the first place in the game where those enemies can be outside of the current map. Is that true? Yes. Wow. That sucks shit. Uh, it's miserable. And or I just completely <laughs> yes. missed what I needed to do. I spent like 10 no. minutes wandering around a single map trying to figure out how to unlock a chest. I thought that that happened also in the pyramid, but I might be wrong. I I know it happens here. I think but... everywhere in the pyramid I unlocked all the chests. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this dungeon is so miserable this is this one especially i is what i mean when i say i was trying to get to the exit Mm -hmm. and uncovered the entire map uh yeah because it is so oftentimes you will be like oh the uh the um like quest marker is right over there i'm sure that if i go directly towards it i will get there and then you go directly towards it and you run into like three different uh bad end or not bad ends, uh dead ends, and you were supposed to actually go the roundabout way. Mm-hmm. And this dungeon uh sometimes does that and sometimes doesn't. Sometimes it's like, well, surely, like th- this is a you know mirrored room, so surely I could get there either way. Mm-hmm. And you go one way and you get to a dead end, and you're like, okay, I have to go all the way back and go down and it's mm-hmm. It didn't it, it didn't help that I had to like burn through this entire dungeon in uh basically one sitting. Yeah. Uh yeah. But it is also just uh yeah, uh, not a fun dungeon. So, a little bit of setup. On the musician's route so far, uh you in between missions, main missions, right? You have uh an, the go home club is like, okay, we're gonna strike back against the musicians, right? Very they're very stapled on feeling, right? Yes. Oh, but it, it feels like uh uh there's a screen that pops up and says DLC now available. Yes. Uh and then like <laughs> people start talking about, okay, we need to do an like ambush uh-huh. mission, which is something we've never talked about <laughs> and definitely won't work. Yes. So <laughs> As they're planning this, every time, you get a text from Thorn being like, hey, babe, come over. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> which increasingly feel is like they really play up towards as the game goes the the like feeling of you are cheating on your your spouse the go home club with a hot <laughs> like uh girl you know what i mean it's really yeah. really fun energy so it is you can choose to fight on the on behalf of go home club or you can choose to fight to uh on the like for the musicians right uh, which means you get the musicians in your party and you get a little, you'd redo some dungeon and then have a fight, a, a boss fight against all the dungeons. Yeah, all the dungeons. Uh, and you get a fight against the go home club, which I think it's really te- like a fun tell about our, the kind of person Arya is that the second that they're backed into a corner without the protagonist who's stronger than everyone for some reason, she immediately does some kind of like, uh, emotional limiter release that is seriously detrimental to the go home club in order to like push them harder to fight the musicians. Yes. As soon as the music, uh, the protagonist isn't around to tell her not to, you know? Uh huh. Yeah, I get the feeling that whoever wrote that part of the overdose content disliked Daria uh-huh. about as much as I did. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, she's like, you, she doesn't seem like a good person, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this really no. like plays into that. Uh, yeah, this is the overdose. It's catharsis effect overdose is the effect that she's using on them, which, uh, yeah, it seems like it's causing them a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, Lucid is the mysterious musician who shows up and wrecks their shit, uh, every time they, these missions happen, right? Now, yeah. towards the end, uh, Thorn tells uh, the, go- the musicians it's time to murder the go-home club, and it, it all starts to fall apart, right? So, Thorn responds to this by uh, brainwashing everyone who's not willing to fight with her. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have the, the mind phones. Those that everyone is, everyone except for Kuchinashi, Mirei, and Wicked uh and lucid and lucid uh-huh because she trusts that lucid is going to side with her in the end yeah which is great did, so did we, sorry I, I got distracted for a sec uh i think we said this already but uh her introduction is so good because mm-hmm. she shows up says will you die with me great great opening line and then is like Incredible. hey i know what you're up to i know that you're like trying to get home mm-hmm. please Come take a look at the musicians and see why we might want to stay here. Yeah. Because really, you're only like hearing one side of the story. Yeah. And it's you really might good change frame. your view after hearing ours. Uh-huh. So I find the way Thorne's character is structured to be really interesting mm-hmm. and maybe a reason she's the best character, not capital D reason, but a reason. So we've talked about this before with most of the musicians their dungeon is a trailer mm-hmm. and then you play the social mm-hmm. yeah. with thorn because her dungeon is last you do most of most if not all of her socialing without really understanding what her deal is yeah. you just get the sense that like you get the sense that she has some sort of identity issue of some kind and that like she sees kinship in lucid with this but like you don't know why or what Mm -hmm. and then you get the reveal and then it just recontextualizes the entire like social link in a really interesting way Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that she specifically has to be written like this by the nature of being the last dungeon yeah 
Yeah. So she's so she's very cool. Like the early social links with her are what carried me through the early game because even though you don't have any idea what's going on, they're just fantastic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. she brings you on these like rehearsed dates brimming with some kind of insane energy that is like implacable you know where she's like she'll like engage you in conversation in a specific place and then uh you say something and she's like no you say this and then i say this and you have to like redo it uh and then like yeah it just like goes out from there it's such a weird vibe it's really fun you know there's the social yeah. link where she uh, brings you to a cafe and monologues. Uh, she monologues about vampires there and then poisons herself with her tea that she brought. It's so good. Your stomach pumped. Yeah. And then like you're and like when you're reading it first time, you're like, wow, weird, edgy, goth girl. And then you and then you find out everything and you feel like you just got hit by a dump truck. Uh-huh. Yes. This is what I mean by so. It is very clear, mm-hmm. uh, or Thorne's social link is interesting, yes, because it's very easy. Or there are a lot of clues as to what is really going on hidden behind options. Yeah, so like dialogue options that will not lock you out of that social link, mm-hmm. but give wildly different amounts of information. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, as early as, like, two or three, mm-hmm. which is, like, very early on, she's already talking like she is playing the part of someone else. Yeah. Um. But I think most, like, some of that, at least, you can totally miss. And you could just see her as, like, playing herself and trying to reenact certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you don't, like, there's a, there's a bit where you go to an onsen or the, back to the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh one you can uh you can say like oh can we go to the women's place and she's like let's go to the gender neutral mm-hmm. uh baths where swimsuits are appropriate uh-huh uh, and then you go there and she has like the same weird glitchy effect that happens to people's faces <laughs> it's really she's wearing a bikini of that uh-huh. and you can be like nice swimsuit and she's like uh something about like uh some things are like not meant to be imagined uh-huh um, <laughs> things that cannot be seen cannot be imagined yes <laughs> uh and then later on in that scene uh you can be like oh like uh you're always so cold and uh she's like oh yes yes ichinose is that her name huh ichika ichika um was always like that mm-hmm. or uh you can like say oh you, you're like you're smiling more and she's like mm, uh no that that wasn't how she was at all uh-huh um so this is really tied into shogo's story because yes. there is a set of three friends there's shogo there's ichika and there's oscar mm-hmm. the oscar and shogo are both boys uh ichika is the hot goth girl mm-hmm. ichika asks shogo to commit suicide with her yes uh he chickened out and she threw herself off of that under construction building which is why the building is they they comment on the fact that oh this building was finished in reality Mm -hmm. someone's wish must have been to have it be under construction yes uh so uh during the course of thorn's dungeon shoko pieces together that pretty quickly that uh this is oscar yeah traumatized by ichika's death as he is 
uh, Asuka came to Mobius with the intent of making a world where Ichigo was still alive by uh, making her out of himself. Yes. Is basically the bit. Uh, fascinating. Fascinating stuff. There's a lot of like suicide and like weird gender and like uh, trauma stuff happening around those two. It's really if interesting. only via like lack of time mm-hmm. uh thorn is handled way better as a trans character <laughs> than than they still do the oh you were a man yeah they don't really consider uh thorn to be a trans character yeah like sweet pea is supposed to be a trans character in a way yeah. and with thorn you can get there mm-hmm. but that does kind of, i think that lies much more in the realm of like I, I guess this is it, uh, the thing is I'm I'm used to yeah I I would I, just put it in the camp of uh to uh there is no heterosexual explanation for this almost do you know what I mean where it's like yeah. I don't think she's tr- I don't think Thorne is necessarily trans right but uh there is some like interesting gender stuff happening when you wear the skin of your dead the dead girl that you like do you know what i mean (laughs) this is yeah absolutely this is the thing for me i don't need to come out as trans but uh there's interesting like meat on those bones yes i am i am i am fed by plenty of works about lesbians there are far fewer about trans characters Uh uh-huh and so it is like you don't have to do that much work to get to thorn is yeah uh, no you movie. absolutely do not uh-huh. um yeah but this is also why i think uh they don't really engage with that idea is because they don't consider thorn to be uh anything but a boy you know what yeah I mean? which is for for better or worse it's just that she is as she is is the, just the state of things and they don't have to pick it apart yeah. you know which uh-huh. is part of what makes her yeah. uh, interesting you know uh Let's see. So, also, the fact that she's just been jumping off of buildings near Shogo is so funny and petty. (laughs) Oh, the the funniest part, and this this is, like, really fucked up, but I also find it deeply funny. fucked up. Uh, Yes, yes, that is the entire plot line. Deeply fucked up, but kind of funny in a way. Uh Uh-huh. if Shogo hears Thorn's songs for more than, like, two seconds at a time, he starts vomiting and having, like, a panic attack. Uh-huh. Oh, do we want to do do summarize Shogo's yeah. link before we go uh, into... Yeah. God, it's just such an incredible sense of humor to be, like, throwing yourself off of buildings while wearing the face of the girl that he's traumatized about throwing herself off of buildings. <laughs> yeah. Shogo's social link uh, is not really as like wrapped up in what's going on right uh were at first right uh, it because gets, he yeah it gets there's there. another thing happening and that is you find out shogo is positioned as the leader of the go home club until the protagonist joins and then he immediately abdicates his position which feels very jrpg mm-hmm. and then you find out pretty quickly why it's because he is an, a nervous wreck yeah uh who is clearly older than he is in real life and he's really having a hard time even just holding up this conversation with you right now slaps the top of <laughs> uh the go home club this baby can fit so many hikikomoris in it <laughs> yes uh yeah so he's really i find him really charming because of like how obviously he is just having a really rough go of it his social link is also incredible you want to summarize it okay 
he uh is at the uh, like train station and bumps into or like I guess the plaza outside of the train station and school Something. and it's one of those central places. Plaza. Uh he bumps into a girl and makes her drop her phone. She turns on him and says, "Uh, you made me drop it. Pay for it. Pay for a replacement." Mm-hmm. Um, he does not have money on him. This is Mobius. How does he not have money? Great question. Uh, his wish wasn't <laughs> to be rich, Ben. I guess. Um, and. He is like, I don't have, I'll I'll do something. And she's like, okay, if you don't have money, then go out with me. Mm-hmm. Date me. Um, and he's like, I, uh, okay, I guess, I guess if that's my only way out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his social link is a series of dates with this woman. As he is like, I, why am I doing, I'm so bad at this. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's also a bit where he tries to work customer service <laughs> to get the money back. Oh, and yes. he just cannot do it um he keeps dragging the protagonist on date of the dates with him or to watch the date and uh help be a spiritual advisor um he's terrible at dating she's very persistent she really likes him um and so uh eventually uh he comes clean to her and he's like hey actually in reality i'm like a 30 year old and I'm she, something happens where she finds like, out about the the world being fake first right and then he explains it to her she... i think there's some incident yeah probably i think she's like attacked and by you, and she, or something and she's like oh i still want to keep dating in reality and he's like i'm 30 how old are you well okay he says i'm 30 and she's like i'm kind of into older men and then he's like how old are you and she's like 15 and he's like he's like no no." the bit where he's like no absolutely not she's like well okay can we be friends can we keep in touch he's like no no i am trying to like get back into society i don't need uh like the 15 year old texting me or the cops after me because they think i'm a you know doing something with this 15 year old who won't stop texting me um but uh he does the end of that link is him saying like but if you ever like if you're ever down or if you're ever really down if you're ever like thinking of committing suicide uh you have my wire id yeah and or line yeah uh id yeah shogo shogo's link is really good yeah um i just really like him and his art i did not expect to like him nearly as much as i actually yeah. did Damn. yeah, yeah. Damn. he's just really yeah he's really he's really charming, like you, you know? look yeah you look at him and he looks like some edgy anime boy yeah. and actually he's just a like nervous geeky rock who's like kind of at the center of the story yeah. and mm-hmm is in many ways the actual protagonist and he's like he's not a protagonist type of guy but because of that you kind of want to root for him a bit yeah totally uh yeah i think i think he has a good vocal performance too Mm -hmm. uh yeah definitely uh uh him and the protagonist mc sing the anime opening and he does a decent job so yeah you also find out about Ichika and uh, Asuka over the course of this story, right? Yes. Uh, actually, Asuka... No, no, you find out about Ichika, but Asuka is not mentioned in the link. Are you sure they don't even say, like, a f- our other our other friend, or we were part uh, of a They might have said our other Landmark friend. Tower. Okay. No, that... Yeah, yeah. But you do find out about Ichika in the link, which is good, because I don't think they would have had a good time writing the link if they didn't do that. Yeah, uh-huh. So, 
the the thorns dungeon is like a art house place that she hung out at ichika hung out at in life right in real life uh yeah like yeah. a like a concert concert hall a concert live hall yeah. uh uh, which has been turned into a labyrinth. Uh, there's some. There's a really funny explanation for why all these places are laid out like complete nonsense, and it's that Arya and uh, Mew designed it together. And all these places together, human. and they're not human, and so they've based all of it <laughs> on like screenshots of real life places and just kind of stapling all of that together. Uh huh. <laughs> well, when you are trying to design dungeons with your little brother in Minecraft, uh-huh. like. <laughs> They're, yeah, it's it is so funny when you go to the lower, the basement level of the school, and they've just covered the windows. Yeah, they haven't even taken the windows out. And Arya's like, "Well, we didn't have like references for what a basement looked like, so <laughs> it's so, good. so it's just underground <laughs> now." Uh-huh. I'll be honest, I completely forgot about that, but that's a really good bit. It's really funny. Um, so yes. Over the course of the dungeon, you have to fight all of the musicians again because either they do not want to let you uh, defeat Thorn and undo, uh, destroy Mobius, or they've been brainwashed and are now their worst selves. You know, yeah. worse than the worst you've the, seen. Them. I thought this dungeon was going to be so much longer than it actually was because each of the first, you like explore like one or two floors, maps, and then get to a boss fight and fight the boss and then they go unlock a door that you may or may not have run into and you go through that door Mm -hmm. and then explore another one or two maps and then you get to a boss and it's like are we going to do this for every single Uh one of the musicians uh um and no that was not the case uh they shove three in at the very last minute yes right before thorn um uh but this dungeon dragged so much. Thorn's song is good, though. Thorn's song is great. It's so good. Uh, I also like, uh, on the, the soundtrack, I like Thorn's remixes of a lot of the other songs, mm-hmm. too. Yep. Uh, right. So, how does this dungeon go? What else happens? Is it just to the end now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, Do we... Uh, before we get to the end, do we have anything to say about Arya and Mew? So I guess that's a good point. Oh, Arya, we've talked a bit about Arya, how she's kind of a shithead. Yeah. Mew yeah. is fun. Mew's really interesting. Yeah, she's she's no regret, no. but I do think she's an interesting character. This is the thing, is that a lot of this game just made me like two better. Yes, this is true. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree that... Uh, Mew is fun. Uh, she kind of she just wants everyone to be happy. Yeah, she is. This is something I actually see in Key from her, in that she is fascinated with human idiosyncratic, like cratic nature, like mm-hmm. weird things, like Key. Yeah. Key being like, "Hey, that guy's fucked up. Let's go watch." You know. Yeah. This is Mew. She's like approaching it from an pa- com- uh, angle of compassion, but she is like too per- permissive of the things that people do that are wrong and hurting other people because she doesn't really get she doesn't get like the the sometimes you want something you can't have right mm-hmm. she thinks everyone should have everything yeah. they want even if it means hurting someone else and she has a hard time reconciling that yeah. you know what i mean like stork especially she thinks stork should be able to spy on girls even if it means traumatizing them but also she doesn't want the girls to be traumatized but also she won't stop stork you know yes. she's constantly in this like yeah uh illogical loop because she doesn't really understand people. Mm-hmm. That stuff's really interesting. 
So her and Arya built Mobius as sort of a rec room for people who were having a hard time. I also, I assume that these are also overdose uh, throughout, like every, mm. almost every dungeon has a room where you can go have a conversation with Mew. With like a ghost of Mew. Yeah, which right. the sprite is really incredible. I'm pretty she's like, sure that's an original. Oh, wow. Interesting. It's like her sprite, but it's like got this like cool static effect over uh-huh. it. And they're they're the ghosts are getting more and more current. Yeah, as, as you, you go, go along. Um, but that's a great like because you go all the way back to the beginning and uh, Mew's like, "Oh, are you having fun? Like, I hope you're. I hope I hope you'll stay." Mm-hmm. They haven't like made Mobius yeah. a once you enter you can't leave place yeah. yet because um, yeah they never intended it to be that way and suddenly Mew stopped talking to Arya and uh, locked the doors and started to like overtake Arya in popularity which popularity controls which of the two of them have power over the world yeah and it's because she started talking to well, Thorne locked the doors out locked the doors out and uh yes threw them open wider yes. coming in uh for any uh for any of persona fans who might be listening to this uh you can tell that the persona 2 writer did a lot of the like down-to-down writing for this game because a lot of this uh Mew and Arya stuff is very evocative of like the two gods in Persona 2. Mm, okay, okay. I've never played Persona 2, but um, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, those conversations are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also, yeah. Uh, towards the end of... it's The social links are an interesting way to do this because they mm-hmm. kind of take place out of time. Yeah. Because, like, uh, towards the end of uh, almost every social link, uh, Mew is just kind of like repeating whatever negative emotions that character is having. Yeah, her eyes hollow out. This happens like very quickly and wicked, and and like towards the end of like everyone else's yeah. uh like social links. Uh, yeah, she's like mirroring bat like negative emotions in a really ominous way. Uh, and this is because she has been absorbing all of the negative emotions of everyone in in Mobius. Yes, which she. There are so many negative emotions in Mobius. I she, she there is too much. Yes. People are like freaks. Uh-huh. This is a Mew's personality makes uh the musician choices make a lot of sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cuz she picks like really weirdo fucked up people that she finds charming, you know what yes. I mean? Uh Yeah. And I don't think she can I don't think Thorn can make her pick more necessarily, which is mm-hmm. part of why they're limited in the ways they are. Yeah, they have to like catch Mew's attention in a really interesting way because Thorne's acting as her manager, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I like Mew's design a lot. You know, I like uh, I think uh, Keys. I love Keys so much. Is the thing Keys great? Keys incredible. He is wonderful. Uh, I did, and I don't use this word lightly. I did pog at Mew's goth outfit at the end. Uh huh. Yes, uh-huh. it's good. Uh huh. So, yeah, I guess did we just launch into the endings now? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, do we want to do it Fen order or Ben order? Well, let's do the bad end first. Because okay. <laughs> it is the we bad end. We have more to talk about with the bad end, but I'm, I, that is how I did it. I did bad end first. Fen ended on the bad end, which I think is like a really, really fantastic weird energy to end this game on. <laughs> But yeah, it's but not it's the canonical absolutely ending. not what they intended to do. Like that's not how you're supposed to do it. No. Yeah. Uh, it's a better ending. <laughs> Far and away a better I ending. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, okay, here's the thing. If I hadn't played two, 
I would be higher yes, on because overdose and two basically have the same yeah, end. Well, except that a lot of respect. Two does it way better. Yes. This is this is my yeah. thing. The thing when I say that uh uh overdose does something that two does not, I am talking about this ending. Because it has like a like uh you, really you mean fascinating the, the musicians the, ending. the musicians ending which is like a really fascinating like nihilistic indulgence that uh you just don't get in caligula effect too you there know are, what i mean there are yeah. literally like i could probably count them on one on the fingers of one hand the number of like anime cut-in scenes that <laughs> happen uh there are four in the whole game there's uh wait wait Okay, so there's one at the start. There's one in the bathhouse. Can't believe uh, they there's used one, one in the bathhouse. Yeah, I can't believe they used one in the bathhouse. Uh, there's one like when Mew starts becoming all fucky and Thorn shows up and starts taunting Shogo. I think it's at the end of Shadow Knife's Dungeon. Mm, yes. There's one there. Uh, there's one for the musician's end, and there's one in the normal ending. Okay, so five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They all look like shit. Just need to put that out there. Yeah, kind of. They look better than the game usually does. <laughs> Aside from the sprites. I, the sprites I disagree. Great, but... Oh, the um, 3D models in the game are terrible. Yeah. The sprites are great, though. They are, the but are the really anime cutscenes are even worse. Like that's the I don't know that I agree with that. But it's it's um, marginal either way. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, I also but... want to shout out the incredible art of all the characters lounging on thrones in their profile. Uh-huh. Yes, so good so good um but this this cutscene starts with an incredible moment of so you get the choice yes uh thorn is like facing the musicians muse on her side all the other are facing the go home club all the musicians are defeated and she's like i have one more card in my pocket and mirroring the opening screen which is the protagonist walking away from the camera uh you get the choice like them doing that as you get the choice to net Stay in Mobius, never leave, or fight Thorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yes. I think it, yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly the sequence of events, but um, the long and the short of it is, yeah, you, I think one is just you kind of stay silent, and the other is you say out loud, we're not going home. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then walk over to Thorn, and then uh, such a great, uh, like, Lucid brings one hand over one half of their face and it reveals the skull uh-huh on that yeah, side yeah. of their face it's like, it's like, this, cool. is, this is sick yeah. uh and then but, like the entire go home club is like wait wait one one uh-huh. second yeah hey uh protagonist what? transforms into lucid fully what are what what's happening uh-huh. how, how long have you been working with them so like uh, ben called this ending a nihilistic indulgence, mm-hmm. and in many ways it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. But also, you will feel like shit mm-hmm. doing this ending. Oh yeah, because the into- all the dialogue is just like everyone going on and on about how much they like trusted you and cared about oh, you yeah. and respected you, as you just like murder them. They like really going yes yeah especially the the very final scene you know what i mean it really like it's not fun it's like yeah you wanted to destroy the world okay this is what happens when you destroy the world oh we'll get there the final the final scene is 
perfect so, note. We do get uh, the point, the the part that uh, where at some point Thorn reveals that she doesn't want uh, just to like trap people in Mobius. She wants to remove the real world as an existence. She wants the world Ichiga herself exists in to be the only world left. And yes, and she and thinks she can. Use, someone use is like, this. wait, if you if you destroy the real world, then it'll also destroy Mobius. And she's like, sure will, but it will last for a second longer. Uh-huh. And that's all I want. Fascinating. Really, really fascinating motivation there. Uh-huh. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I love Thorn. What a character. Yeah, it's really good. That's like my favorite, like one of my favorite bits. Yeah. Uh so Lucid one like one on everyone's <laughs> fights everyone. Uh it's or like, it's like pairs at a time, but uh, Thorn does not help, yeah. is my point. Yeah. And neither does Mew. Mew, who has transformed into her dark form and flown Doctor into Mew Alter, Mew Alter, yes, and has flown into the the metaverses to start uh, destroying the world in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's completely lost track of like the good, the kind self that she has, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you basically the deal is if you trauma dump to Hatsune Miku too much. She will get fucked up. Yes, yeah. this is true. Look at look at what you've done. You fucked up a perfectly good Hatsune Miku. So, you know what's really good? The ending to Caligula effect too. That is also really good. So, you fight people in pairs or trios or one on one against Shogo. It's three trios and then Shogo. Uh, I think there's a pair too. I think because Shogo's put on his own. I think there's nine. Not counting. Are there? Maybe I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, okay, yeah, Wait, no, there are okay. nine. Wait, nine would be including the protagonist, no, it's, right? There are eleven Go Home Club members. Uh huh. So it's nine. Yeah. Nine minus protagonist and Biwasaka. Well, wait, but also you're not fighting Biwasaka, so. So that'd be nine, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because eleven minus the two. Anyway, the point is, it doesn't matter how many numbers. <laughs> the point is that before each round, you uh. Each character gets a moment to like monologue about how they're feeling in this moment, which is yes. really fascinating. It's so and good. Plot twist: they are all feeling fucking miserable. Yeah, some of these are really like like re- like gutting moments. Some of know? them are like, yeah, I yeah, don't of course, care You're about never you particularly me. much. Like you looked up to me. Cool, great, uh-huh. that's fine. Uh, Ayana, Ayana's and Susan's is are really good. Gutting. Yeah, Ayana does the like. Uh, you're a bit. You, I've seen so many assholes in my life, and you're the biggest one of them all, aren't you? I was in love with you, you piece of shit. Yeah, like she gets to swear too, which, uh-huh. which is good because a lot of like wicked not being able to say fuck is like a really like standout thing for her. Uh, so it's it's good that she gets to hear, and she like starts to cry, and she's like so angry she can't see straight, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, but that her like. As you beat her in the boss fight, her dying words are like to tell you that she loved you. Uh-huh. And it's just like, I, you know, I really like how they just like, they make this ending miserable. If they like made it more fun, uh-huh. I don't think I would like it. But it's just this like, I miss abject misery. Ayana's dying words because I put her out of her misery first in that fight. <laughs> She does not actually, none of them actually die here, except maybe Shogo might actually, but uh, everyone else lives yeah. for now, you know. 
Oh, uh, yeah. yeah Susana also has like a complete freak out as she yeah. refuses to accept what's happening, you know? Yeah. She's like, oh, this must be a dream. And then her dying words are, oh, it wasn't, was it? You really betrayed us. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Shogo is the uh, final fight. Oh, yeah. Importantly, no, Arya is the final or, fight. Okay, well, Sorry. Shogo's the last uh, go home club yeah. fight. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Arya in a sec. Uh, but importantly, Lucid. Uh, who has been going on way more adventures than everyone else with by two-timing them, uh, easily defeats every single member of the uh, party, regardless of how strong the overdose effect is. Yes. Uh, uh, Thorne comments that whatever Arya did to them may be irreversible and kill them anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is great. Which really puts perspective on Arya being a fucking moron. Uh -huh. Well, all of them are like, no, it's worth it for this. They, yeah. In this moment, they are all yeah. willing participants. They are like, we're gonna, we're gonna kill the protagonist, you know? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's all, like, childishly easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, like, people barely scratch you, even with their final finishing moves, with their overdose moves. Uh -huh. it's, it's really good. So, Shogos. Shogos, uh, uh monologue is really good too where he's like did you have fun making us all look like complete assholes out there <laughs> you know it's yeah. like really good like oh have you been doing this the whole time like come on man and like you know i imagine there are people who feel this way if like if even by the end of the game you still were like really off put by how the go home club was presented at the start and you like really can't find it in your heart to see the better versions of them here's your fucking catharsis you just get to murder them uh-huh uh-huh so you defeat them all and then uh they've collapsed aria flees into the metaverses to try and like talk Mew down in the in the final seconds and uh thorn comes over she becomes big Yes, she does we get should... big. Uh, Thorn uh, kicks the shit out of Shogo. I'm not sure if he died. I don't remember seeing him in any of the following cutscenes. Uh, I would believe that she killed him there. Yeah, same. I'm not. It's not made explicit, but uh, everyone else who's like on the ground is begging her to stop, uh, and she does not stop until yeah. she's satisfied. So, Thorn and Lucid go to the metaverses to follow Arya. Arya is big. I like Arya's. I don't really like Arya's design, but I do like her big bell boosters. Yeah, yeah. Big Arya is a kind of neat design. Uh -huh, I am uh -huh. It's better than her little design. She's, I really don't like the way she looks. Yeah. I can't see anything but the British flag in her color scheme. <laughs> in her, like, tricolor scheme. <laughs> uh -huh. Arya has become British. So she tries to talk Mew down. Mew, there's nothing left of Mew. That's right why her now. bells are so big. It's the big bend. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Catherine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mew is doing a spirit bomb to destroy the real world. <laughs> Specifically, she is like using Metaverse S to um, spread misinformation mm -hmm. and like... And like hack machines and cause yeah. disasters, yeah. basically. To uh -huh. like slowly extinguish all of humanity. Yes. <laughs> Which is is great that it's not a single moment. Yeah. It's not like, oh, no, I'm turning no, the switch no. off on the real world. It's like, I'm going to un erode the foundation of like all life on Earth. The entirety of this ending cutscene after you defeat Arya mm -hmm. is so good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Arya also kind of goes down like a chump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they can't make her too hard because you're only one person. Yeah. Um, Presumably she is killed in this moment because she can't be brainwashed like the rest. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is the entirety of the ending cutscene is um, like a kind of fuzzed out or like staticky news reports are playing mm-hmm. um, with like names and specific numbers kind of yeah, like death tolls and like, uh, oh, there's a pandemic. Oh, this dam burst. Oh, there's been a string of murders. You yeah. Know? Um, Man, feels like that these days, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, well, like, uh, well, it, it, yeah, it is like, oh, this is like an intersection with like a news, uh, like mm-hmm. TV over it, and then like cut. Oh, there are slightly fewer people here. Cut. Well, it fewer starts people by here. increasing. Yeah, yeah. Because right. uh, yeah. as the world gets worse, more and more people get astral syndrome and like come to Mobius. Because they're desperate, you know what I mean? Oh, that's okay. So you get more and yeah. more people as Mobius grows and grows. Yeah. And then it starts to turn around, right? Well, and then it, you get, and like, then it cuts the, to you get the graduation. Graduation. Yes. Like entrance ceremony loop. Mm-hmm. And with all of the go home club brainwashed. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's like, oh, yeah. And it does the same thing of like, oh, cut. There are fewer people here. Uh-huh. Cut. There are fewer people here. Cut. There are fewer people here. Uh, uh, and then the very last moment of this ending is Mew turning to a like shadowed, shadowed out protagonist, yeah. presumably about to disappear, saying, "Wait, I thought th- I I just wanted to make everyone happy. Were you happy?" And you can say yes or no, and then hard cuts to black. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, in the park, and there's no one left in the whole world. And she's, like, back to normal because she has isn't absorbing the negative emotions anymore because there's nothing left, you know? It's really, really good. Uh, you also get a shot of uh, Thorn jumping off a building, presumably for the final time. Yes. Every time she tried this before, Mew saved her. Uh, maybe that, that could be metaphorical, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when your, real, when your real body dies, you die in Mobius because mm-hmm. there's nothing like nothing keeping you tethered anymore and yeah the the protagonist like having no face anymore and being the last person to turn out the lights is so good mm-hmm. what? yeah god I'm, I'm re-watching my footage now and it's just like the empty oh yeah uh okay Mew says why is everyone gone mm-hmm. why is everyone gone god didn't i make you happy her words are so good. Why did you go too? Didn't I make you happy? Which so she might just be talking to a ghost of, right? Yeah, and then it's just yes or no. Uh-huh. Cut to black. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Great God. Oh, sorry. Cut to black. Ah, from you. But she screams. Yeah. Oh, and then credits. It's really good. What it's an really ending. There's what an ending like too. It's like the wicked ending is what comes closest in two. Yeah, but that's but that's so different. Yeah, this is like yeah. We'll we'll talk more when uh, Catherine comes back. That's we decided to murder our friend, not uh huh, uh huh. No, reality needs to die. Well, that girl from uh, from uh, Melancholia wouldn't be good. To, wouldn't it be beautiful to see all of humanity extinguished? I saw Ben. I saw people ranking real low on their 
Domen Simon. Melancholia? Yeah. People are fools. I was like, Vonovich Hotel is better than this? It's not. But Vonovich Hotel, I think, is good, but it's not better than Melancholia. Melancholia is the best. Melancholia is incredible. So the world ended. In the bad end. Yeah. What a great ending. Incredible. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's really fun to let the, like, thematic extremes of this game play out, right? Like, I think that it could be interesting if, uh, I think it would be interesting if there was, like, a a way for the musicians to be ultimately like true believers in their cause right without it being like subverted by yeah i'm i uh, thorn is suicidal and wants to take the world with her you know she wants a lover's suicide with the world itself you know mm-hmm. which i think is really interesting yeah. i think it could be interesting also to tell the story of like something that is uh, a version of the musicians that are not corrupted at their core by uh the idea of building a f- sustainable Mobius is a lie because Thorn is the one who is orchestrating it and Thorn wants to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This, so I think it's really interesting. I also would love to see the other version of this, I guess, is what I'm getting at. This is the interesting thing Yeah, for me. maybe something to do in three if they ever make a three. It would be so cool if they approached like... If they, if you, if you draw out the idea of someone like Kuchinashi uh, who just doesn't want to go home, who can't go home, there is no home to return to, uh, into musicians who are true believers instead of a bunch of people, selfish people, put in a room together. You know what yeah. I mean? I kind of, I got yeah. this vibe from doing a lot of the so, uh, so musician social links end with, you know, I do kind of want to go home. Yeah. Uh, which is like a weird, is interesting vibe because it's like no, actually the go home club is is correct. Mm-hmm. They're the ones doing. It's only really Thorn. Mm-hmm. Wicked's just there to see the world burn. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kuchinashi, Kuchinashi is like Kuchinashi and Mirei don't really have a home to return to. Yeah. Not the one, not nearly as nice as the one they have in yeah. uh, and Mobius. And so Kuchinashi's the the most sympathetic one, right? Yeah. But m- almost yeah, all of I, the musicians um... are like. Yeah, you know, let's go home. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about the musicians in this game, and it's a very interesting contrast to the types of people the musicians are too, mm-hmm. is that the musicians in Overdose, you get the feeling that most of them most of them are just people who are trying their best to like self actualize. Mm-hmm. But they're just put in a situation where they're doing it kind of badly, and if you talk to them, you can kind of help them do the better, healthier version yeah. of it. Uh-huh. Whereas two's musicians are more villainous? I don't know if that's the word I'd use, but it's much closer. They're more dedicated to their cause, right? Like, yeah. some, of, some of them at least are are, are like, no, this is this is what we want to do. It's not like uh, I have to be a musician to have the thing that I want. It's you know, mm-hmm. I think that you yeah. going all the way in that direction could be really interesting for like most of the cast. But uh, yeah, it is thematic. It carries a lot of thematic weight to be like, yes, 
running away from reality and like refusing to face all the things in your life ends with death you know mm-hmm. you cannot yeah. just run away forever uh there are there are physical limits to this world uh you cannot th- you will wake up from your dream or you will die in a coma you know mm-hmm. and like thorin is happy yeah. with that and it's like a really really like uh grim way to Dad go out, right it's like yeah, you can't uh, you can't uh talk thorn down uh because this is what she wants is to die <laughs> you know yes um interestingly if you look at um if you look at director developer commentary on the game uh they, they ask so what's up with thorn after the end and they're like well could be alive could be dead mm-hmm. could be in a coma that's for you to I kind of decide. I think they could do some really interesting stuff in a Caligula Effect three uh, with Thorn. Yeah, as a if if Thorn was the returning, because like we had Maria as the returning character for two, uh, for two. Mm-hmm. If Thorn was the returning character for three, that could be like genuinely incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they could do. There's so much room there to do something interesting. Uh huh. Like they faked us. Yeah. Uh, they did a fake out uh, that didn't really work on me at all because I didn't know Thorn. Uh in two right by having bluffman oh, so, uh be yes his his song which is also good is by the same person who wrote thorn's music uh-huh. in world and it is a thorn song yes, it is yes. also in world a thorn song and he is kind of not openly saying but pretending to be thorn to gain respect of people around him yes it's um i know um this is not um so i know somebody who was like playing two just as it was coming out mm-hmm. in japan so like you know no spoilers or anything and they had played overdose and their initial theory going into two was that bluffman was like shogo taking it really badly Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's an interesting way to go that's yeah, so fun so, like, there's a <laughs> uh, i'm happy with the bluff man we got but that also would have been a really fun character uh-huh. i think yeah yeah uh there, yeah there's there's uh okay we should talk about the actual ending because mm-hmm. i think that uh yeah. this ending really like took my breath away <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh yeah but uh it is not the canonical ending uh for for good reasons it's a really like sad ending it's a really sad way to go out <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that was the canonical ending, they couldn't make Caligula two off of it. So. Nope. so let's talk about Caligula effect, overdose, good ending, true ending, normal ending, whatever you want to call it. Then uh, I don't remember this one at all. <laughs> Tell me about it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about this ending. <laughs> you fight Thorn. Uh. Her moveset is interesting. Yeah. I don't. Almost all of the musicians have a corresponding party member. Yes. Who has the same moveset. Yes. I think Thorn does not. She has a spear. Uh, Susanna has. Oh, one. right, right. But she has a like cross attack that I don't think Susanna has. Oh. That's why I was. Um, or at least as far as I know, Susanna doesn't have. Um. Let's see what happens. Uh, you fight Thorn. You beat her. Um, you go fight Mew a couple of times. And Arya's like, please, Mew, come back to us. And Mew's like, well, this is what everyone wants. Everyone's miserable. Importantly, uh, Thorn uh, 
throws herself off of the building that you're standing on, uh, which Mew is in the metaverse and can't save her. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So she's trying to yeah. kill herself. She's She realized that what she was doing was uh kind of disrespectful to the memory of her friend after all right and she gets to kill her. she's like oh this is the catharsis effect or mm-hmm. caligula effect Carth- catharsis effect caligula effect is the uh phenomenon of uh wanting to do something more and more the more you're told not to okay uh this the catharsis is effect is magic this is the catharsis effect <laughs> i like suddenly feel like aware and awake and uh this was bad i'm gonna go kill myself <laughs> I think Shogo takes this poorly, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, whether or not uh, Thorn survives is unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, you go, you jump into Metaverse House and fight Arya or Mew. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, she's like, no, but everyone wanted this. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you stopping me? Um, and then you defeat her? yeah she cools off uh she lets everyone go she like dissolves mobius you know yeah. what i mean sends everyone home and then there's like a cut an anime cutscene, as you said of everyone meeting up in the real world yeah well yeah well the the anime cutscene is of like them kind of just living their lives yeah, oh, a bit right, right. and then you get yeah you see the wire conversation right. of them yeah. being like all right boys it's time to meet up okay um okay. I think the I think the overdose normal ending. I think this is one of those cases where playing two first really fucks you. Yeah, it's it's not the exact same ending, but it's like very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And two just does it better. Yes, two's um, the thing well, about two's ending is that there is a like compelling antagonist, mm-hmm. and then. We get closure on it is like key taking the torch from regret mm-hmm. and saying like okay like this was too much for you but I'm gonna handle it mm-hmm. you yeah. all can Just go like back you handled it really well <laughs> um uh yeah like very different themes between the or like some of some different themes uh-huh. I think uh uh the what is happening to regret at the end is recontextualized a lot by having now played one you know because of what's Uh happening to mew it's really interesting um and yeah and there and the the kind of yeah the go home club gets out and then it's like oh hey how does like next weekend sound yeah and it's like i didn't realize you were all from this single city i guess that makes sense but Redo feels much more like, oh, yeah, we're, like, all across Japan. Yeah. And, like, we're going to have to make plans, like, not too far in advance, because, uh, what's her name? Doesn't have very long. Yeah. Uh, but... I love Sasara. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, same. But that, uh, yeah, that, that is, like, a more caring, I guess, ending, or feels like a more caring ending of, like... You care more about those characters, too. Yes, I care more about them. You care more about the characters, and there's more of a, like... I think Caligula 1 is very much, like, the ending is very much life is hell, but also, like, that's, you know, uh, it's a really fucking baller line. Uh, Shogo tells me, like, you can rest now. We'll keep living in hell. And I'm like, that's a fucking baller line. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, with with Caligula 2, there's more in a sense that, like, 
solidarity and kindness can, if not overturn things, at least make them better. Yeah. Uh, I I like both. Um, but I I do think two has the better and more interesting ending. But but I still like the overdose yeah. good end. It's it's it's, it's, it's the ending you have to have here, right? Uh, yeah, from the... it's the ending that the game has kind of just always been building towards. Yes. I don't, hmm, I guess. I just, I'm just grumpy about the, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, and then we all got back and we're immediately like, hey, how does hanging out next weekend sound? This is what I was talking about with the Biwasaka thing. Uh, with It's like, oh, yeah, like half of these people just know each other and live down the street from one another. You know, it makes the uh-huh. world feel really small. Like, yeah. like Mobius is only one city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that that's completely fair. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily all a bad thing, but like like you have the moment in two where uh Kirito, is that her name? The idol? Bumps into uh, uh, Kiriko. Kiriko bumps into uh her name is not Ophelia. Pandora. Uh yep. and it's like Pandora is not a fan of uh Kiriko. She just is an idol fan, you know what I yeah. mean? And it's yeah. like taking it out on Kiriko, you know? Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah. if this was Caligula Effect 1, she would be like, "We, I went to all your handshake events, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. Different vibe. I, th- I think it is kind of a, like, consequence of, like, in Overdose, they added four characters yes. whose plots all overlink. Like, if Overdose didn't exist and we were somehow, for some reason, still talking about Caligula 1, you would not be saying. That's no, the- true. That, 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 that's very true. Um... But I do think that two is a lot more about uh, we are we are all together here. We are not on the same walk of life in the real world. Will we be able to even talk to each other? Will we have that opportunity? Will uh-huh. we? Can we stay friends? You know, it's it's like approached a little bit in one, but it's not really a focus. With right? it's one, kinda I think that with one, I think the focus is much more. The the focus is much more on getting the characters to the point where they are all friends in the first yes, place. This is Whereas in two, they all get along like maybe not from the jump, but like even by midway through. Yeah. So yeah. and I don't think that's this is... why two has more of a chance to raise that question, yes. I think. Well, I yeah. I guess I will also say that it feels weird to have a lot of characters mm-hmm. whose entire deal is I am an anxious mess. <laughs> uh-huh. And then it's like, yeah, but sure, I'll come hang out next weekend. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I don't think that e- the, either of these is like a better way of handling it overall. I do think that uh, it, the way that two sets up like a closer knit feeling group of friends who are more like likable lends itself to the kind of saccharin and then we all got to see each other uh in the real when we woke up in the real world mm-hmm. kind of ending you know what i mean yeah yeah well, definitely I think there's like, also you i feel like they like talk... protagonist so sorry no i you you go ahead okay uh protagonist dean and mari are like real friends in a way that like nobody in overdose is friends in that <laughs> way yeah it's like the ending that the game is building towards in a sense. Uh, I, it doesn't really stick out in my brain to me. Cause it's like, yeah, that's, that's the 
that's the JRPG ending, mm-hmm. you know, which is why uh, I think the bad end, it just has a lot more to chew on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's completely fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Caligula Effect Overdose. The ending yeah. anime cinematic for the good end is inexplicable. I don't remember it at all. The animation is like it's it's too badly animated to convey what it wants to convey. It's like, remember the the next summit uh, outros, Ben? Yeah, it is almost that. The like, of like like still pictures, like but those are good fan. Yes, those are good because uh, they're like cute and well drawn. Yes, this is the problem of suddenly shoving you into the real world. And you have some context clues of what people look like, but they show you them for like three seconds and then move on. Yeah. And it's like, it's better to I did, not show you at all or yeah. only show you them as a group, like from a distance. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you can't recognize anyone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. Good game. Uh, You know, two solves this because in two, they just conduct their, uh, two just conduct their conversation over wire Completely, um, yeah. yeah my uh my final word on the game very like probably the worst thing i would give a five out of five but um mm. like my i think it's a rough game i don't think it's for everyone yeah but like uh you know listeners if you like if you found any of what we talked about to like engage or interest you in some way mm-hmm. you should play it you should have not listened to this spoiler cast and should have. Before we talked about Thorn, we should have been like, now go play the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Okay, can we add that in post? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I probably won't remember. But, you know, that's generally the thing, you know. Uh, yeah. Fascinating game. I think I gave it a four out of five in my notes, which is the same I gave okay. to Effect 2, you know? Fen, the ending yeah, did a okay, lot of Yeah, okay, we've work got the whole. You two are out of your minds. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing is like if I had to rate it based on gameplay, I would give it a one. I, I'd give it a two on the gameplay. I would give the it a ideas are one. interesting. <laughs> but this is this is my Tsukihime thing. It's it's the Tsukihime of Caligula effect. Uh, I I the yes. highs were high enough that I'm like hell yeah. I did just look and I did I did give Caligula effect two a five. You did. Um. I okay. And, uh, yeah, between between the three of us, we've got three, four, and five. Yeah. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it more had I not agreed. Uh, and shoutouts to to once and future guest Marin, uh-huh. uh, for prompting me to go. Oh yes, of course I'll record this because I'm going to play uh-huh. it soon. Um, uh, yeah, and I then even that would have been fine if you didn't like butt up against deadline. I. Yeah, well, think... and also if you didn't let Wewasaka die and then had to reload and do his entire thing the night before the episode. Yeah. Honestly, would've... Fen would have had plenty of time if it didn't crash a bunch. Well, so this is the thing yeah. is um one uh part of recording was me listening to uh the entirety of voice lines. Holy crap, I desperately needed an auto mode um uh because there were times where they they demonstrated that they have the technology because there are a couple of scenes where 
uh, the dialogue advances automatically when whoever's speaking is done speaking. Um, but almost everywhere else, you have to advance it manually. Uh, and so I was desperately in, in need of an auto mode. Ben is hmm. looking for something? No, sorry. I got distracted by this girl, this Caligula Effect girl, who I have no idea who she is. Who is that? I just said I don't know. Posted in the chat. Drop her in the chat. We can have a look. Who is who is that? Uh, I can't wait. Go chat. Are you sure that's a Caligula Effect girl? She's listed on this. It's like, uh, it's from a article about Caligula Effect going gold that shows her and uh. It's like, oh, two new characters announced, and it's her and the, the serial killer guy. Or the guy that Biosaka got out of jail. I have no idea who she is. Does the article say? Wait, I think that this is uh uh, As uh Asuna's um Oh the, the girl who died. <laughs> they did art of her? Oh, is that she's the girl who got uh attacked by the, the killer dude. <laughs> Oh, so Ina's like idol bestie. Here. Fascinating. They, they made like art of her? She's not in this game. She's dead. <laughs> Fascinating. Sorry for getting distracted by that. No, it's fine. I, I would have gotten distracted too. So like this looks so cool here. Yeah. I, I love I love the femme protagonist of one. I, I know I'm sure you two prefer the two protagonists, I but I think the, two the protagonist one... looks cooler, but I do like that both of them look like burned out like butches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Also, I just noticed that this picture that I posted is a fake transparent PNG. Oh, that's very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um Okay. I was saying something. Before I got distracted by Ben. I'm so um, sorry. I got just really distracted by this mystery girl. Uh, right. Um, I don't think the gameplay is as bad as Ben is making it out. I think uh, in that, like, it wasn't that hard to fix it for two. No, um, no, no. It's just really undertuned in a way that makes it just unpleasant to deal yeah. with. Um, well, I think... and. I will say I do I did enjoy a bunch of the boss fights. I didn't. Um that's that's fair, but where it's, it's like okay, I'm going to like take take the first phase to like set up a bunch of buffs for everyone and then um cuz boss fights were the only time where I was like okay, I will actually care about setting everyone's skills and like doing stuff properly. Yeah. Um I was just overleveled and just like pushed yeah. through them. Um same. The other thing I will say is, yeah, I think that this, I would have liked this game way more if I hadn't played two first. Yes. Uh, this is all because almost everything I like about this game is like, yeah, but two did it better. Mm -hmm. um, thorn ending. Thorn does not exist in two. That is true. There thorn is no doesn't thorn, exist in two. But Ida doesn't exist in two. I had to sit through like 50 hours for like <laughs> generously like two. Uh-huh. Of oh, stuff OD that is I not, didn't already OD get from is two. not 50 hours. I, I played OD at like a decent clip and it's like 30. That has an hour count of how long Face spent. Uh let me check my journal. I also okay. have an hour 43 count. Three hours. Uh, uh, that does hours. not count crashes. Yeah. So I, probably yeah, 45 okay. or 46. I wouldn't say play this game, right? 
No. But when I uh, got through the uh, ending... Until Fen's videos are up, play this game because there's no other way to do it with the girl. Uh, check out the Crying Rules YouTube. Um, well, But the, the thing that it did for me is that I played that ending and I was like, wow, I'm thinking about how I would do a story that tries to hit the same notes. Mm. which is one of the highest yeah. compliments i can put on a game mm-hmm. and or like on anything that i read or watch and the fact that it was that miserable for me to ex- like engage with is the reason it didn't get a five star um yeah that, that, that that's completely fair uh i also think so you yeah, are right uh, to call it the three okay so this is the other thing is that uh one it desperately needs an auto mode uh there are there are, i i liked listening to the voice acting there are plenty of times where uh, I either mm-hmm. paused for multiple seconds because I was like, wait a sec, the the like English definitely has more that they're about to say and then they don't say anything. Or where I was like, okay, they've paused for about five seconds. Surely they're done talking. And then as I press the button, they start talking <laughs> again. Um and I was like, God damn it. Uh, it's very funny. I will also say that this is the main reason that I wished I wasn't recording. Because uh, listening to all the dialogue makes every cutscene like f- six or seven times as long. Because mm-hmm. um, I can read way faster than uh, the leisurely pace at which everyone talks. Very funny. Sweet Pea in particular just <laughs> draws out every single I love, syllable i love it i love it no, yeah again i love her voice acting but you had to play it for podcast yes i had to like get yeah. through it and uh and even just like some nights i will sit down and I'll be like yeah let's like experience some talking mm-hmm. and other times i'm like i have been in social links for 45 minutes i'm just doing a boys who i don't really care about please god just let this be over uh-huh um all this is all valid complaints man I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, no. I like I I enjoyed the ending. I enjoyed a lot of the social links. Mm-hmm. I just don't it also just doesn't like cohere into anything mm-hmm. in a way that the endings are like the the thorn ending in particular. Yes. is like, "Oh, this is sick." Yes. But it's not like it doesn't feel like particularly uh this is a culmination of the game you played. It is <laughs> I I might have to disagree with you there. I think both endings uh definitely feel like the culmination of the game that I played. This is, this is the thing about the second or the the like quote unquote real ending mm-hmm. is that I like watched it and I was like, yeah, Coleco Effect Two is real good, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for me, the the bad end, the thorn ending, is you end up seeing every side of everyone uh both musicians and uh on the go home club and you are doing the thing where you're talking them through their problems the same as ever but uh instead of being inspired to like return to life what you're actually doing is falling in deeper with uh thorn and essentially it recasts everything you're doing as like paying lip service to get the like upgrades for people you know what i mean in the way that a video yeah. game protagonist does, right? You mm-hmm. say all the right things, or and like people alternatively, do what you say. and then kind of another way you can read it is like, um, you know, the protagonist 
in that ending, one of the reads you can make of their actions is like, they spent so much time being everybody else's therapist, and like, mm-hmm. nobody was their therapist, you know? Yeah. They fell into line with Thorne's worldview, you know what I mean? The, yeah. Like, oh, the most romantic thing would be to die, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's good because uh, I think that's a good way of paying off the like uh low-key nihilism of uh like caligula effect broadly right well and i think really what i'm saying is this is Mm. my complaint about this style of game Mm. where people's deals are touched on in the main plot Mm -hmm. and then really explored in side content and then the musicians kind of get a wrap-up in the main plot but uh really if you want like a satisfying character arc for anyone it is it is purely in their side plot that you do and it's standalone and then it never interacts with the main plot again yeah yeah i think this is a problem to be very clear about this um and i think this is true of both games Mm -hmm. it is maybe 10 per like it is maybe 20 percent less true of two but it's still true if you play these games max the social likes. yes there yes. is i would i i will go as far as to say if you are not doing that these games are not worth playing yes yeah because like all literally everything that i liked mm-hmm. is uh, aside from the the thorn ending yeah. is in social links yeah i think this is uh and thorn ending wouldn't hit if you didn't do thorns yes. uh but this is like an artifact of persona style games, right? Yeah, which is, is like which again yeah. is like why I'm saying this is kind of a broader. Complaint. Yeah, yeah, but like, I think but you're right. like I, also I agree they definitely do it better in two. Like the yeah. two, like the last dungeon in two is really fucking long, mm-hmm. but it does have good payoffs for basically all the characters. They also have some people that are still contingent on you doing the social links, but give payoff that is not present in them well, like two figured out how to give the musicians characterization uh-huh. without having them have social links mm-hmm. uh yeah. in a way that one yeah I, I, like as you said Catherine, the the dungeons are um trailers for the real stuff yeah and two is like oh the dungeons are satisfying experiences and then you get more on the go home club member mm-hmm uh and the a plot yeah. for two is is enough to be like interesting on its own you know whereas one the a plot is until until oh, two the... is two is significantly better yes, plotted exactly. it's like not even close um uh something uh might you two might find interesting also the listeners um the reason two doesn't have a villain route is because the producers directors and writers it didn't want to pigeonhole Caligula into being that series that was about having a villain. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were also like, your party your party makeup is way different. If you were sneaking out every five minutes, Gian or Kiriko would notice. Yes. Yeah. This is true. Uh I do like the bits in one where it's like people start texting you in the middle of the mission. Be like, hey, where the fuck are you? You said you were leaving for like a little bit. We're in trouble. Please come back. It is only during the last. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's last, good. But yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah. I think that I would be really, really excited to see where they where they could take some of these ideas in another game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Part, 
I, I'd love to see Thorn again in 3, but also part of me is like, 2 is so good, is that just the best version of Caligula you can have? And the answer is maybe. The answer is maybe. But also, but also, maybe there is this like hypothetical 6 out of 5 game that like basically takes the best of 2 and overdose and makes it into 1 game. And Here's, you know, if that game dream, ever comes out, we can dream of this I will world. be very happy. I would also be fine with like, a game that does uh the hits and has some high points uh and it does like isn't it quite as good as two you know i'd be totally happy with that yeah I, yeah that, that's fair but don't probably should be better than overdash this is this is this is like the thing that i would do if i was making one of these i would be like yes the thing to do now is to be the true believers uh-huh you know what i mean yeah and like, yeah, you can still have the ending be that the world has to be torn down because you're you're boring. But uh that's that there is so much ground there. Yeah. Um keep, yeah, keep an de- eye definitely out for the third visual novel in a series of visual novels that I'm planning. <laughs> Ooh. Just like Nasu, we'll uh see that in twenty thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. Um releasing just before the Yumizuka route. <laughs> um, I do have a very cool yeah. idea for a game that is like basically that pitch. My final thought is I think I would have liked this way more had I played it before too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is That's... why if there's any chance of you like playing this at all and you haven't played two yet, play this one. First. Which is like I would say I yes. Uh, I would I would recommend this game. I would say yeah, like you should. Know that uh, there's really, really like virulent transphobia and fatphobia, mm-hmm. and um, to a lesser extent, like uh, glorification of um, I don't know, uh, peeping and suicide and suicide. Because you uh, but like overall, this is the thing. Is overall, it's like, well, yes, a very small part of this is good, mm-hmm. but it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I, that being said, especially next time after we cover the novel, which is, I think you will kind of understand why I very much am a hardliner on do one, do the novel, then do two. Yeah. Ooh. The Marie um, carry through well, is is strong. The Marie carry through is really important. Like I got, and I think you'll get. You've... I got so much out of Marie in two already, but like it would have been fun to have more context for her character. It was really fun yeah. getting the surprise aspect of wait, what the fuck is up with Marie? Yes, yes, that that is fair. Um, oh, I guess one last note for the listeners about this uh if you're buying this on Steam, it's like normally fifty pounds slash dollars. But they put this shit on sale all the time for 15. So, like, just wait. Just wait. Uh, two goes on sale for a little less. One is one of those things where it's definitely, like, they have a normal hiked up price, and then they have a sale price that is intended to be the real yeah. price. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you all for joining us for our Caligula cast. <laughs> I did look at our timestamp uh, during a little bit of a break that we took a bit ago uh, and was like, well, this is as long as our Caligula Effect 2 cast if I we stuck in the songs episode. for every. Um, yeah, we did also. Yeah, we did like go through it a little differently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess, right, that had like us ranking. Uh-huh. Wait, 
how did we spend longer on this? And we didn't even have like character rankings and stuff, which we're not going to do. We don't have time for it. <laughs> Melty Blood okay. Manga. Mel- it's because it's we were trying to f- hurry up the Caligula Effect 2 one because we had something long to do after. This we know this is going to No, we recorded the Caligula Effect 2 afterwards. Or on well, this. We, tra- we were going for one episode. You know what I mean? If we, uh, if we have time next time, do you want to do the character rankings next time? <laughs> Uh, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. I am so sorry. Uh, Once again, as I said in the intro, it is a light type moon week. Yes. Uh, I, I have a bit to say about this. Not too much, but I do have some stuff. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it that I didn't say about uh, Melty Blood React <laughs> is my problem. Yeah, because it is, well, it is basically really. the, like, it is the base of Melty Blood story, kind of like repackaged and streamlined a bit. Yeah. But uh, yes. here's my dark secret as a Type Moon fan of uh, 10 years. 
uh, this is like my first real exposure to the multi-plot story, yeah. and I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. It's, it's kind of pretty good. Yeah, this is the thing, is that I was pleasantly surprised by the the story mode of the original multi-plot. Uh, yeah, like, I think like I think Sion is a like pretty decent heroine, all things considered, and I think Tatari is a cool villain with some neat pathos, which is uh-huh. what I want out of a Nasu yeah. thing. I think he's a cooler idea than I like him as a guy, but he's a really cool idea for a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. He's kind of like Diet Roa in in uh personality. A, a little bit, uh, though he's a lot more like theatrical. Like, you know, there's a reason he, like, Christians himself Oberon as his last uh-huh. name. He's definitely got that, like, theater kid energy. Which, like, isn't he, uh, like, uh, what? where would he have had a chance to, like, get into theater? Isn't he an alchemist in Egypt? Yeah, okay. well, we you know, he this. did become, yeah, we should, we should go through this. So, Fen, do you want to take over uh, explaining what's going on for a bit? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I want. I want to give you an opportunity to take the reins a little. I'm very bad at the thing. Is I'm very bad at like reading notes, synthesizing them into something I want to say, and then saying it. Okay. Uh because at the best of times, I'm bad at saying words. Ah, uh, anyway, great at saying so, words. So, um, we, the first page, it gives an unfortunately like, it makes the the manga seem way cooler than it actually is. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because it has like filtered photo backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um it does unfortunately have a Neko arc uh dying in the heat. But uh <laughs> Well, if she if you're gonna have a Neko arc and something, she might as well be dying. Yes. I am glad they didn't like force Neko arc like they take the multi blood story pretty seriously, so they didn't like force her into it. She's just in the background of some panels if you look. Yes. Uh yeah. She's, um, she is Arcoid stand-in. Like, it's it's just a way to draw Arcoid. She's uh-huh. not, like, aside from the, like, side stuff and, like, goofy. Yeah, like, like she's on, like, a couch at one point, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Okay. Yes. So we get that. It's hot. We we get, like, literally the text from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love the, like, way that this text is done because it does look like the attract mode of a fighting game of just, uh-huh. like, kind of incomprehensible, like, text in big different fonts all the time flashing on the screen and then stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're. You want me to do you're this? You're just better at this. Okay. Unless you, unless you're tired and need the me to. The basic thing that happens is the exact same thing that happens. We get Sion. She's come to town. There, it is a hot summer's day, and there are weird rumors swirling around. Yes. Right. Uh, Shiki is wandering through the town, and like he's hearing people talk, but no one is there. He bumps into Sion. Uh, he does not know this, but she implanted a microfiber in his brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very funny. Uh. Because uh, she has this like uh, cable called an ether ether light that mm-hmm. she uses to read people's thoughts and also control their bodies occasionally and other unex- inexplicable things later. Uh, she ends up coming to him uh, the following night, right? Yeah, and uh, tries to beat the shit out of him. Uh, to hold him hostage because she wants to talk to Arcweed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of fight to a standstill. It seems like he kind of won. Uh, she surrenders and is like, okay, 
Yeah, just kill me gently, okay? And he's like, I'm not going to kill you. What? <laughs> it is very funny that the manga, uh, like, the manga follows one of the plot lines of the game. Because the game branches based on if you win or lose a fight. And so the manga makes it clear when, like, who won the fight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Which is, like, both very <laughs> funny that, one, it it kept up it kept all of the fights Mm -hmm. and because they're like there are some that are like yeah of course like of course you have to fight uh wallachia Mm -hmm. uh and there are others where it's like i mean i guess that there was a fight here but i don't Mm -hmm. think that it was like essential to the story or anything the plot the plotting of the melty blood manga is generally better than i expected Mm -hmm. but like CL's plotline goes nowhere, and Akia's plotline also kind of goes nowhere. Both of those are like setups for other branches of yeah the plot, which I assume if we'll I remember correctly in the next bit or something like that, right? I think what's going who on knows is not there is a second half of this we'll be doing next time. Yeah, or half right. isn't quite right, but anyway, like a third. So what's going on? Uh. Sion and Shiki agree to work together. Sion is working on a cure for vampirism to stop people from turning into vampires. Uh, so Shiki's like, hell yeah, cool, I'm into this. This is not really what she's doing. <laughs> it becomes pretty obvious <laughs> that she's hiding something. I mean, it is what she's up to. Yeah, sort of. Like, in a general sense, she is searching for a cure for vampirism. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we keep getting cutaways to Sion, like, in shitty dingy alleyways and like abandoned buildings waking uh-huh. up from a nap <laughs> you know what i mean that's very fun and yeah she's, having, she's like, having a rough time fucked up dreams you know she's part of the back alley alliance for a reason you know i will say i don't i don't think any of us like how this mangaka draws uh cheeky especially she looks like gone he does Hunter Hunter. <laughs> he does he does. It do- I don't like it. He's too much of like a wide-eyed baby boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which don't, which honestly doesn't really fit his characterization in this manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, I- can I take a sec to talk about how much I like Shiki's characterization, or is there a place we- later we'll on you think later. might We've be better? Zero Shiki yeah. so far. I fair, also. Fair. Uh, like generally like the way Shiki is in this, but yeah, I don't really like the art style mostly. There's some really fantastic girl faces uh, and like girls doing like sicko poses that I think is very fun. Yeah, uh, I, but well, generally it's like fine. There are so. yes, there are some incredible girl faces, and then there's like oh look at how moe this girl is. Im- like immediately after, yeah, yeah, that is that is uh true to Melty Blood. I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this is the thing is that like this is there are one of those main storylines is the Giakiha one, right? Uh that's not Yeah. Yeah. Um this is all to say that uh Melty Blood there are various Melty Blood storylines. The main one mostly plays it pretty straight Mm -hmm. with Sion except at the very end she's like oh I'm kind of in love with Shiki she's fallen in love with him the whole time I remember that bit she keeps being like blushy and like you know yeah it's uh that's one of those bits where I'm not gonna say I hate it entirely and like I kind of like it as like being part of like Sion like learning to interact with the world at large a little Mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. um 
and I also get why she likes Shiki, which I'll talk a little bit more about whenever we take it some time to talk about him. But also, this is one of those things where I just think the pacing and nature of a fighting game plot mm-hmm. really, like, hold back the idea of me, like, seriously, really buying that Sion is into Shiki. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Which, to be fair, they don't get together. No. So, not, you know, it... Yeah. Yeah. I did say say this in the multi original Melty Blood episode that uh, the the game absolutely should have had a sex scene, an explicit sex scene in the middle of this fighting game because it would have been the funniest thing on earth and it would make the fighting game community around Melty Blood even wilder. Yes, uh, it, it would. That be would be really good. But they did not do that because they're cowards. No. Okay. <gasps> oh, apologies. I haven't listened to the multi plot episode That's... in what feels like years. So if I end up repeating topics, I am sorry. You're totally fine. You're totally fine. We're kind of repeating just by doing the summary. It has been at yeah. least a year since we released that, right? Anyway. Sion and Shiki. Shiki agrees to work with her. He's looking for a rumored vampire anyway. He wants to help, you know? He's mm-hmm. generally, he's a nice guy, you know? And she's like, yes, yes, let me help you by hooking a wire directly into your brain that is <laughs> completely imperceivable and I will only use for purposes of making you stronger. Completely imperceivable, except he immediately is like, well, I can feel it. Uh-huh. This is because Shiki's a weirdo, I <laughs> yes. think. He can also cut the, the either light, yeah. even though it's like so thin that i think it goes through solid objects yeah it is microscopic she says uh that's how she gets it in there she doesn't like cut open his head uh-huh now uh the following night they go to look around for the vampire cl shows up to arrest sion uh shiki's like hey whoa 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 let's not do this like i'm working with her cl gets like comedy pissed off at her at him and like uh wants to beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. uh he gets a power up from Sion and then he wins this fight, right? Yes. Yeah. I um I don't think Ciel gets like a great showing in this manga, no. but I do like how like in this version of events where they are like, you know, to some degree close, but like not as close as they would be in her route, she kind of has this instinct to like be her best self yeah. around Cheeky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this bit because Arcoid does this too. And like, uh, there's the bit of like, we want we want to pretend to be good people, at least for Shiki. And like, Shiki knows exactly what He's... kind of people they are and plays along for their benefit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it works Cause... for Shiki too, because like, ultimately, Shiki also is not really like a good person yeah. deep down. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, he doesn't care that CL has murdered a bunch of people or that uh, Arcoid is a bloodthirsty monster, ultimately. He wants them to be the self that they want to be. <laughs> yes. Not uh, yeah. not murderers. Arcoid, Arcoid And also, he's a point. bit of a murderer boy himself, yes. so... Uh, okay. So, they fight CL. CL agrees to back off and let Shiki, uh, Shiki handle it. Uh, he got beat up really bad. And uh, we have a cute scene of the of the maids taking care of him. Kohaku yeah. patching him up. He's sweet, repairing his clothes. Mm-hmm. He's sweet, cute. Kohaku's yeah. cute. I'd love to see he's sweet. She barely shows up. Yeah. She barely shows up. She shows up even less than Kohaku, but most of the Kohaku yeah, stuff be fair, I don't like. Neither of the ma- yeah, neither of the maids are in this much. And the bi- the bits of multi-blood I am familiar with, I'm not super big on, like, 
Melty Blood Kohaku anyway, no. so... No, because she's her, she's her, like, uh, like, Getsu Toy, uh, like, evil, uh, like, goofball yeah. self, you know? Yeah, this you, is... you know, I, you can tell Nasu had trouble translating Kohaku to a comedic context. Yeah. But... It's like, Kohaku in Tsukime can be funny. She has the, she's, like, a, a good sense of humor, but... Yeah. Outside of Tsukihime, all they have for Kohaku is uh, that she's a, a like drug sick, drugs you sicko, like uh, funny guy. You know, it's just yes. Not oh, because great. we're talking about the comedy, I think we've passed the bit where this happens. Mm-hmm. But there is a joke, a uh, conversation between Shiki and Akia, where it is basically said that like Shiki constantly lies about Arihiko's grandpa having died yeah, to like go <laughs> do shit and, like, and I got a good laugh out of that yeah, she's like oh wow I'm pretty sure Arihiko's grandfather died three times last week <laughs> <laughs> this is this has the vibes of uh Aoi in the first episode of Yamasusu being like my grandma died and I have to walk the dog and get groceries <laughs> To get out of hanging out with girls. Yeah. And also Bochi. Bochi also does this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, I, yeah, I had a yeah. really... Go- I had a good laugh mm-hmm. at that bit. Uh-huh. So, Shiki is trying to get a hold of Arkweed. Uh, she's avoiding him. Uh, so, he leaves a threatening note saying that he's never not he's going to stop cooking breakfast for her if she doesn't show up. So, she's mm-hmm. definitely going to show up tonight. Uh, they bump into Akiha before this happens. Akiha's been sneaking out of the mansion too because uh, she is uh, looking for the rumored vampire because it's her job as he- the Tono head to hunt down unnatural things in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically. They have a fight. Akiha wins and then accuses Shiki of uh, throwing the fight, which he did. Uh and then uh, she also agrees to let them do their thing. And then she's attacked by what appears to be CL in her battle-like dress, carrying the seventh holy scripture, but is clearly not really her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Arkoids chilling on a mountain of corpses in the park. Normal for Arkoids. <laughs> Very. She like she like desecrates some bodies for effect. And mm-hmm. Shiki's like, is that really Arkweed? Is this a fake Arkweed? And she's like, well, I'm not sure that you aren't the fake, you know. They have, kind of have a back and forth about this. She's uh, much more ominous than usual, but it is really Arkweed. Uh, it turns out that the <laughs> bodies aren't real. There's just a mountain of trash bags where she's standing. And, like, whatever power is at work made them look like corpses. Mm-hmm. 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 She also says she saw Shiki, a murderer version of Shiki, uh, uh, killing these people, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. So, Sion is like, I want to cure vampirism, and Arkwood's like, that's not really what you're here for. Like, uh, and tells Shiki that she's lying about some stuff or about the vampire that's supposed to be in town killing people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically uh, we get a small aside uh, of uh, Yumizuka begging for a role in the story from Nekoark <laughs> which is very funny yes because she's like I'm alive and react <laughs> please just let me have a role and they're like no we're just doing the regular Melty Blood story and you're dead in that one uh-huh. 
Mineko Arc loves to bully Yumizuka over also never getting a route. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we are going to get some good Yumizuka content. It's just not Yumizuka. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, this stuff made me pretty emotional. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. we'll get there. This is the thing is that uh, as soon as Sion like, says Yumizuka's name, uh, 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 Shiki start, has like a really bad negative reaction to it because she's dead and he killed her with his bare hands with his knife, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. He murdered her in cold blood. This is fucked up about it. That's great. <laughs> this is the fun of Tatari as a villain specifically. Yeah. Is, oh, right. Whatever whatever people around are afraid of, mm-hmm. he'll show up. Or, like, he'll show them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Yumizuka's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's become, also becoming increasingly clear that Sion is a vampire and is mm-hmm. suppressing her desire to uh, kill and eat people. Uh, she's been reading Shiki's mind since she attached the Eater Light to him also. And she's starting to have, like, uh, upswings in vampire urges because he, of how realistically he can imagine blood. <laughs> She also has a bit later where she's like, I hate the color red. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Shiki. Yes. So, Tatari, we've talked about this before, but Tatari is a, a vampire that exists as a phenomenon of manifested rumors. He doesn't exist at all most of the time. And then every now and then for one night, all of the like, the, like worst rumors that have built up in a town preceding his arrival will become real and the town will be torn to pieces by them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiki, since he knows the most about the incidents that are causing these rumors, has like an un, uh, like a lot of sway in what form Tatari, uh, which is the, one of the names that they give to this vampire, what form he will take ultimately. So in this case, Tatari takes the form of Yumizuka as a vampire. And we also get some of Yumizuka's backstory, you know, which is, which is fun. The whole like, uh, her in the, the sports shed, Shiki saving her, uh, him promising to save her if she's in trouble, and then him killing her yeah. as a vampire. All great stuff. Yumizuka, yeah. fantastic. It, okay. We're, we're gonna win so hard in a few years. The one thing that I don't like about... It's a, it is a... Uh, I don't want to say funny, because it's not, like, comedic, mm-hmm. but it is like, oh, right, of course, if you want... if. You're writing a manga for mm-hmm. people who are only reading this manga, which this is largely. Yeah. Uh, I think you could get by with reading the uh, Tsukihime manga. Yeah. And then reading this and you'd mostly know who everyone was and Sion's whole deal is here. But that manga is just Arkweed's route. And so it doesn't have the Yumizuka stuff. Mm. And so it's like, oh, yeah, of course you would need to insert Yumizuka here and be like, and here is why Shiki cares about her so much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we also get some really fun redraws of CGs, like the the CG of her yeah. like lounging, uh, covered in blood by the uh fountain. Uh-huh. That one, the incredible CG of her gets a good redraw. Uh, I think the, though in the game he stabs her in the back, right? I I don't think it's necessarily yeah. said. Is yeah, it? but they're, they're like embracing, and then he stabs her. Yes, yeah, as opposed to uh like stabbing her in the stomach which i guess makes for like a better visual mm-hmm. uh it looks better on the page but uh-huh. is like yeah it's a it's thematically good that he stabbed her in the back yes uh-huh yeah uh okay so fake yumizuka is doing a lot of taunting and uh 
its words are like getting to Shiki, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? It has like a hypnotic effect, Seon yeah. says. Uh this is where he uh cuts her arm off and uh Tatari realizes that he has some power, mystic eyes, because is she can't attach the arm again. Mm-hmm. So she whips it at him with this like uh like cannonball velocity and it smashes into the wall, which is really <laughs> there cool. There were some good Satsuki sticker faces in this bat. Yeah, she looks mm-hmm. great. Um the fact that she's just like uh in her schoolgirl uniform and is manages to be that intimidating is really good. Yeah. Uh she is got the upper hand, but her manifestation is unstable because the moon isn't completely full yet, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh she's going to fade away, but Shiki manages to cut her to pieces before she man she completely fades. Mm-hmm. And then uh the uh scans get it, way worse worse <laughs> the like fan uh, translation drops in quality in every measurable uh, way we it's so miserable like you could really tell that like nasu was trying to put some nasuism like pathos into the finale bits especially but the translator does not understand them no uh we are also uh, back at least in the in a middle section we are back to works in japanese being translated into korean and then into english i did see a korean page oh god uh can i talk about some of the shiki stuff i like about yeah, sure. yeah so the thing i really like about how shiki is characterized in this manga is like in a stinky hime you know for most of it shiki is very unstable you like you know, you get the sense that, like, he could just go sicko mode on you at, like, any point, mm-hmm. and, like, he himself won't even really understand, acknowledge, or, like, accept why. And in multi- and in this, like, multi-manga, I think the way you kind of naturally build off of that, because it's after the events of the game, is, like, Shiki has a sicko side that he is, like, well aware of, mm-hmm. but he can, like, access and control it at will mm-hmm. and like you know he can use it when it he doesn't like deny it as a part of him but it's also not like some strange thing that he just doesn't understand yeah. and it's like it's kind of easy to see for me at least to see why Sion would be attracted to that because she's struggling with her own urges yeah. so like Shiki, who's, like, mastered his in a way, would be someone that really attracts her, or, you know, who she is attracted to. Yeah, I think that uh, this side of Shiki is, uh, works really well because of how uh, it's mirrored in Sion at the end, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, this is, this is the Tsukihime thing, is everyone has the monster side of them that they are trying to keep under wraps right and mm-hmm. shiki's doing a good job of it here which is inspirational to everyone else who's having a much harder time yes yeah and you know kind of it, it's good growth for him because in shiki he made the visual novel boy's not so good at it. no he's having a horrible time yeah i do think uh that it's a little like uh it's a little like protagonist of an anime to be able to turn on super murder mode at will with no downsides you know and it it like kind of gets a little too close to that for me sometimes i like the desperation of tsukihime 
but there's not a lot of other directions you can go with it, right? It wouldn't be that interesting yeah. if they were just aping what he was like before. Mm-hmm. And it does seem to be with like what we saw in uh, Prelude and stuff like that. It does seem to be yeah. where they were heading for with the character anyway of like he is kind of like like his father, a hyper competent fighter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's mixed. I, I would have really liked to see where that went, but uh, we got what we got. Okay. Moving on. With the death of the fake Yumizuka, uh Sion is like, "Okay, that well, that was Tatari, that was the 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 curse. Uh it's over. You go home now. Uh I'm also leaving." She is lying. Yes. Uh she is <laughs> Jiki also knows that she's lying. Obvi- yes, very easily. They also he shakes her hand, I think, and she like stares at her hand for a minute and then is like, "Don't touch women." <laughs> Uh, so Sion has discovered in this moment both what it is to be horny and also that being horny makes you want to eat people when you're a vampire. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, a fan posted a screenshot from this bit being like, wow, Evangelion, and that's absolutely the vibes. <laughs> uh, it, well, it was specifically, one sec, let me find that screenshot. Um... Uh, her thinking to herself, like, uh, I did get one thing from falling in love, uh, right after parting with Shiki, confusing, confusion and pain momentarily subsided. with this, I've understood the origin for this urge for humans to eliminate humans is the feeling of wanting others. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This scene is really fantastic because she's in some abandoned building alone and she like is fantasizing about tearing Shiki apart and eating him. Uh, and she smashes her fist into the ground to try and like suppress that urge and like breaks her hand and then starts gnawing at the bloody like uh, uh-huh. hand while like in an uh, effort to try and like calm herself down from wanting to eat like drink blood. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. Sion struggling with being a vampire uh, is great stuff. So. She cuts the either light and leaves him behind, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiki, she's going through it, <laughs> uh, horny and bloodthirsty, uh, while Shiki's having a quiet tea with Akiha. Yeah. Akiha's like, hey, that girl, you should invite her over. <laughs> Let her stay at our house for a while. I don't... Why is... Akiha is just, like, very nice. Well... The thing is that uh, we don't. Re- I think we get a little bit more of it in the actual game. Her and Sion hit it off really, really well. And in here, the, her excuse is she kill helped you kill the vampire, so I feel like I owe her one. Okay. Uh, but the the other thing is uh, they bonded over both yelling at Shiki together. Oh, so she right, thinks that she yeah. would be fun to have around. Okay. It's ba- basically the bit I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love this, like, implied bit where, uh, Sion is talking about how, uh, vampires, uh, their entire nervous system is shut down and they use, like, blood as a medium for controlling their own, like, shambling corpse. That's right. very cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Others' blood, specifically. Others' blood. It has to be other people's blood. Yes. Uh... Yeah, yeah, really cool. So this is why they can just, like, st- attach their limbs again, because as long as there's blood contact, they can control that and mm-hmm. like, put it back together. It doesn't matter if all the nerves line up. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, da, da, da. We see a vision of Sion having a run-in with Tatari in the past. Uh, 
uh, the last time the the night of Watalia started, last time he appeared, all that stuff. Uh, she collapses in an alleyway after fantasizing about tearing some pedestrians apart. CL is like watching her and is like, okay, okay, she's about to turn. I should kill her. And then decides not to give her a little bit more time. And then uh, her and Arkwood share a meaningful look because Arkwood is also here, also watching. And then they go leave. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Ricebe. Ricebiff? What, how do you sp- pronounce this fucking name? Ah, uh, I. Th- Rise God. Uh, what is the Katakana? Okay, let's let's have a look. Oh, uh Rizbife. Rizbife. Yeah, so I guess if you anglicize that a bit. Rizbife. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. We get a thing about uh uh the last time that Sion uh uh encountered Tatari, it was while trying to eliminate him along with some church knights, uh including Rise uh Reesbife, uh who sacrificed herself so that Sion could escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen a picture of her before, have we? Have we? I don't remember. She looks cool. I she's got yeah. Like a big I think th- I think that is her first visual depiction. Uh, yeah. There's a great bit where Sion's like, "I've been researching vampires for three years, trying to figure out how to like cure myself, and all I found out is that being horny makes you want to drink blood more." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she has known all along where Tatari is going to show up because he's going to show up on top of the shrine building. <laughs> Very on the nose. <laughs> this is also very funny in the game. The, oh yeah, the mysterious new skyscraper that's being built called Shrine. <laughs> uh, Shiki, who knew that she was lying to him, shows up and is like, no, we're going to do this together. She's really like grateful that she doesn't have to do this alone. And they have a long talk about what Tatari is uh, and other stuff while taking the elevator up. Uh, yeah. Oh, she also confesses to being a vampire to him, mm-hmm. like outright. Well, she says that this is interesting. She got bit by Tatari, who then ceased to exist because the his night was over. So she was technically a vampire, but her changes were not progressing because the vampire that bit her did not exist. And now, as he's starting to come to exist again, she's starting to actually turn into a vampire. That's mm-hmm. how she's managed to suppress it for so long. Because... Because the vampire that bit her kind of doesn't exist. <laughs> that's that's fun. She tells Shiki to kill her if she uh, goes out of control because uh, Tatari uh, has power over her. He's like, yeah, totally. Uh, then we get the showdown on the top of the tower. Tatari is taking the form of a big orb. And is Shout outs to orbs. Shout outs to orbs. Not Shout very ponderable. Zero out of ten on the ponderability scale. Sion is pondering this orb. So, <laughs> Tatari told her when he bit her and left that he uh, felt a, a familial relation to her. Mm-hmm. And that's why he let her live. And he clarifies here that it's not because uh, he's her grandfather, which it turns out that he's her grandfather. Uh, it is because she he sees the same kind of person in her. 
Yes. Uh, he does this thing with with his like hypnotic words, fucking with her head, kind of. He makes like a very big logical leap that works on her because uh, of her situation. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be honest, Ben. I don't think yeah. it's that big of a logical leap. <laughs> well, not really. Okay. Like the thing is that she, he's like you to get by in your research used either light to steal information from people yeah. and yet you complain about murdering people which is like stealing from them the thing is stealing information doesn't kill a person <laughs> she doesn't blow people's brains out the back of their head to absorb their knowledge you know this is what i mean by a leap it's because that, that is true but is one of the things right? it's something to grab onto yeah. for him because she want, kind of wants to give in and murder people because she's turning into a vampire. So this is a way for her to rationalize it more than I think that it is a uh, like a, a something that would follow if she was completely in her right mind. She'd be able to mm -hmm. reject this, I think. That is true, though I do think uh, one of the things that I find interesting about her as a character in, uh, is, and, you know, uh, Tottery calls this out, is like, because she's lived life in such an isolated like manner mm -hmm. she almost takes like hacking the information as like a substitute for having her own personality or, or like life yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah which does i think kind of parallel nicely to how tottery like the form tottery takes changes depending on the rumors and stuff you still there yeah, can you hear me? Uh, you cut out for a sec, but you sound fine now. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was saying, like, it. I think it parallels really nicely mm -hmm. to how the form Tottery takes changes depending on the rumors in the town. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's great. I don't think this is, uh, to be clear, I don't think it's, like, a, a bad comparison he's making. I'm saying that there's a very obvious difference between the two things, that because yeah. she wants to tear Shiki's throat out, she's having trouble remembering. <laughs> Yes, that that is fair. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sion transforms and starts crying blood out of her eyes. Uh, and turns into her vampire mode. Uh, there's a, a great panel of her. Uh, like slashing Shiki and then licking blood off of her cheek from him. Great, great stuff. <gasps> Sorry, I'm just looking at the notes and I just see, um, why is this page in Korean? There is a random page in Korean and then the next page is the translated one. Which I think that the <laughs> Korean page, yeah, there was a page missing. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. And they, they accidentally included... Yes, the okay. same page twice, once in Korean and once in English. God. Anyway, she beats him and then Shigi says something like, is this how you want this to end? And she freezes and is like, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. And he severs the like her, all of her limbs almost all the way through so she can't move them and she drops to the ground, but he won't kill her. Mm -hmm. This is very shiki to me. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah. when he got to Yumizuka, there was literally no option for how to handle Yumizuka that he could say. And so he was willing to kill her without too much fuss. Mm -hmm. Like, not without fuss internally, but he didn't do the like, sh this is why he's different from Shiro. Shiro would like, bitch about it and then maybe do it but probably not well the you know? thing and then hopefully something would work out the thing is is that he killed yumizuka and then was like never again <laughs> yes uh-huh that's the other thing it's like there is hope for him here right if he kills chitari yeah. then maybe something could change Sion, Sion, maybe she can be pulled back from the brink 
Yumizuka, like, standing in an alley full of corpses of people that she killed. It's really hard for her to take it back for her, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Not because she killed people. This is something that I think is important to Shiki's character. He doesn't care if you have murdered a bunch of people, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. not a disqualifying thing. But uh, with Yumizuka specifically, there was no way out. And also, it was a really traumatic experience for him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, uh, that I, think, um, I think there's a conversation at some point in the manga, probably definitely earlier than this, mm-hmm. where like, Sion asks him, like, do you hate vampires? And he's like, no, I don't like hate vampires as a mode of being. I hate the things they do. Yes. Yeah. The killing. Yeah. Hate the sin or not kill. or hate the sin, not the sinner. Hate the sinner, not the sin. <laughs> yeah, and like also Shiki is somebody who's like much more likely to get involved in an incident if like people he personally knows and cares about yes. are the ones yeah. who are in danger. Yes. Which is like the real thing that distinguishes him from yes. Shiro the most. <laughs> I think this is this is like something that I like about him is that it feels mu- uh, like human, right? He's like Yeah. I am I there's only so much space in my hands, I cannot hold the world. You know? Yeah. Now, Sion is freaking out uh, and upset that Shiki won't kill her, and she does a really, really sick move where she threads the ether light through her own flesh to knit it back together and transmit nerve impulses so she can move her corpse again. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, she's back to normal. She has recovered herself from her vampire uh, upswing. Mm-hmm. And she's ready to help Shiki finish off Tatari. Now, Tatari takes form as uh, the worst possible option. Arcoid. <laughs> the strongest Wark. thing around. <laughs> what? Wark. Yeah. Well, is, uh, another name they give uh, Tatari is the Knight of Wallachia, which I think is a fun name. So, uh, Arcoid manifested by Tatari is often called Warkoid or Wark. Yeah. Uh, it is. I think we, we skipped over it. Uh, in the fight against uh, Arcoid, Sion uses her arc drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and throughout, we are getting, or especially like from here on, everyone uses their arc drive. Very funny. Which is very funny. <laughs> yep, that's a fighting game. Yep. So, Tatari has manifested the Millennium Castle, Arcoid's castle, because apparently Arcoid is perpetually holding back unless she's at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no he uh, Tatari doesn't really have a way of countering that, so he's made the castle appear. It is also very funny how much this first background is like. Yep, that's the stage. Yep, traced uh, right yeah. over it. I guess. Uh, while this is happening, some other side stuff is happening. Uh, a... <laughs> as I've said, none of yeah, it goes, none of it goes anywhere. anywhere. Uh, CL is fighting. It, it's like. Tatari has manifested a no- bunch of other shades to stop anyone from interfering. And also Kohaku has gone uh, like supervillain mode for some reason. Uh, this is good. I this think is gonna that's Tatari Kohaku, I think. Yeah, it's like um, in the game, it gets a little blurry. Who is what, I guess is the yeah. thing. Uh, there is definitely yeah. shades running around, but then other people are just affected by the rumors and powered up. This is how they explain mm-hmm. the maids yeah. fighting, yeah. basically. <laughs> that that makes sense. Uh, so none of this matters. Chaos is here. He fights CL. I do like... It is still funny. Chaos is like, whoa, I'm dead, right? Oh, well, I'm going to kill some people. <laughs> I'm here. Might as well. Uh, 
they give uh Warkweed a really terrible font. Uh Tatari the whole time is talking in this like miserable cursive font that's hard to read. I, and I'm like, I want to read this. I want to say words about some of this stuff because the things you say are kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But also the font is so bad I can't even make them out yes. half the time. So scans for this manga start off pretty like reasonably strong yeah. and then just just yeah. crater it's terrible i to the extent that i would say uh watch the story on youtube of, yeah like of the fighting yeah. game i'm sure that someone has uploaded all eight routes of yeah it sucks man it's like yes, i didn't and, even want to uh... take screenshots anymore because mm-hmm. like i was taking a bunch of screenshots at first and then like i was like this just looks so bad mm-hmm. it's like the text yeah. isn't even in the boxes half the time mm-hmm. Anyway. So, Tatari wants Sion to replace uh, uh, Zepia, who is her grandfather and the originating like person who became the Knight of Wachalia, mm-hmm. Wallachia, uh, because Sion would be better at it, uh, at achieving their goal. Their goal is a little b- blurry, but uh, they keep mentioning a fifth or sixth mystery, which isn't really ever explained, but... It seems like basically the thing that Zeppia is trying to do is like what many trans or what dead apostles are trying to do is become truly immortal and uh, become uh, a true ancestor. Yes, very specifically when they say the fifth and the sixth, I'm pretty sure they're referring to the magics. Yes. So, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So Sophia is looking for the sixth magic for reasons that we'll talk about in a little bit. <laughs> So yeah, uh, he's trying to manifest uh, as art, like become a true ancestor for real here. Uh, Sion is like, that's uh, not going to happen. Uh, they stop, they stop translating true ancestor, which I think is yes, a completely they just, nonsense uh, choice. It's so it's, wild. It's so stupid. Really, I hate it. This is like old, like, uh, like uh, translation wars where it's like, you can't localize anything. That's not... <laughs> And the worst part is, I looked at the manga text dates. This shit was scanned like five years ago. What? This is unexcusable. Anyway, uh, did you know that uh, uh, Arkwee's castle is full of chains that she made specifically to bind her? <laughs> I did. It's sick <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Tatari did it not is... know this. <laughs> They've chained Tatari to a pole, and then uh, Sion uh, shoots uh, her with her gun, which is the black barrel, also. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the black barrel again. You remember that? Great. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of the black barrel in different we forms. We will. Uh, with Barkawee defeated, Tatari turns back into an orb <laughs> and is like, <laughs> ha ha ha, it's still nighttime. I can just keep doing this all night because I'm not even real. Uh, oh, there's also an interlude where we get uh, Arkweed fighting evil, like, sicko mode Nani Ashiki shade, and she chops him up into exactly 18 pieces to one-up him. That's always funny when she does that. <laughs> yeah. it, it's so, I love it very much. Uh-huh. Arkweed's so petty. There, there's a great, uh, there's another great joke earlier on where uh, Sion is imagining a, like, uh, really prankstery arcoid. Yeah, she does a ding dong ditch. ditch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
the way that uh, Arkweed shows up and helps deal with Tari is still very cool. <laughs> Arkweed's just yeah, simply incredible. cool. So, Zepia is an alchemist from Atlas, like, uh, and uh, Sion's grandfather. Mm-hmm. He made a deal with Alt Rouge, Arkweed's sister and another true ancestor, uh, to basically have a thousand years to solve his problem. Right? Something like that. Yeah. Yep. Thousands. Thousands. Something like that. Yes. I think it is a thousand. Okay. Uh huh. He does. She does. They do say like, oh, you would not get the answer to your problem in in no matter how many thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. The he made this promise with her under the crimson moon, which is a moon that would not be seen again for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Arkoid has manifested this moon using her marble phantasm in order to uh, like fulfill the terms of the contract and force Zepia to be human again. Sick. Really cool. Yes. Ark is so cool in these volumes. Yes. Yeah. She's very cool. And she's just standing in front of this moon. It would be cool if it was actually red, you know, but uh, this is manga. We can't do that. Uh, we can't do that. She's like posing and being intimidating. And this the orb falls apart and Zepia, who's like uh, got a really boring design, just kind of falls out of it. So realizing that his plan uh, has like completely failed and would never have succeeded. He's like, OK, next plan. I'm going to eat Arkoid. And then use that power to start a new plan that will be more likely to work. Uh, so he goes to attack Arkoid and Shiki's like, wow, what an idiot. Arkoid's so much stronger than him. It's not even going to be a contest. And then Sion jump, jumps into action and like desperately got, knocks him out of the way. Because Arkoid is using all of her power to summon <laughs> the Crimson Moon and cannot move. It's very funny. <laughs> Whether or not Arkweed could do something here is like maybe she could, but uh, it would be it would take more juice than she's willing to use. The the sheepish smile that she gives Shiki is really good. Really good. Yeah, it's really telling. Uh, so Shiki and Sion have to two team Zepia, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, or Sion does most of the fighting. There's a really great bit where she starts to use the ether light against him and he counter hacks her brain through it because he also knows how to use it. Really yes. cool. <laughs> um, and then she, tr- uh, trying to imitate Shiki, uh, leans into her vampire side, but keeps it under control so that she can fight at Tatari's level and mm-hmm. also imitate his ability to create copies to fight for him, which is also cool. Yeah. We get like, she summons a uh, regular Akiha, he summons Red Akiha. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> but, but very fun, bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh yeah, she's like crying blood again, but she's like mostly in her in her own mind. But uh and this is Cheeky being the audience insert, it's like, wow, she's doing so good. She's keep holding up, and she, uh, then we get Sion's thoughts of being like, uh my like ability to be rational is eroding the more i like lean into being a vampire and i'm gonna freak out soon Uh oh yeah i um i really like um i really like how they sometimes depict uh depict the on the parallel processing in this manga it's cool it's Mm -hmm. cool that sion it's always been cool that sion is plural Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a robot (laughs) yeah it's very cool um i love the the whole panel where it's like showing her uh, different thought processes ca- trying to prevent the counter hack from taking over her is really cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah she has to like reboot her brain 
Anyway, Sion connects to Tatari again to take something from him, which is apparently uh, the memory, like the data collected on uh, Rice Rice Rifsby? Anyway, uh, Rice Biff manifests and uh, beats the shit out of Tatari, <laughs> which is pretty fun. <laughs> Uh, this is the power of homosexuality. Yeah. I wish... Yeah. What? I just wish that uh, the manga wasn't so, like, well, you know, she's finally discovered love mm -hmm. Shiki. with Shiki. Listen, she already had love with this fucking gay-ass church. Yeah! <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the shade disappears and uh, drops a bullet that... Uh, Sion has forged out of the remains of uh, Rice Beef's uh, destroyed shield. Uh, and then she uses that, she like holds that bullet to her chest, like over her heart, and then loads it into her gun and kills uh, uh, Zepia with it. It's this, good. This is homosexuality. Yes. <laughs> so great. That's great stuff. Uh, Zepia collapses. And Sion asks him why he decided to become a vampire. We get some great stuff that we are going to get more of someday. Uh, yes. Sooner than later is all. So. The, the Alchemists of Atlas. Uh, this is something we talked about in the original too. But uh, many of them have seen into the future through their calculations and have seen like the inevitable end of the world. Right. Essentially. Yes. Yeah. And they're driven mad yeah. by this. Mm -hmm. So... What Zepia was trying to do was to create, he wanted to become a vampire to transcend his limits in order to create a future that could no longer be predicted mm -hmm. and wouldn't look like what he saw. So, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a great line. Uh, yeah, it, um, for me, it really works as like a macro level version of Sikihime's themes mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, you shouldn't live in the future. Yes. We're all going to die. Like, the species is fucked at some point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, instead of worrying about that, instead of worrying about trying to prevent it wholesale, just do what you can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I've noticed that um, a lot of the time, Zephyr is drawn with his eyes closed, which I think is really neat symbolism for that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look at what's in front of him, the present, he just lives in the future. It's mm. fun. I always thought that was just because when he opens his eyes, he does the, the theater mask crying blood face. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's also, also true. Cool. Maybe it's both of those things. Uh, he reminds me, uh, Zepia to me feels like a lot of the, uh, you know, obviously we can't get into this, but he feels like a, a, a lot like a type of villain who would show up in Fgo, the yeah. big one for part one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So, Zepia dies. Shiki finishes him off. Arkawit is like, well, I have no sympathy for this guy who looked into the future, freaked out, and then killed a bunch of people. But, you know, I guess he didn't, like, originally do this to hurt people. So that's something. Sion mm -hmm. is like, yeah, but that doesn't really mean anything because the number of like lives on his head is unimaginable and he could never be forgiven for this. And Shiki's like, I think it's fine. You can forgive him if you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Shiki's like, well, you know, Sion, at the very end, he he called you by your actual name and like acknowledged you as a person and an equal. So, you know, maybe maybe he's fine, actually. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with Shiki. He's like, I'm dating like multiple women who have butchered thousands. <laughs> we love him. I, I love him very much. It's quantum dating. Everyone in this manga. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who are varying levels of having killed people. Yes. How- Except Hisui, who is a darling. Yes. Hisui's perfect. Zero is a level of having killed people. That's true. <laughs> Hologram Summer is the uh, name of this ending and the name of the final chapter. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get a very, very clipped wrap-up. Yes. Where the next day... Sion, who can be in sunlight again because the vampire side has uh, receded, explains that she's kind of a vampire and also kind of not, and she can keep it under control, basically. She doesn't need to drink blood. She shakes Shiki's hand again and promises to help him out if he ever is in danger. He promises the same in return. And she's like, well, I know in my heart that we're never going to see each other again, but uh, it's still nice to have a promise with a friend. You know, that's cute. Shiki goes I, to... What? Okay, that's fair. Shiki really shouldn't be going around making promises to save people that he can't follow through you on. You know, he didn't say he would save. He said he would try to help. Okay. So maybe that's the difference. Yeah. You are these, right, These though. are different things. Uh, yeah, especially to vampires. Come on, man. Anyway, Arcoid is like waiting angrily over in the corner for him to come back and he has to go do damage control. And Sion is going to return to Atlas. And uh, uh, I forgot, I didn't mention in this, she's like in line to be the next director of the Atlas Institute. <laughs> so she's going to go back and like take the reins back up and uh, uh, resume her research and try and get rid of her vampire side and all that stuff. Yeah, that's the end of the manga. Yeah, um,. Scans were not good, uh, especially in the back half. They were so bad. But honestly, I enjoyed this, like, a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to... You would would probably just be better served watching the OG multi-blood story uh, and eventually doing Actress again, which is kind of meaty. But, um, Mm -hmm. like, it's not a bad adaptation, I think. And it... 85% 85% of it did not feel like a fighting game adaptation, if you know what I mean, yeah. right? It had a plot. It had an interesting plot. Yeah. It felt like it could be a Tsukihime follow-up side story. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If I... I would... Yeah. I think it is like a serviceable adaptation yeah. of what was there in the game. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah, this is the thing is we've talked about the game already and like... Yeah, we we liked yeah. it then too. You know, that's really the theme for this yeah. episode is me being like, well, yeah, but the other thing that I already played uh, was better. <laughs> yeah. Though to be fair, Type Moon adaptations are fucking cursed. So yeah. getting yes. one that is even kind of good is like a miracle. Yeah, and a lot of my complaints with this are, wow, it's the translate fan translated poorly. It's fan translated poorly. It's fan translated so poorly. There are some some very funny uh, uh, CL, uh, not CL, Sion Mm -hmm. uh, scenes where it's like, oh yeah, mm, you draw a rogue on the side or. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm I'm just like uh, I'm just like I feel like the art never becomes anything special mm-hmm. at best. It like hits serviceable, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's worse than that. Mm-hmm. Can I say it was a really really funny decision to have a page dedicated to CL hopping from a conversation up onto a, a light post and then away? Uh huh. <laughs> yes, I, I laughed at that. CL's cool. <laughs> CL's a dork. <laughs> okay, when I... When you say cool, I you get, mean a dork. I get called out on this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. By cool, I mean a dork. Yes. Yeah. Ben's but, so uh, cool. Hey! <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take that at face value. I am cool. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, there's meat on these there bones. Mm-hmm. It's interesting yeah. stuff. It's not like the deepest, but uh, you can kind of tell that, uh, you know, Nasu probably had a hand in this, mm-hmm. <laughs> in writing this original bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's better than most of uh, most of the stuff in Kagetsu Toya, so. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. That's a low bar, but it is true. <laughs> hey, you know, Tsukihime continuation stuff is... Uh, Hit or miss. It's either like really hit or really miss. I liked uh, Prelude and the other story a lot. Yeah, Plus Disc also great. Plus Disc is fantastic. The Akira yeah, story and, is really uh, good. I I don't want to say I don't want to say anything like about it, but um, I have dabbled in like the story stuff in Actress again, and mm. I really like that. I'm excited. That I, is, yes, yes. Uh, I, I know some it's stuff. It's like a, it's a bit hampered by the fact that it's all told in arcade mode yeah and not um like not a proper story mode but it uh it was released right before nasu started writing sukiri for real Mm. like the start of that process and you can tell because like he's getting in the zone hell yeah i believe we have the next part of this manga which i kind of assume is going to be the wrap-up for all of the other Melty yeah, it's I assume it's be... either going to be that or like the comedy. Stuff. Yeah, Len stuff or comedy Hisui Kohaku hijinks, which I find to be somewhat likely. Miyako is on the cover. Oh yeah, this is what I'm worried about. Oh, is perfect. It's be like side character stuff instead of the React storyline, which I think that you could get a little bit out of the react storyline you know what i mean yeah but it would take much yeah. more adaptational work because it's not as fleshed out as the main story yeah well yeah okay I- i'm i'm looking at the manga decks like blurb and it's like miyako has a horrible premonition about her brother shiki and sets off to rescue him this is a this is a grim portent because now i know exactly what the story is and it ends with Giakiha, my nemesis <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so it's we we got a manga about the serious side of multi blood. Now we've gotten the bad one. Silly now multi- we're gonna get yeah, the bad, the bad side. Well, at least we'll have the marine novel to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yes, great novel. I love that book a lot. Cool, cool, cool. We have any other thoughts on the multi blood manga? Uh, how many stars do you want to give it? You know, I don't really rate things usually uh, at the end of them. I would probably give it a two stars and the game a three. Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. I might stick to, like, low three. Actually, you know, the game, only if I'm only playing this route. If you're including the Giyakiha <laughs> stuff, then it's going to be a one. I had a miserable <laughs> time. 
I can't recall. I can't say that you're wrong. Giakiha is my nemesis. We'll talk about that next episode. Although, if it is yeah. Giakiha stuff, I am looking forward to seeing uh, a drawing where Akiha just takes up the whole page. <laughs> that would be really funny. Let's go. Um, that was yeah. always the funniest part of Giakiha was the, that her her portrait sprite in the game is cut off and you can only see her from the chin up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I rated it two stars. That's, that's about I'm where I'm I'm still laughing thinking about that. All right. We should wrap up. This has been... Well, how long is this episode now? Uh, 5.30. Uh, five and a half hours? Um... If you thought that no Melty Blood or relatively thin Melty Blood content meant you were getting a thin episode, you were wrong. We've had a couple thin episodes lately. We need a real chonker. Because we watched, yeah. or wow, because we read a manga, I might just stick a Caligula Effect song as the outro. Yeah, see. do that. Yeah. Do, uh, that, uh, uh, did, do Cradle. Hmm. Cradle's pretty good, yeah. I was gonna say you could do Distorted Happiness. That play, yeah. Which one plays over the the bad end? Uh, uh Cradle plays cradle. over the bad end. Okay. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, but yeah, sick. I leave these decisions up to fun. Okay, it makes sense. Well, we did get like an hour forty out of the Melty Blood manga, which was more than I expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I I may have, I probably could have elided a little bit more stuff, but you know you had stuff to say, so it was worth going over. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you for joining us. We're friend. part of the Admiral. Oh Mapping no, Network. I I have a blast. <laughs> so you know. Uh yes, thank you for joining us. Catherine, um, we're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Uh, did you put a marker in to cut that bit? Uh, no, I put a marker in to start the outro. Oh, go ahead and do it. I said we're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network already. Oh, it's the third time we've reminded people that we're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Did you know, Fen, that uh, Giorgio's has a horse that can negate one hit? <laughs> <laughs> Ben, keep doing the outro. Um, it's very dark in our room. The sun has gone down. We have no lights on. <laughs> that Giorgio's joke just sandblasted the everything out of my mind. <laughs> uh, Much like how his uh, horse can uh, sandblast any one attack out of existence. <laughs> Where can people find you, Catherine? Uh, I'm a uh... At Kimi Catherine one on Twitter, uh, I mostly tweet about like Arrowgay and Type Moon, and also just my day to day life. So if any of those three things interest you, mm -hmm. you know, drop me a follow. Hell yeah! Fan is frozen again. Where can people find you, Ben? Uh, I am on Twitter at Ben Ends. Uh, you can follow me for posting uh, about things. I post about the visual novel that uh, uh, part one is approaching completion slowly uh, over at Doom Gender on Twitter. I also have a co-host at Ben Ends, not really using it much yet, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting somewhere with it. Look out for that visual novel. I really, really can't wait to finish part one. 
Uh, I'm doing a lot of painting sprites lately, you know, which is a lot of busy work, but I think it's finally like coming oh, together. Yeah, into, like, I can a, imagine. You know, I'm like really regretting giving the two main characters who have sprites uh, like 10 extra expressions each uh, uh, on a whim. <laughs> I can imagine. I don't even know I'm using all of them in part one, but you know, they'll come in, hand they'll come in handy. They're so funny. Yeah, they will. You'll, you'll use them later and you'll be like, thank God I drew these. Yeah, yeah. I have to paint CGs next. Oh, God. Uh, to do. There's not many CGs, but Fen, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me well, nowhere really. Um Fennec.moe. Yeah, Fennec.moe. That'll I think still takes you to my co host, which I'm You've been too busy to post. I've been too busy to post. Living hard, posting less. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah using Twitter less. Uh huh. Kinda I'm still up on Twitter, which is a problem. Um, I know too much about what's going on on Twitter. Join our Discord. Yeah. If you want to. Message us. Uh-huh. I do check DMs on Twitter occasionally, so. Mm -hmm. Um, What else do we say here at the end? Mm. Recommend us to your friends. uh, Rate us five stars. Oh, yeah. What should people say if they want to give us a five-star rating? What what review should they leave? Moe Moe Kuhn. Moe Moe Kuhn? Okay. My thought process is often inexplicable. Uh This time, Ben Ben, uh, laughed at Moe Sion. I was yes. like, okay, something, Moe Sion, something, something. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> once in future guest, Marin, mm-hmm. uh, has been watching, uh, Akiba. I almost said, yeah, Akiba Made War. Uh, I almost said, like, something without Moe. Uh, Battles without Moe. That's an episode title. Um, Akiba Made War. And so I was like, yes, uh, Moe, Moe. <laughs> <laughs> Akiba Made War, still fantastic show. Great show. Not like the best, but really sticks the landing. Next time, we will be doing the second half of uh, Melty Blood. What chapters are those, Fen? Well, it's called Melty Blood Part 2 in some places. Yeah, that. Yeah. Everything that's not Uh, this of this manga. Yes. Brackets, not Melty Blood X. That is a different manga. Yes. I see. I see. Uh, we'll be covering that, and we will also be covering what is the actual name of the Marie novel? Uh, let's find it. Uh, I, I just, uh, yes, uh, can I have the honors? Yes, yes, please do. The Caligula Effect, episode Marie Mizuguchi, The World Through Her Eyes. There we go. Uh, this is not officially translated now? No, but, uh, the fan translation is pretty good. Uh, I I guess I we can put the link in the show notes or something. Ben, is that okay for us to do? Probably. Hmm. Should we maybe not? I mean, it's not. I don't think the Caligula effect people are going to come after us for sharing. No, no, no way. Novel. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes if I remember. Uh-huh. If not, DM Fen. Uh, yes. Uh. Yeah, uh, the, the novel has some content warnings, but they're on the translation site, so yeah. approach at your own discretion. You know, given... It, it's a dark book. 
given what we talked about in uh, uh, the Caligula Effect uh, section of this, you can probably make, and uh, the Caligula Effect 2 episode 2, you can probably make some guesses. Overdose was 2018? I guess it's on the Switch. Yeah. So that makes, wow. It feels like a 2006 game. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> it, fed, 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 fed. it looks like a 2006 game. It feels like 2008. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can, I can accept what looks like a 2006 game. I accept this. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to actually read that book. Uh, it's not super, super long, I don't think. Hopefully. No, it's just like normal Japanese novel length. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I think that's it. Uh, Fen, say the words. One day, let's meet in the digital sea.
uh, <laughs> my solution was my mic arm is currently attached to Fen's desk. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, there's... our The office that me and Fen share is already... Our desks are kind of side-by-side facing the opposite directions. So there is a, a... About... Yes, this is Yuri. There, There is a... The, they're in the center of the room, so the room is only accessible... Fen's desk is only accessible by a foot and eight inch gap between our desks that you have to slide through to get to Fen's side of the room and to my bookcase we've got like kind of like a yin yang uh araya's tower situation going with the office you know are you recording kimmy catherine by the way (laughs) because this is this is primo post pod (laughs) 